Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pump and Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, October 8th, 6 p.m. Pacific. Let's get through this, shall we? There is plenty to talk about when it comes to this past weekend. The motocross designations was at Red Bud. And there's so, so many things to touch on. 702-586-7857 if you want to call in and talk about it. Man, losing my voice even. I'm tired too, by the way. You bastards are lucky you're getting a show tonight. Because I'm tired. I flew back today. I barely got any sleep this weekend. My voice is shot. But I'm here for you. I'm doing this for you people. I said no to a Tuesday show. I said it had to be Monday. And we're doing it Monday. We're doing it live! Thanks to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels. The W Wheels World Vet Championship is coming up first weekend in November. At Glen Helen. Please check it out. Go there and race. You don't even need ID. You can sign up for any class. Literally. Any class. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Guts Racing, Get Data, Bro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, OGOPowerSports.com, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, all on board with us and you people. 702 586 7857. We got some stuff to give away tonight from folks at uh, Maxima and Pro Filter and Vortex as well. Uh, we've got to talk uh, Motocross and Nations. Jason Thomas will be on. Tony Berludi is going to stop by. He was in the mud in Michigan. He will stop by later on. We are going to try to call David Villeman. We have Ryan Sipes from Team Puerto Rico on. And we have Ryan Gauld on. Captain Canada, they call him. To help you. With this journey through Red Bud and everything that happened. He wasn't there, but he watched it all unfold on a TV screen. From Kiefer Ring Testing, Pulpamex. Chris Kiefer, what's up, buddy? Three weeks. You are in line for a Pulpamex Employee of the Month. Ew. Three straight weeks. I want a big 8 by 10 on the wall Just right here. Just driving up here to do this <laughs> janky show. I appreciate it. Thank no, you. No, it's good. I have fun coming up here. So there's thank lots you for to talk me. about. There is. I was watching at home, keeping up and up to date on the Twitter and the Instagram. So yeah. I was following. Yeah, it. absolutely. Uh, there's going to be plenty to to get to tonight, and uh, looking forward to uh, to covering it all. JT wasn't that mad. Okay. Afterwards, I was checking up on him through social media. I was like, Hey, yeah. anybody see him? Yeah. Console him, pat him on the back, <laughs> hug him, do what you got to do. His acceptance, I think. Acceptance has creeped in. He's beat down by life. Yeah, I, I think, think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to talking to JT. Sipes, Puerto Rico stole the show. <laughs> Puerto Rico stole the show, and Sipes is part of that. 
Pastrana, how could you not love Pastrana for one? Sipes is a good dude. Yeah. You know, Pastrana's yeah. back flipping. They won the B final. Yeah. On Sunday they morning. won the B final. Actually, I didn't think they would make it, and they won. I was surprised. Yeah. Japan yeah. didn't make it? No. So yeah. weird in the mud, too. Wasn't that muddy, though? We'll get into that. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't that muddy. It wasn't a mud race. It you was just, drizzling and raining. You could rainy, still pin but, it. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't a mud race. There were a lot of plenty of goggle issues for guys. A lot yeah. of goggle issues. So um, looking forward to having you people around for this whole show and uh, plenty to talk about. I think I've said that 18 times. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show. Way over there. Way over there in the corner. I don't have to look at them, which is great. The Travis Marks. Unfortunately, I do still have to look at you. Yes, you do. I'm not sure how I got the short end of the stick, but hey. You are screwed. But hey, at least Keepers some here. pretty faces here to look at today. Keepers not here. Yeah. Once his wife gets back, it'll be a little better. Yeah. And then where Pookie, is Heather? Pookie Cutout is over she there. She's coffee. Well, yeah, I know, but where is she? I need this coffee. Yeah, she's coming. Dude, I need it now. <laughs> you're lagging. I got very little sleep this weekend. I mean, it was... So you're up late at these shows too, right? A late night? Well, the Racer X shows were right. from 6 to 11 on Friday and Saturday night. And then you don't get out of there until midnight because you're hanging out afterwards a little bit, right? Right. And then you're up at 6, 30, 7. Jump in a shower, head to the track. And so it's basically five hours, five and a half hours of sleep at night. And I flew out first thing Friday morning, went to that motocross the nation's dinner. It was honestly like I didn't answer emails. I barely checked emails. I didn't I didn't even know what's no, happening. You, yeah, you didn't because you didn't even text or anything. No. Yeah. Well, phones didn't really work there. Okay. Anyway, so it was really tough to tweet or text or do much, do much of anything. Um, it was a who's who of, of moto there. It seemingly... Seemingly everyone who was anyone in American Moto but you, Chris Kiefer, was there. It was it was nutty. Uh, uh, yeah, just brought out you know they brought out all the legends for that dinner on Friday night. That was great, and uh, that was yeah. cool. McGrath was there too. Yeah, everyone was there. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and that was a really cool deal. The pit bike of nations. <laughs> You told me a little bit about that. We got to get into that more. Too. Ryan Gold's coming on. Okay, and we're going to talk about third third overall. Everybody, third, you got a bronze. Got a bronze. Took my team to a bronze. Uh, Were you close to second? Thank you, thank you. Um, was I close to second? No, no. I for, I think Great Britain had a pretty good team. They had two guys who rode GPs for okay. years. Okay. Um, one of my guys was in second in the second moto, Austin Watling. Yeah. And he fist pumped over the over the finish line and ate shit when he landed. Mm. Like no, no, not, not the checkers. I mean, in the middle of the race. So like Grant Langston style. Yeah, and Langston was standing right next to me, <laughs> and I said he pulled a Langston. <laughs> He pulled a Langston, and Langston loved it. He loved oh all of it. Oh, my God. I'm like, how could I be manager of this kid? He's celebrating two laps in right. with a fist pump. Just stoked on Dude. live. Did and, second. And TTRs it. were smoking. They were, they were laying in the mud. So all of those were brand new at one time? They right? were brand new anyways, yeah. All of them? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Yamaha dug deep for that. Yamaha of Warren in Ohio, a dealership. And they're, they had them, and, and they're selling them off. No shit. Yeah. How many were there? 13. 13. Yeah. It was just... Oh, my God. Oh, it was insane. Uh, That's a schlong shot. Yes, Grant. It really was. Uh, we got some phone lines open still on uh, for, for you guys to call. 702-586-7857. Chris Kiefer brought to you by Roost MX here tonight. Cycle Trader team uses Roost MX. Uh, our own buddy Alex Ray will be using Roost MX at, at Straight Rhythm in a couple weeks. He's going to ride for Cycle Trader this weekend in, in Monster Cup. Yep. Although we had a big get-off today, I guess. We don't hear anything back, have we, on that? I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't know. Alex, if you're alive, shoot me a text. <laughs> yeah, Let me exactly. Know. Let me know. Okay. Let me know if I need a new rider for straight rhythm. That's all <laughs> I really care about. 
I hope, hopefully he was on the fourth stroke. Too, not fourth He's stroke. been riding the fourth stroke. Like, he hasn't been really riding the two-banger. What? No, because I was there last week, and he was four-stroking it. I see him a couple times oh, that, on the two-stroke. That's going to be a fine. Well, oh. I think what's going to happen is Monster Cup's coming, right? So you're going to do that first. You get four-stroke, and then after that, he'll ride two-stroke. So that's All my, right. And you are you are coming to straight rhythm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to ride his bike You're going to ride Thursday. his bike. We're going to do something. Yeah, yep. that'll be cool. Yep. Um, so we'll do something for and I'm going to jump and, all the singles. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> not trust Don't me. Don't hurt yourself. I've got the big vet national coming up. I can't hurt myself. Okay. We gotta get through that week. WUSA vet world title coming yes. up. Yes. Glenn Helen. Yes. Are you gonna ride 30, 40, 50, 60? Because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. They don't care. Right. You can ride anything you want. As long as you give Glenn Helen money, you can do anything well, you want. Well, they have my money. Yeah. So it's pre entered, so okay. I could probably enter more. You can enter more, it's no problem. It's not a problem. They just, they don't they don't need ID, <laughs> they don't need anything. All they care about is American Doleros. No, it, actually, they do check ID. I take that back. They didn't when I was there. Mm. Uh, okay, so um, again, I don't know where to start. I was. Let's just stick to the gist of it right away. Look, look, look. I was very confident of a USA win. Okay? A win? Oh yeah, I was very confident of a USA win. Anybody who listens to this show or or my podcast <laughs> can say that, based on USGP results, based on other destinations in America. When it, when the rain came. And the shitty weather, I backed it down a little bit on stamping a win, yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. However, I would have bet a lot of money that Team USA would at least make a podium at Redbud. They got sixth. Right. And weren't even close. Dude. Weren't even close Dude, per moto. A team with two riders beat them. The right. Netherlands. <laughs> yes. Now, Netherlands beat a lot of guys. They got third. So, right. But I'm shocked. I am shocked at what happened that I saw this weekend. We didn't – not one guy in the USA who, who were all champions and are great riders, not one guy rode well. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't have – we, actually, you know what? It's not we. I'm Canadian. You guys. Okay. I'm back. If they would have won, I'd be we. Right. But because they got yeah, six. Yeah, you're off of it, it now. Because they got six, it's you guys. You jumped right the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but uh, look, hey, I talked to Plessinger after the race. And was, was he the only one that was willing to talk to you? I looked for Barsha. Couldn't find him. Okay. Eli's mom told me to go knock on their motorhome. I'm like, ah, right. that's okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um uh, but Eli did do a credit, did do a video interview after the race with, with Jason Wygant. So credit for him for doing that, for sure, because you know he didn't want to do that. Right. But I'm fucking shocked. I'm shocked. I, I Look, uh, Ferrandez told me the track was really different from what the Red Bud that he raced. There was a lot of sand on it. Right. I talked to Tim Ritchie, the owner. He told me he put some sand in the off-camber turn, turn mm-hmm. And he put sand in the new section where the new start was, a little uh, hairpins. Right. And that's it. Right. So that theory of mine, why the fuck did they dump all the sand on, isn't correct. Right. That's what I was thinking last night. I'm like, dude, there's a lot of sand. Well, I don't think Tim Ritchie's lying. You know, Tim's just like, we didn't dump sand except for like three spots. Right. I'm shocked. (laughs) So here's my theory. I wasn't there, so I I don't know. I'm shocked. I I can't believe... (laughs) What I, what I saw. Okay, but let me ask you this. Let's say you watched our team, the three riders. If the other people weren't there and you were watching them ride, did they ride as well as they normally do, or did they look off? 
Because you see these guys every week, right? Dude. So Tommy how, Searle. I understand that, but take those guys away. I'm just watching them ride by themselves. What did they look like? They look like they were trying. Okay. But not going anywhere. Okay. They all looked like they were trying. Right. I mean, there's guys. I mean, Tommy Searle had a terrible year. He got injured. He's hurt. He was hurt. Okay, so, but whatever. So he wasn't racing and He's sucking. A, he was on a borrowed stock bike. Yeah. And on, well, I mean, he had, he had some parts put onto it, but it wasn't bone stock. But it, on Saturday's qualify before Tomac's bike broke, Eli had nothing for him. Tommy was just riding in front of him. So here's my theory. You want to hear my theory? Or are we getting to this yet? I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Look at these guys. And I, I hate saying this, man. I really don't want to say this, but I feel like oh this, this is what the riders think. And no, and by no way did I hear this from the riders, but I think it doesn't mean as much as it used to mean to the riders. Back in the day when you had Stanton, you had Carmichael, you had these types of guys, the want, the heart, desire was there. Yes, of course, they're going to say, yeah, I want to go. I can't wait. I'm going to dye my hair, da, 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 do all that stuff. But look, the big picture is Supercross. Plessinger doesn't want to get hurt and ruin his Supercross. Yeah. Okay? Uh, oh. Okay, uh, hold on. You have, is, you have is November. This what, is this what you're doing right now? Hold on. Hold on a second. You have, Stay in my life. You have November. Down. And December, yeah, to get ready for January, which first week of January we start hitting the ground running with Supercross. MXGP guys can send it a little bit harder and ride a little bit out of their comfort zone more because they have more time to chill out. Our dudes, our three guys, Tomac's getting ready for Supercross on a new bike. Plessinger's getting ready to move to 450. Barsh is probably kind of burnt out and on his, you know, he wants some rest. These guys aren't highly motivated. Yes, of course they want to win for America. But no. for them to send it and to really get on those guys' level, you're going to really have to push 100% all the time. And I think they, as in our team, underestimated the other dudes. Well, no matter what condition. I, mean, I don't give yeah, a shit I mean, if it was dry, mud, whatever. I These mean, guys are fast. Yeah. Fast. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And we um, and we spoke about this earlier. I mean, they were off for a month or, or longer. Right. You know. And they just, you know, MXGP guys are a week off, right? No, not even. Two they weeks. Race. No, no. They just raced last weekend. Well, that's what I'm saying. A week off. You have a week. A week and you race again. So they're no, still in days. the zone. Five right. Days. So I don't know, man. I just think there's more to lose for our, our guys than there is the but GP they're, guys. They're not out there. There is. You're right. But they're not out there thinking of that. They're still training. They're still practicing. Dude, you think that, though. I'm telling well, you. Well, then they should never go to this race again. How, how, what are you going to do? Say no? Yeah. And then if really be shit on by everybody? If, if your theory is correct, which I do not buy, by the way, okay. but if it is, okay. they should never go again if they are holding back and worried about getting hurt for Supercross and, you know, thinking things like that. They, they just shouldn't happen. I, I don't think that they say it out loud, but it's no, in the not. back of your mind going, ooh, I better chill out a little bit, man. I got to get on this 450 well, next week. They're never going to win again then, or they shouldn't go. It, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer. I I'm mean, just saying, they got terrible starts. Yes. They passed up the inside gates, and JT's going to have more on that okay. in a little bit. Right. Team USA passed up inside gates, which was ridiculous. And we had what pick? Uh, uh, ninth? Ninth. Ninth. Ninth and? 18? 
No, 29. 29. Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. Um, Yeah. It, it's it's just... And we don't start on... I know we start on metal grates and supercross, but I think starting on metal grates outdoors is a little different as well. I don't... I'm sure those guys practice Look, that if, beforehand. If you... If you... If you tell me that Hurlings beat Tomac and maybe Koldenhoff and Caroli beat Tomac. I go, okay, all right, I'll give you that. But when you tell me the guys that beat him, 250F guys beat him, mm-hmm. Ben Watson, mm-hmm. Jorge Prado, mm-hmm. Hunter Lawrence. Yep. Barsha was even further back. Plessinger was even further back. That's what I'm saying. I just, I can't. I would have never thought that would have happened. Okay, so I just, I just these guys are too good. So now you've heard what I think. Why do you think, in your opinion, were they so far back? Just in your opinion, I don't know. I, I'm shocked. I don't know. I asked the Team USA guy what happened, and he was like, "I don't know." Okay. I said, "I said I'm shocked." I said, "I'm shocked." He's like, "Me too." There, I go, was there problems with anybody? No. Exactly. Thank you. No this problems. is why I, this is why my theory comes into play here. There's no bike problems. Plessinger, Tomac, Barsha ain't talking to their dudes like, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not I'm really, not really feeling it. They're not saying anything. So inside of themselves they're like, look, I need to chill out a little bit so I don't get blown out here. No, no, I don't I, let's let's talk to JT about that and, and Berluti. Oh, and I know JT's people. not gonna agree for sure. <laughs> But I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's it, man. I just don't. I. I don't know. It's not the team manager. Like, like, look, Roger doesn't do much at these things. Mm-hmm. I can't believe someone couldn't point out. Out of all the guys with headsets, no one pointed out there's an inside gate. Glenn Koldenhoff and Hurlings in the third moto literally started on the both on the inside. Like, how does that happen? First of all, Koldenhoff's on a different level than everyone. Even better than Hurlings, I feel, which is. Which was really that was to me the most shocking individual performance. Yes, but not over. He's not on another level overall. But that was the biggest on that individual, day. Yes, biggest biggest performance. Yes. Um. It. I mean, maybe it's the track prep. Like, okay, we show up at Redbud. Okay, mm-hmm, in July, mm-hmm. it's ripped, it's watered, it's the same tire you use all the time. Mm-hmm. All those, most of those guys, MX11s anyway. Sooner or later in the series, in the beginning, they've been doing more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you show up. You showed up this weekend. It was rolled flat. Mm -hmm. Kiefer, you have a theory about the all the moisture in the water and the rain. Yep. Pushing sand onto the track, which I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And they showed up, and the sand. And I would have bet a lot of money again. I would have bet. I would have lost all my money this weekend. All the things I would have bet on. but Timichi said they only added sand in the new section yeah. and one other section of the track. And it was sealed tight for the for the for the rain, so they got on it. Does that change the prep from a dist up watered red bud? Initially, yes. Initially. Does that make the bumps shape differently? Initially, yes. But once the track is broke in, no. That doesn't come into play. I don't care who says what or anything different. Yes, the track is flat, sealed, of course. It's going to feel different. The first couple practices is going to be different. But once the lines break in, the dirt underneath is the dirt underneath, no matter how fluffy or flat or whatever it is. Okay? And I'm not trying to make excuses for America's because I really i am not. I just feel like, one, 
Europeans are just better right now than us in motocross, period. No matter if it's dry, wet, hard pack, whatever. It took you 20 minutes. Yes, and I, and I wanted to get that first. <laughs> but I'm trying to like come up with a reason why those guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do it, like on paper. Because just like you said, you have 250F guys beating them. That's the only real reason that I can come up with why they're not doing that. There is no track reason. That's not the reason. The track isn't. I mean, everyone rides the same track. Those European guys never rode Redbud. They never. So rode who Red cares Bud. if the guys, our dudes, feel the track's different? It doesn't matter. That's thrown out the window because those guys aren't even over here riding it. So I don't know, man. I just feel one. The Europeans. I've been saying this all along. Hillian's going to smoke him. He didn't. He he was better. I feel like than than most everyone. He pulled in the mechanics area on Saturday. First turn crash, pulling mechanics area. Then he came out and came from dead last to third. Right. In a 20-minute race. 20 it, minutes. The dude's insane. He would have passed Tomac Eli. Is he would have insane. passed Eli. And if Eli's bike hadn't broke, he would have passed Eli. If you put Hurlings in our series, 12-round series, I know I'm probably going to burn on the cross for this, he will beat Eli in the championship. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's going to smoke him every weekend. Yeah. But Hurlings wins the championship on our disked-up dirt, on our tracks, how they are. He's just a better, technically gifted rider. Tomac is gnarly. Tomac is fast. He's balls out. He has finesse. But Hurlings is just a little bit better than Tomac, period. And just in general, European wow. riders, and I have to agree with some of the guys. I saw some tweets and stuff earlier. Even some top pros saying, hey, look, European guys are technically better because they ride different different types of stuff during the week. Their tracks aren't prepped. I know because I used to go over there and test, and the stuff we tested on is fucked up. Like, there's no prep. It's just watered, icy, chuggy, square edge. How does Barsha get beat by Harry Coolis? Yeah, yeah that I... Dude, yeah. <laughs> did, How did, did that he, happen? Did, did he crash? Barsha crash at one point, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay, so. I, and I'm sure goggles were a problem with a lot of guys, like you said. So if you're running through the mid-pack and you uh, have some goggle no, problems. Barsha, Barsha didn't have goggle problems at all, I guess. John Knowles made sure we knew that. but um. and th- None of these are excuses that I'm trying to to, <laughs> to talk about. Well, that's, I'm just, how, that's how the people listening and no, watching right now are thinking. No, there's no excuse. Straight up, we got beat. That is plain and simple. It, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. I don't think we would have won. And I said this last week. I feel like you guys were like, hey, America. I'm like, I don't know. Europeans are really good no matter what. I go, hey. You're like, they know the track. It doesn't matter because the track's different. Just now, now look what we're talking about. The track, oh, the track was sealed. Da, 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 da. It doesn't matter. I'm just looking for, I'm trying to figure this out because Tomac got a fourth and a seventh. Seventh was from the outside gate. But people are going to say, oh, it's the new bike. It's not the new bike. It's It would have made a difference if it was on the 18 or 19. No, yeah. It wouldn't have made a difference. So. Just the Europeans are good people. The people are listening out there. Americans, I get it. You want to be, the, we want to be the best at everything. But take us away from our, <laughs> our 50 state program. We're not the best out of everything here. And we want to believe that as Americans. If you, if we went to Canada, those Canadian guys haul ass on their turf. If we went over to France, those guys haul ass on turf. They come over here. Everyone is good. 
It's just not us now. There's everyone's good. And France won again. Right. Five times. Yeah. Five. And we were talking shit on the team. Oh, yeah. French people hate me anyway. I, I mean, I had to apologize to Paul in. I'm like, I owe you an apology. I thought you guys were fucking crazy leaving Marvin off the Oh, team. you did say that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking shit like, oh, that team's yeah, going to blow. Yeah, he told me it was really nice to hear from a journalist to admit that he was wrong. And, and I said <laughs> something on Twitter. I go, it's not like Tixier sucks. He kind of does. No way. Tixier's good. He was good when he won the world title. He has had some rough years. But that's the problem. Everyone thinks you suck if you have a rough years. You wow. don't suck. You just got some rough shit, and you could come out of that. People can come out of it. All right, let's get to some phone calls here. We got uh, four guys in a van. What's up, four <laughs> guys in a van? That's Hal. Oh. Hey. Hal, what's hey, dude, up? It's Hal. But I'm in a truck. I'm not in a van. Yeah, never mind. My bad. What's up, Hal? Hey, dudes. Uh, God damn it. What a fucking rough week, man. <laughs> you tell me. Hal, it was it was amazing. I, I can't be, I cannot believe they got sixth place. I can't I can't speak. And no rider and, and they had six motos. Nobody fell apart. What, what, what does a sixth place trophy look like? A big damn dildo? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Nothing. That'd nothing. be better than what we got. Nothing. Oh, God. Uh, you know, uh, the, the big Irishman goes in and gets his ass stomped. We get our asses stomped. Shit. Well, hey, listen, uh, I've got some pretty strong opinions about the whole thing, but bottom line is, man, and Kiefer, you said it best, these Europeans, man, they, they've got the mojo right now. They're training right, they're riding right, they're competing right, and we're stuck over here in the world of Supercross and flashy lights and Loretta Lens. And that's, that's the – we're a one-trick pony until we unfuck ourselves mentally and in our program, our sponsorships, our sanctioning body – we're we're still gonna we're we're gonna be lucky to get sixth again if we don't unfuck this. But yeah, I don't you know. I don't think we're I don't think it's as deep as I'm trying to bring it to the core of riding. That's it. I'm not looking on the outside of that. I'm looking more of why we didn't at least finish on the podium. If we would have finished on the podium, I don't think there'd be that much backlash like we're talking about. And right I think we're like, yeah, we didn't do this. We could have did this. It, we would have won. Now we're sixth, and now it's worse. Everyone's holy shit everyone's flipping out like we suck we don't suck those guys train their balls off they work their ass off they ride rough tracks they're just different types of rough tracks than what those guys are riding over there and those guys ride it year round we don't and no matter what yes it is a dirt bike but supercross and motocross man it's two different totally different things yeah 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 i totally agree man i, I hope we can fix it and return back to the uh you know the glory days i don't think there's anything wrong with the spirit of Tomac, with the heart of Tomac, or anyone else? No, no. The they wrote. They wrote hard, man. They really did. I watched. I watched them all. Almost every yeah. lap. You know, they wrote hard. They were yeah, trying. Well, it wasn't happening. Well, there's no one more patriotic than me, and God damn, that hurt. But <laughs> hey, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get them again. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad we uh, we finally got it in the U.S. Hopefully, in the next you know 17 years, we'll get it back, and yeah, you know, we'll all be there to drink beers. Hey, uh, key for a question for you, man. Um, uh, you, you've done a, a good review on the uh, the Vortex Ignition, uh, and I guess Twisted Development tweaked it up for you. Yeah. Um, uh, comparison, you know, Dan's my buddy, man. Um, the Get Ignition with the Wi-Fi com and the ability to, uh, you know, work it up on your phone, and and that. Do you have any comparison against the one against the two? And uh, what, yeah. what do you think? Actually, it's funny you said because I am gonna write something about that at the end of this week so i really don't want to blow it out right now but that will be up on steve's site end of the week 
and I'm going to discuss the GET system and a little bit of the against the Vortex system and how to use it and what's the benefit of each. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, man, okay. this is a week of blowing it out, so just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, boys, thanks. Uh, thanks, have a good show. thanks, Hal. Appreciate thanks, it, man. man. Thank you. Uh, Pancake. How's it going, Steve? What's up, bud? You find Stu yet? Much. No. What? Find Stu? Uh, no, not not yet, man. A lot He's of comments good. this weekend at the track about finding Stu and if, if we're doing a part <laughs> really? three. Oh, yeah, and if we're doing a part three I, or not. So. I, I, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we kind of got to wait a year a little bit. Yeah. You know? Big, big movie and stuff. Um, I was just calling to talk about Tomac's bike, man. I... I kind of confusing because it just seems like a lot of the cowies are just having problems out there like a lot of them are breaking down and <laughs> well <laughs> someone told me that all the other oems one of the other oems other than cowie should make a shirt that says honda red bud tough because <laughs> the sal broke a water pump not not a Cowie's fault, but he, he took out a guy, broke his water pump. Medaglia's bike got so hot it popped the radiator cap off. Mm-hmm. Searle's bike blew up mm-hmm. with it with his race motor. Second mo- second motor, he had a bone stock motor in there. Um, Tomac's bike had an issue that was electrical. Um, yeah. Okay, so electrical. yeah, it was all kind of it was all kind of different stuff. But honestly, Tixier's bike broke. Uh, I saw a Husqvarna break on the side. Like, yeah, it just, was a rough yeah. weekend for bikes. But, but when you add Tomac's bike breaking at at Redbud National in the first moto, yeah. maybe maybe Kawasaki and Redbud are just jinx pancake. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just crazy to see all these green bikes. Yes, like I agree <laughs> on the side yeah. of the track. You know, no, I agree. It, it was kind of funny. Like I said, someone made a joke. Like it should be Yamaha Redbud tough. Yeah, and, and so yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks. See you Friday. Yeah, sounds Bye. good, Pancake. See the live show. Uh, John, what's up? Hey, how are you doing, Steve? Hey. Hey. I just, to, I just, I just finished the uh, Hawkins Cheesies I brought down there for you from Vancouver. Couldn't find you. Anyway, you know they were good. Who, uh, who'd you and, give them to? Uh, uh, did you give them to somebody? Well, I didn't find you. Matt, I was supposed to find you. Uh, we said he, t- he took us into the... Uh, you know, you're, you're fancy area there for all the media, and you were not there. You were probably, I don't know what you'd be doing, but you weren't there. Okay. So I ate them. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the thought, yeah, man. Yeah, you do. <laughs> While we're on the Canadian subject, from uh, one uh, former champ to another from Canada, what do you say about Medaglia? Did you see him in front of uh, Barsha for how many laps? That Bar- was awesome. Uh, Barsha really didn't have much for Tyler Medaglia. He was catching him at times. Um, and but they were kind of yo-yoing back and forth in times. And I love T Dags, but there's an example of the weekend that was for Justin Barsha. Um, and then Tyler crashed, and then his bike blew up, and that sucked. Tyler had a top ten finish Four in the bag. Bad. He really did. Every team had bad luck, so you know. Yeah, you guys said it right about the U.S. And one thing they did do right. Um, is uh, Pastrana and the boys gave the crowd somebody to cheer for. It was awesome. Uh, was they were really cool. they were the people's champions of that race. There is no doubt about that. People absolutely were, were loving it. Uh, those guys were great. Yeah, it was cool. Absolutely. So. Yeah, backflip on the warm-up lap. I mean, what yep. more do you need? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, thanks for the comment, and thanks for, for bringing those cheesies right. down, even though you ate them. Yep, next time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> All right, thanks. Um... All right, let's get a couple more questions while we, while we wait for Ryan Sipes to come on. Uh, Brandon, what's up, Brandon? How are you? Brandon, Hello? you there? Yeah, how's it going, Steve? Good, what's up? 
cool. And it's just motocross the nations was such a shocker. My son is a huge, is a huge Eli Tomac fan. And <laughs> it absolutely broke my heart to tell him what happened. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, look, uh, Eli, Eli tried hard. He was, he, he, you know, he got fourth in one moto, you know, but it, I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what to tell your son. Just tell your son the real world. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes I bad things happen in the real world. <laughs> he got out. He got. He got out. Road. Everybody did. The Europeans are awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, straight to my question. You are uh, an aficionado of vintage bikes, and uh, yeah, I got a 1995 CR125 that I'm rebuilding, and this is a bike when I had like an I was 17 years old that I've just run across. And I'm like 40 years old now. Where did you go to get to, you know, say like some a cylinder, carburetors, yeah, parts like that just, for vintage bikes? You, Honda still has those parts available. Just go to Seriously. your go to your dealer. Yep. I went to Babbitt's online. They were great for me. Um, yeah, just go online and uh, go to your dealer. Oh, great! Honda OEM Thanks. parts. They've got a lot. Honda's got a lot of stuff available. So. Um, they do a good job, more so than, like, say, Cowie. I had a harder time with my Cowie stuff, so. Oh, cool. All right, man. And uh, just a huge fan and oh. uh, Kiefer Digger advice, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. All right. So we talked about USA, talked about Canada a little bit, talked about Netherlands, but the star of the show. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Absolutely. Uh, the guys were fantastic. Vertex Pistons. Uh, every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes with a Vertex Piston in the engine from the factory. 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. OEM supplier to KTM, Husky, and Beta, Gas Gas, TM. Nagel was on a TM and hauling ass, bro. Dude, he hasn't done shit all year and he's ripping. That's what I'm saying. Neither has Searle. Neither has really Colton Dude, he was ripping. All these jerkies yeah, were phenomenal at, at Redbud. Yeah. Someone told me he's got external metal fixator on his hand, Nagel. Really? I don't know. That's what they told me. Anyways, Max Nagel has a, had a Vertex Pistons in his TM. Uh, VertexPistons.com uh, will dial you in. Pulpamex Show 2018 is the code to save at Vertex. Uh, so if you need a two-stroke, four-stroke piston in replica, high, 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 uh, high comp or, uh, or factory style, they can help you out. Vertex is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the evening. As we said, Team Puerto Rico, superstars, and we have one on the line. Ryan Sipes. What's up, Sipes? How are you, man? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing good. I'm tired. I'm doing all right. <laughs> so, people who don't know, obviously you rode for Puerto Rico, but first moto, right before the finish, checkers are waving, your bike, let's go. No, not me. What? No. That wasn't you? Guy. No. Okay. No, because no, I wouldn't have to do the second moto if my bike let go. I oh, only had one. Because you only had one motor? Wow. Yeah. It was another guy with Liot gear in red, white blue liot gear really yes i wow i couldn't find it i couldn't see the numbers or whatever um second moto you went down hard big old swap (laughs) how are you feeling from that how are you from that yeah i'm so mean um i I rung my bell a little bit like i told the docs i said my vision was a little weird like i remember everything nothing ever got weird i never got dizzy or anything but 
it was almost like I had this light shining from one side only in my, like a, you know, I had this head like a spotlight over my left eye. <laughs> oh, Jesus, like, my, my vision's weird, and uh, it's probably three minutes later it was gone. And I've been fine ever since. The, the head was my neck really hurts because I just went straight into that bank. Yeah, and, uh, that's what happens when you carry the front wheel a little bit coming out of that turn. So oh, that. yeah, dude, that was that was gnarly. It, it, I just caught the end of it. Um, well, hey, man, uh, you won the B final. Wyndham swore on our show two weeks ago. Sipes said he was not doing three motos. <laughs> he wanted to know about this B final stuff. Um, Looking back on the whole thing, overwhelming, I imagine, for you, huh? Um, I mean, I thought it was awesome. I thought it couldn't, we couldn't have scripted it better. No. Like, we, we actually tried in the qualifiers, and we all crashed. Like, everybody <laughs> went down or something silly happened. And then, so it's like we were, I was really bummed. I know K-Dub was bummed. He didn't want to race the A-Final Motos, but he was bummed that we didn't make it. Yeah, you know, just the racer in us is like uh-huh. for me, especially. I was just like, man, I don't even want to race a B final. This is dumb. And then, you know, we're looking at like maybe we can win. Travis, of course, he's just super positive. Yeah, we're gonna win this. Yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem. We like, got this. You realize like two of us have to get good starts, <laughs> and and we don't have good gate picks and stuff. And um, but then, dude, my. I ripped out of the start, got a good start, and then K-Dub hung in there, and all of a sudden they're interviewing us because we won the B final, and he was cussing because he didn't want to do two more motos. But <laughs> for for what we came there to do um, and raise a bunch of money and get people fired up, like we couldn't have scripted it better. No. So no. I wish the a, my riding in the A final would have been a little bit better um, just because – that's where I wanted to be, and I wanted to be out there racing with those guys and had a first-turn pile-up and then a really bad start in the other one and then a digger. And yeah. Yeah, so but at that point, I was playing with house money, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Were you you were feeling it physically after for doing the third mo- three motos on, on Saturday, no, on Sunday? I really wasn't that tired. All right. like, yeah. Physically, I wasn't that tired. I mean, I trained for this stuff, right. so, you know, not that big a deal, but – um, I'm just sore from the crash. Uh, I just I I went straight on my head, and uh, so I feel like I got the, you know, all my neck muscles are pretty sore and stuff. Yeah, but I'll, I'll get over here. <laughs> uh, fans were n- going crazy for you guys around the track. The media guys, you, know you guys had the huge media cheer when you went. Yeah, like, yeah it was just people loved it. They loved all every bit of it. I I talked to Wyndham after the race, and I just said, "Hey, man, thank you, thank you for coming back out." The whole thing was cool. Dude, it was killer. Um, well, in that B final, I'm like, I'm coming up on Wyndham, and I can hear, like, these, you know, roars from the crowd, mm-hmm. and air horns and everything, and I'm like, that's cool. They're cheering for K-Dub. And then I passed him and, you know, pulled away, and I was still getting them. They were still cheering for me, too. Yeah. Like, this is pretty neat, you that's know, badass. to be a part of this deal. And uh, even in the in the A final motos, I mean, I was in after my pile-up in the first turn and everything, I was in. 35th and they were still every single lap cheering for me you know just keeping around back there and they were still going crazy so it was uh it lived up to everything you know that i thought it would be and and uh had a really good time with it yeah the the geico guy said Wyndham was like i'm not doing the two motos and he only did a lap in the third moto but he came in and they said he was like 
yeah, pissed off. And then he, and they were like, well, you got to do it. You got to race. And he was like, do I? And they're like, yeah, you have to race, man. You have to race. Like, um, what was it like being around Wyndham and Pastrana? Obviously, Wyndham still raced a lot when you were around. And Pastrana, eh, probably a little bit before your time. But what was it like being around those two guys? What were their attitudes like? What was it like talking strategy with them? What was it, what was it like, you know, talking about the, the effort? Well, not only those two, we had Ricky Johnson. Yeah. Dude too. Yeah. And like he was actually talking strategy and like, <laughs> here's what I think we should do. And, you know, you take this K pick and you take this and, you know, and, uh, talking about, you know, he was watching everybody and he's like, this is why the euros are going so much faster than our guys. And, and this is what you need to do. And so it was, it was awesome, man. I mean, our situations are a little bit different than, you know, when I used to do it full time and yeah. when they did it full time, you know, we're not as fast or as uh, healthy as we once were, you know, mm-hmm. them more than me. But uh, so Travis is, you know, we're all, always just hoping like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you still okay? <laughs> you know, that was kind of right. my, my thing all weekend. And with K-Dub, we didn't see him a lot because he was over at the Geico rig. But yeah. every time he come over, you know, it's it was just a fun crew. Um, them – Along with all the, I mean, Allie was there. Yeah, uh, Allie Seymour and um, Ron Meredith and James Cooley and every. I mean, it was just Todd Jacobs was there. Like the whole crew was uh, just a, a good time to be around, and I had a blast the entire weekend. The uh, the after party was pretty good too. I don't know if you were hung around or not, Sipes, but it was going I hung off. Around for a minute, and then I went to bed. But I heard all the burnouts and everything <laughs> that was going on. It, it sounded like a good time. Yeah. Um, Pastrana was just stuck on that two-stroke. That was a bad, bad decision. Was he the only guy on a two-stroke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a bad decision, Zipes. He should have rode a four-stroke. That thing was struggling out there. <laughs> yeah, but see, he had a good reason, and it made sense to me. So mm-hmm. he said, if I ride a 450, there's a good chance I can get a whole shot, and then I'll think I can ride with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll kill myself. Right, and I thought, right. Yeah, you're right, dude. So yeah. it's a smart decision to ride the two-stroke. Yeah. Um, and But what's crazy is I watched his his qualifier on Saturday, and dude got like a decent start and worked his way up to 13th or 12th. Mm-hmm. and was like flying. I mean, he you can tell he's not flexible anymore. No, like no. He kind of barely, he looks real <laughs> stiff and everything, yes. but he could still go fast, yeah. like, until he pulled, you know, his bike started smoking or whatever. Yep. But um, I don't know. And I was impressed with Kato, too. Like, he, the whole leading up to this thing for the last two months, you know, he's like, I'm almost as fast as a guy that barely makes the Nationals, you know, and I'm keeping up with this 125 guy at home. Like, you know, kind of joking, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he's kind of serious. Like, I'm not fast anymore. Mm-hmm. But Travis and I talked. We're like, put this guy in front of the world, and he's going to hold a bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to yeah. – he's going to figure it out. And he did. You know, he we, that B final, he started up there, and he hung in there. Yeah. Like, even though he, he knew he was tired. And uh, he let me by. He's like, go, Snipes. You know, and, <laughs> and – uh, but – 
I, man, it was just cool to uh, that was kind of their last two rides. And, yeah, and everybody went for it, and we we pinned it and and uh, had fun. Look, you've won. Well, first of all, Vertex Pistons bringing you Ryan Sipe seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Our lines are jammed right now. For, for questions for you and people wanting to talk to you, by the way. Uh, so good. maybe people can't can't call in. But uh, Sipes, you know, you won ISDE. You won Supercross races. You were a top factory rider for a long time. But where does this experience rank for you, for your career-wise? Man, this is like, it's one that I never thought would happen. Right, so yep. You know, you have those ones that are like, that's a goal. And this one had long, I thought I had long since passed. So, mm-hmm. um and like I said, I didn't. The A finals didn't go as good as as I wanted to, but but I, I was there. I raced it. You know, I got the experience, and uh, it was it's it's right up there with just about anything. Yeah, um, Sipe. So the big dilemma over here is how did the Euros beat us so bad? <laughs> okay, what so happened, Sipes? so being a rider at a high level like you still are. What do you see in those guys versus our guys? Or what did Ricky say to you when you know when you mentioned that earlier? Well, his big thing to me uh, after he watched practice, he said, he said Eli's just slamming into these berms and like trying to ride it like super aggressive, like you normally would at, at a Red Bud, because Red Bud and Southwick Sand are different. Like you, you don't slam Southwick berms. You can slam Red Bud ones, and and you're still good on a dry day. But they they were like mud berms. They were. They were like useless. You could let your back wheel float into them a little bit, but if you, I endoed in a berm in one of the motos because I let the front end get too far in, yep. and it was just slop. And uh, but what he said was those Tomac was really slamming into him in practice, and the Euro guys were just barely letting the back end, you know, kind of get out in there. I never figured out how to do it, so I, I mean, I'm not don't have any uh, any idea how those guys were going that fast, but. To me, it didn't. I think we'd have had a way better shot had we not, you know, had we had some decent starts and stuff. Yeah. It looked like to me that everybody was always coming from 15th or 20th and like, that's not, you're not going to be able to get it yeah. done like that. No, in the first, in, hey, in the first moto, Tomac had the second fastest lap time, only four tenths off Hurlings. Right. His fastest lap. Right. You know, I had so, to clear track that lap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like so. Starts were horrible. Uh, wet tires, I think, on the grate didn't help for the for the American guys. Do you think, Sipes? Do you think being a smoother type of track because it wasn't that rough? I wasn't there, obviously, but it didn't look extraordinarily rough. But do you think that kind of closed the gap with everybody as well? Um, I just think it would have been a whole different deal had it been dry or had it been like it was at the national this year. It was brutally rough at the national, and there was a ton of lines. Like here, there was there was one line, maybe two if you're lucky. You know the yep. outside inside thing. Once they started prepping one of them and leaving one rough, but yeah, it wasn't rough. It wasn't anything like a red bud that I've ever ridden. Um, so, and it, I, I've never really raced the GP, but they all look slimy and muddy and you know nasty. So mm-hmm. it was like the most European conditions that we could have. Um, not you know making excuses for our guys, yeah. but it looked it looked to me like we'd have had a pretty good shot had we had some good starts. Yeah, it's funny you said that about Travis. I made that same comment on Saturday. He looked so stiff. He looked like I said he needs a bunch of WD forty. Really? He couldn't. He can't move. His knees are so shot. I think, and 
He just sent an arm. K-Dub, I don't know if Wyndham stood up for longer than, say, 30 seconds. <laughs> He's seat bouncing a lot He's of shit. bouncing a lot of stuff. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was great. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here uh, for Ryan Sipes. Member of Team Puerto Rico. First up is, uh, is Adams on three. Adam, what do you want to talk to Ryan Sipes about? Hey Steve. Well, first of all, I'm a first uh, first time caller, long time listener. Been Thank you. To you since uh, yeah, I'm calling all the way from Barbados, by the way. Oh, nice. So, cool. You got fans in the Caribbean. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but uh, so yeah, you know, you guys do a great job and uh, huge fan of what you guys do. Uh, but yeah, so Ryan, first of all, congrats on uh, you know the, the ride at Redbud. Uh, one of the, you know, I heard Kiefer and Mattis, you guys were all, everyone's talking, trying to figure out why, you know, how, how the U.S. didn't, didn't win the race this year. And, uh, you know, I, I remember one time, you know, hearing Kevin up Wyndham saying that, you know, before a race at night, he sits, sits in his bed and he does, you know, laps in his head. He goes, you know, tries to imagine the track the next day, right? And I, as a rider and racer myself, I kind of used to do the same thing. And I, I kind of wonder if... You know what Tomac and Barsh and everybody were envisioning. You know that you know weeks ahead of the of the race, it, were they just taken aback by how different the conditions were? That, that, you I, know, on, well, on, that, on race day. I didn't. Get, I, what, what was your view on that? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk to uh, Tomac and 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 Barsha, but um, Plessinger just echoed Ryan's comments. It was not like any Red Buddies ridden before. So Plessinger said the same exact thing, but. Like Ryan, everyone's got to ride the same track, right? Sipes. I mean, it's the same for everybody. So, yeah, you know? yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it was some blowout that our guys just look silly and look like they couldn't ride this stuff. If if we would have started up front, I think not that you know maybe we still wouldn't have won, but I think it would have been it would have looked better, a lot, yeah, uh, closer than it than it really did. Uh, right, cool, Adam. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, guys. Okay, thank thanks. you. Uh, let's go to Brian. Brian, you want to talk to Ryan Sipes? Absolutely. How's it going? This is Chicken from L.A. Hey. What's up? You guys did an awesome do- job. I mean, the big highlight of the weekend, obviously, with the U.S. not doing so well, just cheering for you guys. Uh, we're right there at that mulch mush turn, just cheering every lap for you and Wyndham and also for uh, Pastrana. I mean, it was it made the weekend. We went back home to L.A., just all of us talking on the plane that, at least we're there, you know, cheering you guys on and just having a blast. Obviously a little disappointed with what uh, U.S. did. And, you know, it's uh, just want to say thanks for, you know, representing us and give us something to share about. Also, hey, uh, do you have a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I do have a question for uh, Mathis. I've got another theory also on the U.S. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I've heard that they both the uh, 250 and also the uh, – the KX, they're running the 19 bikes. And my question is, is why wouldn't they run the 18s with a whole season's worth of racing behind them? Uh, I mean, yeah, could I, some I, of those struggles be there? I think the Yamaha, were, Yamaha's were 18, I think. You know, keep it wouldn't matter anyway. It's the same yeah, bike. Not much difference. Yeah. Um, no, no I, don't, I don't think it would. Well, but, I mean, they have some racing under, you know, some mud at least. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, look, there's no better testing than than race conditions at the Monster Cup this weekend or Red Bud. So Cowie just wanted to get the jump on this 19. It's a brand new bike, and uh, teams are always lots to learn with brand new bikes. And why not get racing, you know? But it it didn't make a difference. Yeah, no, I hear you. The, you know, the Euros they just flat out beat us. I mean, everybody was racing with heart. 
It, and it does. You know, there's not much we can say. It doesn't look great for Cowie to, to break out the 19 and have a DNF in your first race. That's for sure. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's also that red bud curse, you know. Yeah, maybe. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you much. Have a good evening. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. I was about to say that. So you're saying if this was such an important race to these guys and this is the, the pinnacle of the year, okay, for our mm-hmm. country, why are you busting out new bikes? To risk, yeah, you know, no, it's, it's definitely so you're using question. that, you're using right. this race for testing for next year, right? That's my point, right? Uh, Ryan, did you have gate selection for your team? Did you have the in, did they give you the inside both times, or how did it go? No, uh, they gave it to me in the first one, okay, and then um, I actually gave it to Travis in, in my second one just because I already had a good one, I didn't have a good moto score, and I wanted him to to go out there. He said he was going to try. So I'm like, well, you take the spot, and (laughs) maybe you can get a good start, and, you know, this can be cool for you. He didn't get a good start. I didn't get a good start. So it didn't work out. It it kind of backfired, and and my wife said, why didn't you take the good spot? And I'm like, I don't know. This was kind of for fun anyway, man. Yeah. uh, I wanted him to like have that little moment because he said he was going to try. Yeah, uh, and then you know he he had a, something happen and he pulled off. So yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I don't regret it. No, absolutely not. What uh, What's next for you, Ryan? What What's uh, you're you're a guy that's always racing something somewhere. What What's next for you? Straight rhythm. Yeah. Next Next up is straight rhythm. Yep. So I'll do that, and then Ironman GNCC the weekend after, and then I leave for Chile for ISDE. So. Okay. Uh, well, I you know I would say good luck at straight rhythm, but no, I don't want you to have good luck because you're you're riding for another outlet. This is IS, <laughs> This is so Sipes is ISDE is like the true American thing for him. Like Hold they have, they have I, a good can chance. I, can I finish talking about Alex Ray beating I, down? We Sipes. want to talk more off road. So Alex Ray, <laughs> you know, hopefully Alex Ray can 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 beat you, Sipes, at straight rhythm, and we can show <laughs> you know which internet radio show is the greatest. Steve, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, man. That's no, awesome. Come on, man. Uh, we got another call for you right here. Uh, Mike, what's up? What do you want to ask Ryan Sipes? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Um, so, Ryan, I uh, used to ride the Lincoln Trail back in the day, um, back when nice. your brother used to come around. And uh, there's always a rumor that your dad took the seats off your bikes when you were a kid so you stand up. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, he did. He took the seats off, and he'd take the back brake off sometimes because we'd, we'd be like, skidding the back tire you know and only using the rear brake so he just take it off and he did the same thing with the seat when we wouldn't stand up so uh but it was cool it, i mean he would always do funny little things that that would teach us you know how to ride better and he was no great rider at all you know but he i don't know figured out some way that we, <laughs> we both ended up being pretty good so yeah that that's a true story though yeah, there's no doubt about that. Thanks, man. Have All a right. good one. Thanks for the call. You want to talk about off-road, Kiefer? No, no. Oh, I was okay. going to switch it up. But do we know how much you guys raised for Puerto Rico yet? I don't know. No, I haven't heard any numbers. Okay. I just didn't know if we knew that um, yet. How cool was it to have RJ there, man? RJ's awesome. He's he, he, he's great. He is. And what's cool about him is, like, it, it's one of them dudes that if he – you know, whatever he, you can tell whatever he does, he's going to be awesome at it. Yeah. Like you could tell if, if he was going to be a chef, he'd be a really good chef. (laughs) If he was going to, you know, race trucks, which obviously he's great at, you know, racing dirt bikes. He's just been one of them guys that's like, 
you're good. You're good. Yeah. You got it figured out, you know. <laughs> yeah, he was, was he cool. was stoked. I talked to him on Saturday for a little bit, and he loved it. He thought it was great. He loved being around you guys. He said it's so much fun, and 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 he's doing it for a good cause. You know, the whole team's doing it for a good cause. So he was he was excited. Um, Adam has a flat track question for you. What's up, Adam? What's your question for Ryan Sipes about flat track? Well, he's a man that wears many hats. Hi, Ryan. He is. He wears, he's a man that wears many hats, and I was just curious if he's going to venture back into the world of flat track. He seems to dominate at Sturgis. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I want to do more next year. I did two this year. I want to do. I'd like to do all the TTs next year, and then maybe a short track. So that'd be four or five races. Um, I had a absolute ball doing the flat track stuff this year. I definitely want to do more because it's something that. I can ride it and ride it and ride it, and I don't get tired of it. Um, and uh, it's something that's I think I'm halfway good at, and I want to get better. You know, I feel like I got a lot of room to grow still. So yeah, I'm gonna do some more next year. Oh, Why awesome. don't you come out and put nuts up on the tank and ride a mile? I'm sure somebody uh, will sport you a twins ride. No, see, I don't, but I don't have any desire to do 130. Yeah. Like I'm good, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to turn. I don't want to be sideways at 100. Right. I don't know yeah, not really. Like that's everybody's into the beat the uh, desert racing in Baja. That doesn't interest me at all. I don't want to go near that fast. I want right. to keep her keep the speeds down a little bit. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Adam. Appreciate right. the call. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, Sipes, is Henry Wiles still racing flat track? Oh yeah, he just won. He won Peoria for the 14th straight year this year. Okay, yeah, he used to come out and ride with me a lot in the desert in moto, and he was really, really? cool guy. Yeah, nice dude. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. I, I've only uh, barely met him, but uh, seem all those dudes are cool, man. Cool Beth and Mies and um, all them guys, like the cool little community. You know, you can tell they're pretty tight. Everybody um, is. Well, you know what's cool, Sipes, is, is you race motocross and Aces of Puerto Rico. Yeah. That's what's cool. Um, yeah. Thank you for your time tonight. Uh, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. It was really cool to see Puerto Rico out there and Wyndham and yourself and Pastrana. And and it added a nice little subplot to the race. Like, where's Puerto Rico? What's going on with them? And uh, and then the pits were simply insane there. So um, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Congrats with everything. Hopefully your neck gets better for, for straight rhythm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, you guys have a good night. Good luck at ISD, buddy. Good luck, man. All right, thanks, Luckers. Thanks, Ryan. See you. All right. Uh, Ryan Sipes, everybody. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. He's a great guy. And uh, let's get to uh, Team Puerto Rico's number one supporter from Michelin. All right. Randy Richardson. Hey, how's it going? Uh, long-time listener, 17th time caller. <laughs> now, God, that doesn't oh. sound like him at first. Yeah, his voice is shot. Your hey. voice is shot, huh? <laughs> Oh god! I hope I hope it's back by October twenty second. I told you, <laughs> if you scream Puerto Rico one thousand times in a weekend, it kind of affects your voice. It does. I do, and Weed and Rock and Rob do it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the the Racer X. My voice is a little bit shot too. That Racer X show really took a lot out of it. Like I was, you couldn't even hear yourself talk or think. There were so many fans screaming and chainsaws. So um, and and. and and we didn't stay for the my buddies and I. We didn't stay for the pit bike race, which was what happened. Which was a common. No, it was. It was. Well, we were down there at six thirty, and uh, and then I remembered it didn't start till eight or eight thirty, which I thought had to be nine. 
right. you know, once it finally right. got started. So <clears throat> it was actually the best and worst decision I think I've ever made because we got to the outback, got to dinner, got to bed early, and the next day we see all that happened. And, man, you know me. I, if there's a good time, I uh, like to be right in the middle of it. Yes, so, you would have loved it. Your yuck yucks, your yuck yucks partner there, team Captain Canada. He's calling himself, uh, <laughs> cutting the track, and then cutting it, missing an entire tabletop, and then ramming another dude from another country and sending him off the track. No, <laughs> it was no. Just, it was amazing. Hey, Randy, and, and then yeah, man. Did anybody play Jackal at Redbud? Oh God, we played we we played some jackal. We played we played all kind of. I'm a lumberjack now, baby. With the the fucking oh, chainsaw. Oh, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> with the chainsaw. With the chainsaw. That's probably the best. That's probably the best song from that horrible band ever. That's good. Um, did did you get a refund on your shoes on your Bluetooth? <laughs> you know what? Dave, I, I'm out nine bucks. I'm just out nine bucks. We we took a team boat last night when we got back to the car. And we said, we got, we got to find a plastic bag for the shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> I kicked mine off. And I said, well, mine's way over there if you don't put it in the bag. So I kicked <laughs> them off. I was done. We were ready to get I, out uh, of there. We, I got a nice $25 bill from Hertz this morning from my rental car. <laughs> did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Extra cleaning, oh, extra cleaning was needed. <laughs> yeah. We, we left. We left. Uh, we left the Red Bull tent there around eight thirty nine o'clock. I made a I made a mature decision and pulled my guys out of there. <laughs> it was easy to find those idiots because they looked just like me. So uh, so we, we um, pulled them out of there and we headed we headed home. How was the Michelin Star Cross Five for Travis Pastrano this well, weekend? Well, let's just let's just say this. First of all, Michelin Star Cross Five uh, soft tires. Yeah. Not only were they the top finishing two stroke bike of the entire <laughs> yes, <motocross>. fantastic. <laughs> uh, Travis went through two engines. And he went through one set of Michelin Starcraft 5 soft tires the entire, the entire weekend. So. There you go. Fantastic. Durability hey. at its best. How about that? Top about placing two-stroke Michelin rider and, and only one set used. Well, yeah, that's true. The top racing two-stroke rider completely. And, uh, yeah, the tires, the, Travis, uh, they were asking, what do you think? And I'm like, that looks good. Let's keep using it. Looks good. <laughs> so, um, did, you go, did. did you go moose? But, yeah, we yeah we use oh it's so funny so Travis calls me about I don't know probably three weeks out and he goes uh, and he goes hey uh, I, I heard you want us to use moose and I'm like yeah he goes because he was just testing practicing on tubes and testing yeah. stuff and he goes uh, but the moose I, I, I hadn't ridden those in a long time are, are they better than they used to be and I'm like well yeah we've improved them they're, they're better than they were when Langston was kicking your ass the first part of 2001 <laughs> and uh, I said and they're better than they were when you were leading your villain and then knocked yourself out but I'm sure you don't remember how they were doing there but yeah we've improved them since then <laughs> and he goes so he, so he goes point well made we'll use moose so <laughs> it was good wow I, I just told but I honestly I asked that because Barsha got a flat in that last moto oh uh, yeah I couldn't yeah. believe they didn't have mooses Hey, and then yeah, and then I'm glad you said that point because Travis point he said, hey, point made, but it's it's Redbud. No, no one gets a you can't get a flat at Redbud. And I said, well, if you want to ask Brandon Jessamine, who was running second in 2003 in the 125 class, but he got a flat because he insisted on using tubes rather than boots. <laughs> if you want to check with him, he goes. He goes, damn, how do you remember all that That's stuff? what I was about to well, say. Dang. Well, when yeah. you're a tire guy, you remember that stuff. I got to remember yeah. the flats. Yeah. I, I guarantee you John Mobile will tell you if there's ever a oh, yeah. you can tell you the race, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. So, um, 
Yeah. What an insane atmosphere around that truck, Randy. You know, it's so cool. And the one thing that, that honestly, that, that uh, Travis's charisma and, and his passion for entertaining and his passion for the fans, it's it's almost drug-like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do any drugs. I might drink some bucket Red Bull every now and then, but don't do any kind of drugs. But, man, that's addicting, that whole environment and, and the excitement that he brings to something. And I think it's super cool that, Basically, some of the world uh, fans from all over the world got a chance to see him, yeah. quote, race a motorcycle, yeah. you know? And, and and you're right. He's not flexible. He's way more flexible he, on a motorcycle than he is off. That's for sure. Oh, boy. Uh, he, he, looks, he, he looks so oh, stiff, he Randy. He looks so yeah, stiff. he could not do a hill clicker sitting still. He can't put his feet there, but he can do a hill clicker somehow in the air. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it was awesome. And, and he... He truly, you know, they would have to, you know, pull him away from fans. He's signing yep. this and yep. posing for that and, and talking to the fans about how the track is. And they're, like, pulling him to say, we've got to go ice that knee down. So they had this stupid-looking kiddie pool he'd just go lay in. and and uh, <laughs> But, man, he, he, he loves the fans as much as they love him. And I think that is what uh, makes him so iconic in, in so many ways. So um, it was good, good. Yeah, you um... – you feel like you needed a bit more of a uh, of a paddle of a Michelin Star Cross Five soft we, for the backflip attempt. Well, well, honestly, that would have helped him for sure. <laughs> he had the he had, uh, and we talked about that because you know I shipped tires ahead of time, and, yeah. and they had some things mounted up, and and I a hundred percent was on vacation there. Uh, obviously, yes, clearly. And, uh, and, uh, oh, you weren't there for Michelin. You sure, you don't want to represent yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there were several people under the tent that were like so. So who is that guy that keeps blowing the air horn under the tent? <laughs> They're like, oh, that's Randy with Mitchell. He's okay. So, yeah. um, but we, I, I went and talked with him about it first thing Saturday morning. And I'm like, hey, we, we have another, uh, we have a Starcross Five sand, and uh, and 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 I would like to, you know, mount that up if you want to. I'll put a moose in it and, and swap it out on different wheel set they had because they had the hodgepodge stuff at the last moment when he switched from that aluminum frame bike that took four stroke wheels and he went with the old steel frame. Uh-huh. Uh, he had to go, they had to scramble to round up some wheels and stuff. So anyway, I offered to do that for him and he goes, no, nah, we're, no, we're good. It's, uh, yeah. he said, cause it doesn't have as much side bite, like coming into corners. And, uh, he said, plus I don't want you to get your outfit dirty, changing the tire. <laughs> so, so, uh, so we're all good. Um, but yeah, that backflip, the backflip, the, the story on that's so funny because uh, Rick Johnson was going to tell K-Dub, like before the third moto, Rick Johnson, well, Travis comes in after the second moto, and the bike's smoking or whatever, so they check it, no coolant, and, and Travis goes, uh, he just goes to the motorhome, and they said, what, so what, what do we do? James Gore's like, what do we do? And, uh, and someone said, we better go ask Travis. So Ron Meredith goes and asks Travis and comes back and said, Travis said we're done. So he's done. He's not going back out. He's done. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know what that means? And they said, what? And I said, you better start getting that bike ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to change. Everything, everything is subject to change. Yeah. So, uh, so they're like, no, I said, no, he said he wasn't going out. I said, you better get that bike ready. <laughs> so, uh, no, he's not going out. So then Rick Johnson goes to tell K-Dub, hey, uh, Sipes, you know, what happened? And, and yeah. Travis said he's not going back out. So Kevin, don't worry about it. In the meantime, uh, Kevin starts coming back through the, there, and I said, hey, kid, uh, he says, where's Travis? I said, he's in the bus. I said, did RJ see you? He goes, no. Why? And I said, he was telling you that Travis said, we're done. You know, we're done. Yeah. He goes, we ain't done. <laughs> k <Kato's laughs> is back in the rig. And, uh, 
and uh, Travis had somehow it was all over a bet. So Travis had somehow lost his double backflip bike yes. to Kevin yeah. at a bet earlier in the year. Yeah, right? so, uh, Travis. Uh, Travis couldn't. He thought he could make it across this pond at Wyndham's place. On a razor. Yeah. yeah, on a razor. And he couldn't, and he so, sunk the razor, and Wyndham won a double backflip bike. So And so Travis, being a man of his word, the backflip bike, the double backflip bike was there, still with the same dust on it that, from the X Games, and it's in the trailer, and that thing's going home with K-Dub, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. But K-Dub gives, him, K-Dub gives him the chance to win it back if he'll do a backflip somewhere on the parade lap. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so that's how that goes down. So next Jesus. thing you know, they start coming out and scrambling to put uh, GoPros on helmets. And, yeah. And somebody said, uh, I told them, I told y'all, get that bike ready. Yeah. So yeah. then it was a scramble. And Jam- poor James Coy, man, he worked so hard. Drove from California all the way there by himself and worked his butt off all the weekend. Uh, yeah, Coy's, and then, uh, Coy's a good guy. James Coy's a good guy. Oh, he's a good yeah. dude. It was like having the band back together. And right. Allie was there. But anyway, so we all just started grabbing water bottles and rags and gave the bike a good wash down right there on the stand in the pits because he didn't have time to take it to the uh yeah the wash, the wash bay. bay oh man anyway that's typical travis for strong man it was yeah so good. so good oh it was great it was a great time um there's so many things to talk about when it comes to that race randy he was uh, oh, i don't even know where to start but it was i um, was i was so glad i went to it it was a horror it was a long drive up but man so glad we well, went. and you know what randy you've always been there for puerto rico yeah. you've always been there yeah, I, and you you know I have, you know, I'm a big fan. Puerto Rico, Costa Costa Rica, all of those, one, all of them. <laughs> all all right, the Ricos, hey, we, the Ricos. We, uh, we have Captain Canada on the line from the from the pit bike. Really? Yeah, yeah. So let's yeah, let, let's bring him in right now. Uh, Ryan Gall, welcome to the show. Your buddy Randy Richardson is on the line. Oh, Canada! Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Hey, thanks, yeah. Randy. Yeah. Thank you. How are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. I'm super bummed out that I didn't get to see you this weekend, but I sure followed your Instagram, and holy shit, if I wasn't being entertained by myself, I sure was getting entertained by you. Hey, hey, I, hey I live vicariously through me, buddy. I always <laughs> have a good time, for sure. Uh, for sure. Oh, man. Hey, and, then, and, then, and then Travis, apparently, he, apparently Travis didn't know about the, 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 somehow didn't know about the pit bike thing. So all of his buddies from around home like there have been some legendary pit bike races yeah. uh, at travis's house anyway he goes how can we get on that thing i said well it's a little late buddy he said we got hubert we got street bike tommy and we got you know el nino his buddy el nino was there and we're like <laughs> anyway so i'm like all the bikes are allocated they're spoken for yeah. anyway so it would have been it would have been really good to have had a a a uh pseudo team puerto rico group down there too but uh congrats to you guys on a, on a oh, we, we we came through for our country third overall apparently hey i, I missed the race because i went to the outback but apparently uh galdi i was having about the time i was having mine uh the guy you hit was also having a t-bone that night <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was, I, I, I don't know what country that was, but Jesus, second year pin on a one ten felt like he went pretty hard. You just <laughs> sent that guy. He did that. Galdi oh. did it. Galdi got Galdi got out of shape before a jump, uh-huh. going up to the face. So he just skipped this table, went on the skipped outside it. of it. Yeah, because he, I don't know. And then he came in Mach four on the other side of the table as the guy was coming down. <laughs> Galdi sent him back to whatever country he was from. It was... I, entered, I entered in the safest spot possible. 
at the highest speed possible. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, Randy, we're going to let you go. Thank you for calling in. Michelin Starcross 5, yep. everybody. MichelinMotorcycle.com. You can get the same tire Travis Estrada used this weekend. Hey, hey, Randy. From your local dealer or online, buddy, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Randy. See you, Randy. Hey, wait, one, wait, one last thing. You're talking about the, the him hitting the guy. Travis kept in his uh, in, in that one uh, in his qualifier. You know, where the guy the guy uh, hit him pretty hard and ended up breaking the engine. That's actually you know broke something on the cases. That's why they had to swap it out. And Travis said, uh, <laughs> Travis said, I have no idea what country he was from or what language he spoke, but I know he knows what f you means. <laughs> 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 Travis uh, yelled at him after he hit him. Nice, good job. All right, guys, All right thanks, Randy. Thanks for a great time. Thank Later, you. Later, guys. Bye bye. Ryan Gold on the line from uh, Team Canada Pit Bike Donations this weekend. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email Jake at vortexracing.com for a uh, killer deal on chains, bars, sprockets, EK chains, sprockets, everything else. Monster Yamaha uses them. Goldie, we did it. We got on the podium. I'll, I'll take it. It was it was a fun time. Yeah, that was uh, arguably the best thing that I've ever done on two wheels. Like, <laughs> uh, like that. That was it. Was so crowded, so crazy, and then getting yelled at by Tim Cotter and Davey Coombs and telling us not to. We were on the hot lap, and I actually ran into a spectator. I got one of my Canadian friends that has a video of that, and the people on the track. That was <laughs> that was insane. Other than Villapoto and maybe Carl Nunn, none of us have ever ridden in front of that many people. No, no, I Galdi. When when people got to know when we got down there. Everyone just rushed the track. They broke through the fences. There were thousands of people on the pit bike track. Galdi, I, I would have, I never thought we were going to make that happen. I'm like, how are they going to get all these idiots off the track? Yeah, it was, uh, it was man. So they sent us out, or somebody, somebody kind of went. I don't actually have to sent us. And Did you say, I just followed, I followed along, and then next thing you know, the crowd is just like on the track. We're hitting people. We're getting beers poured on us. Uh, smacking in. I just held that thing wide open. This is in practice. So they gave us a short practice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a care in the world. Then we get back to the top of the jump before they made the finish line and Cotter stops us. Davey Coombs and Bodice, they're all like, what do we do? What do we do? And um, I actually came up with the idea. I'm like, why don't we do like a slow lap and just tell everybody to get off? And then they're like, look it, we want you guys to leave. So they actually send us back up to the Thor truck yeah. and there's about eight out of the 12 bikes, maybe nine out of the 12 bikes up there. And uh, we were literally alone in the pits. There's nothing, nobody up there, no security. We got lost to the fences and everything. And uh, we sat there for like five minutes and we all kind of talked. We're like, fuck this, let's just go back down there. And we went back down there and somehow managed to get everybody off the track. But yeah, for sure, there was a there was a good moment where it looked like it was not going to happen. Thanks to Doug Dubach yes. for helping with that, by the way. <laughs> somehow Doug Dubach was helping a lot. So. <laughs> yes. Doug Dubach. That was so, I got the best story about him. I don't know if I told you or not. So I run into this guy, Clint Sheely. I don't know if you guys remember the same. He's a Georgia racer. He used to come to Canada all the time. And uh, he spots me just as we're down at the stage. Goldie, I want to get a picture with him. Like, no problem. Taps this guy on the shoulder. Hey, buddy, can you take a selfie of me and my buddy here? Hands the phone to Doug Dubach. <laughs> Dubach's everywhere. It was great. And Doug, well, being the, Doug being the guy, he's like, yeah, no problem. Doesn't say anything. No, no. Yeah. Well, no, totally. And listen, that, he's like, wait a minute. How do I get the phone on? How do I have to kind of figure the phone out? Goldie, at one day. point after the race, we got third. You're on stage at the Racer X TV thing. Um, you, I hear the. There's some Canadians and dressed as Mounties, or there, maybe they were the ones dressed as hockey players. I don't they're know. Both. They're but they're both. chanting Galdi, Galdi. I look over, you're shotgunning a beer 
on the stadium in your muddy gear with your helmet on. Oh I mean, God. you've had you've had two children, you've been married, but it has to rank in your top five moments of your life, Goldie, right there. <laughs> oh no, hundred percent. I mean, I, I can't. You can't put kids in categories like that because that's just too much emotions and tears. Okay, involved. all right. This right here is the, is the highest ranking. This blows Alberton out of the water. This blows <laughs> anything that I've done with a woman or maybe other. Wow, women. and that's high. Was, we this was the best moment. The, the two kids were just blown away. Yeah, they were just ants. And I just drank it in. I drank every. Yeah, you did. Of I didn't care. I was in the cup. I didn't care. Was, they were talking fentanyl up to the tower. I was doing it. Fill it up. Do it again. He's Captain Canada. Once it hits my lips, it, yeah. it's so good. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, how was it to ride, Galdi? It looked, it looked bad, but then, I don't know, you guys got around it pretty good, but it, there was chaos everywhere, man. <laughs> well, the first, the first moto, the one that I was in, it was really soupy because um, it looked kind of kind of got a little dry as well. But, yeah, we were drinking water and puddles and having a hard time getting up jumps, and guys were cutting the track like that. Like, one guy did it, and then everybody did it. Yeah. And uh, so it was, a bit, it was a bit of a mess for the first one. And then the one that Austin and, and Dylan rode, and uh, it was uh, that was against uh, Villapoto was the last moto, and, and uh, Carson, Carson Brown, Brown yeah, uh, was the second one. Um, those, those the track looked like it was actually it had some lines going, and they were like railing ruts and stuff like that. So yeah. it looked a little bit better, but it was it was a mess. Like the bike was just wide open and is is struggling if every inch of power. And I actually watched uh, a little bit of the racer TV today uh, just to see it was. To relive it. Yeah. They didn't kind of talk about our moto, but it was really nice that uh, JT, Michael Antonovich, and Jason Wygant had a good little laugh at how much traction I was going to be able to have on this little machine. Oh, they did. They did? Of my size. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you dicks. But I thought it was funny. Uh, I mean, Dylan Wright was our third rider. He got second, and he got the tie break for Team France. He rode great. He was... He won nationals this year from Canada. Right. And he was telling like a month me ago. Yeah, he was telling me that this was one of the greatest mo- I mean, he was like I, I I can't believe how much fun I had. This was amazing. I never ridden in front of that many people before in my life. Like this is a guy who won Canadian nationals a month ago. And he was I think, He was ecstatic. <laughs> like he was pounding beers and stuff. He was he was blown away. They they they, they, they will live on this for for the rest of their lives. They yeah. they they're loving it. They're, but they're but golly, there. as manager, oh, cool. as manager, we got to find Austin Watling for throwing a fist pump in the middle of the race and then eating shit when he landed. Like it was, yeah, like you said, there it's Grant Langston, and then yeah, like you, I just listened to the show as before I got on, yeah, and Langston's right behind us, yeah, Langston's right there, just greased laughing. And yeah, Walling, he does that fist pump, throws it away, and then like another half a lap later, has an enormous it, over the bars oh, crash. Bad dude, we we're both like. It, it's actually on the Racer X show. They captured it on. It was on video. I don't oh, know if you saw shit. it, Ollie. It's on video. He he got he lost knife the front end and went right over the bars. Open face helmet. Oh fuck! Into the gr- I'm like he's dead. And he got up and he's like he's like I'm okay. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it was fully. It was. Uh, yeah, he went down like four times. So, oh, um, I know. I, I, it was he was he was fast. Watling was really yeah, good, yeah, he but was he was so sketchy. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, and then and then the Racer X TV show was unbelievable after that pit race. All the USA oh. fans were were hammered. 
going on. They were kicking us. We were all bring. We all brought all the pit bikes up on stage, and people were doing burnouts. People were tossing beers. Oh my god! Everything. We're tossing goggles. People. Every uh, people. Are, there was a lot of dudes there with beads around their necks. That was kind of weird, actually. <laughs> yeah. And they were they were throwing beads up to us for like our gloves or our goggles or our jerseys. Yeah. And stuff like that. And um, but yeah, that was that was insane, man. My uh, my Insta story and everything was just like blown up and I, had, I got up at like 5 in the morning the next day just sat in bed and watched it like 17 times over and over again that's all Heather and I did like Heather and I were in bed we're like we watched the Instagram stories every fucking thing was mud chainsaws and drunk people that's yeah. all it was yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was, it was and people got to check out my fun. Twitter I, I retweeted it today it's, got, it's your practice lab Galdi where you went into the crowd you, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that when I crashed. He, 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 he goes wide. He misses the tabletop and goes right into the crowd. He's <laughs> just yeah. seeing people. He's yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. there, was, uh, there was nothing. It was a full was, MX fails moment. Was, I wasn't talking was, to the crowd. Was your chick like, what are you doing? Like, what, are you do? what is happening well, right now? So let's go do a little bit of the lead up. Going into this thing, I didn't have a lot of faith, not a lot of faith. You boys on the show, you're questioning me. Yeah, we worried so, about you. We worried. Yeah, well, you didn't yeah. lose. You didn't lose that thirty that I I told you to lose thirty before the pit by grace, but that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I gained that in, in liquids. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thursday, Friday, I definitely was Captain Canada of the of the drinking side of things. And Saturday morning, I was so hurting, and it was pouring rain. And I'm like, Oh my god, what the fuck? I gotta race this thing, and it's still like 12 hours away at 8:30, yeah. 8:30 in the morning. And I'm like, All right, fuck it. So I just started giving her all day again. And people are coming up, and they see us. I was wearing the helmet in the, in the crowd and shit because the helmet was <laughs> off and that, that flying colors. And it obviously made me look like I was a bit of a I don't know slow, I guess. Um, well, people are coming up and they're like, you know, wishing me luck and asking if I was a handicap. Like you hey, you were Warren. You were Warren. Oh my yeah, god! I was, I was. I was looking for my baseball. I was looking for my baseball. Um, but uh, so I continued. I continued drinking, and then all my buddies are making fun. You're not even going to do this. They're going to cancel. They're going to cancel it. And then I just kept listening to Bidus on the on the microphone, and I'm like, all right. And then right about six o'clock, I started putting my gear on, and they. Fox guys, lo and behold, sent me a pair of pants that barely would fit off the watling. And my nuts were basically shoved up into my belly because these fucking things. I had to zip tie them on me to make it work. And then, the, and then we uh, meet up. We had to go meet up at the top like that, and uh, take the pictures and stuff like that. And uh, uh, so drinking beers up there. And then I, I totally thought that was going to cancel it. And then there we go. That was it. Yeah, it was. Like, I think a few. Like, I think a few guys just left and didn't even race because they thought it wasn't happening because all the people were on the track. Was anyone in the race not drinking? Uh, I think I was the only one. Yeah, I don't think. I think everybody took it pretty seriously. Like, okay. like Great yeah, Br- no. Great Britain had or Italy had jerseys. Great Britain had an outfit. USA RV had a special helmet painted up. For, for did RV drink some Coors Lights afterwards? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Afterwards, he did. He wouldn't. I brought a beer up to the top of the thing with and just shotgun in front of the crowd. And he turned me down. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, everybody was pretty serious. I was. I, I don't even know. I might have been the oldest too. I don't know if I was the oldest or not. Well, now Carl Nunn's got to be older. Yeah, Carl Nunn is older. Carl Nunn yeah. race? Carl Nunn race for Great Britain. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 Um, I definitely was the most waxed, but I, asked, I bet you I had the most goddamn fun, too. Thanks to uh, Yamaha Warren for the bikes. And we got medals. Bidas made us medals. Did you get one? Yeah. I didn't. The manager didn't, but oh. uh, my three riders did. All right. And Mine's I, in the, the GDR rig. They probably, they probably took it because they're... I'm not happy about the 11, so they keep on my bronze medal for the for the pit point. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun, man. It was a good time. It was there was so much to laugh about 
I just I don't even get. That's cool for Bidas too, man. Yeah. Like, I can't. Put I mean, that guys one are in. cutting the track every. Like I said, Galdi rammed into guy, just set him flying. Other Australia guys were really bad about cutting the track. By the way, Team Australia, you guys were really bad. Um, <laughs> I cannot see how this cannot be an addition to this every single year now. From how how much of a crowd it drew, how much of an audience, how much fun it was. Dude. And the only thing that could get sour was the only, almost reason why it did got canceled would be the liability of it, like keeping people off the track yeah. and stuff like that. But that is such, as Bidas was, was always saying before the show, or before the race on your show, was saying that it's always quiet. You know, it just turns into a raging, you know, fights in the pits and this and that, although there was a couple fist fights at the 50 race too. But it just, it gave everybody another reason to cheer and get loud and, and, and enjoy it. I, I, it was such a hit that I feel like this could be its own. Uh, maybe they'll do it a, a week later now, have its own dimension. <laughs> I'm telling you, when when Eric did the mini moto yeah. every year in Vegas, yeah, yeah. it was humongous. Was dude. it really? Huh? Huge. <laughs> I never I've never seen so many vehicles, and there's so many riders. Yeah. It was fun. It was yeah. actually a really good time. Um, hey, Galdi, how many bikes had handlebars on them? Uh, did, were we one of the only ones, I think? Ours in, ours in the U.S., I think that was it. It was funny because when we went up to that little sort of riders meeting, I'd yeah. be looking at them. I thought we were all supposed to have this on. But, yeah, it was just – and ours had the high bars where the U.S. guys had just like a regular set of uh, normal ones, like not high ones. Ours, our bikes got set up so, yeah. fast. Other than I think the American had might, had a bit more juice in their motor. Oh. Who, who won the motos? The American won all three. And so did Carson kill everybody? Listen. Listen. Actually, he, he won the second moto by not, but I think RV actually won by the most. Really? Listen, listen, they were the three best riders. They should have won, and they did. Okay. But I, I call something is up, dude. They hey, were, let us have a let us let us have a fucking win, Matt. Okay, yeah. Let right, us have right. that. I'm okay, just, we need this listen, shit. They're the best riders, but like Austin Watling's like 150 pounds. Okay, like he's a small kid. Yeah, and he's a former pro. Right. These guys had half a lap after one lap. They were gone okay. on a TTR yeah. 125 or what? Like, yeah, well, then maybe you guys need to step time. up your game. Like, no, what I'm saying is, I don't know, man. All three of the guys. They whole shot and led every lap. They never, yeah. They just they just took off. Yeah. Like, well, I'm just calling. I don't know. Let us, let us have it, man. Let us have, Payton, we had a rough maybe weekend. Maybe Peyton put a washer in everybody's <laughs> the system I, except I, I, for. We were, we were yelling at Biden after the last photo that we're. We're put, I want to take the protest. Yeah. The we're protesting U.S. Yeah, we're protesting America, but uh, they didn't get any the traction. Man, the only other better manager besides Mathis would have been Tony Alessi. Yeah, he would. Oh, he would have been prime for yeah. everything. Would have been great. Yeah. Um, but I did get the jerseys from Roost MX and the bars from Pro Taper and everything. So I mean, I did some work. So. Okay. So we, looked, some. we did good. We look good. Other than, and then we're going up to do our photos, and he's texting me, "Hey, man, you got to go do this thing, but I'm not going to get there." Yeah. And I, have your, I have your jersey. I'm like, "Oh, okay, sweet team manager. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, just meet me down at the pit bike." Yeah, car. I didn't want. I couldn't find the Thor truck. I didn't know where it yeah, was. Yeah, fuck it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was it was a good time, and and Ryan. I Gall- didn't realize that um, Caroli's wife was managing the Italian team. I didn't see her down there, but apparently uh, she was. I, I didn't either. Huh. Yeah, she was, she did. That would have been a good time to look. She at got her. she got the, yeah. the jerseys for the team. So, um, yeah, you should you should have saw it, though. Like I said, Kiefer. Like I said, Kiefer. At some point after the race, Galdi's helmet, gloves, jersey still on, yeah. muddy as hell. Yeah, and they're chanting Galdi, Galdi, and he shot. I'm, I'm like, this is. 
one of the top five moments of this guy's life right here. Yeah, just loving every minute of it. <laughs> yes. Galdi so, the tank. Galdi yeah. the tank. He's soaking, <laughs> soaking it in. Soaking it in. So it, uh, it was a good time, man. And so thanks, Galdi. Thanks for doing it. Um, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm stoked that we could do it, and I didn't totally shit the bed. I, I'm not even going to lie. No, you got a fifth. Nervous. You got a fifth. It's fine. Nothing wrong with that, Rod. Yeah. Um, no, I rode good. I, I rode good. I didn't even get tired. I could have done the 10-lap main. I admire your creative lines a few times, too, Galdi. Well, hey, I, I lead. I led by uh, example there. The rest, rest of the rest of countries, I was just showing on the way. Yeah, um, so he had some porcel like lines out he there. He did. He did. <laughs> uh, hey, before we let you go, Ryan, uh, you know, obviously, you look, you follow the racing closely up in Canada and down here and everything else, and hopefully, you weren't too hammered on Sunday. Like, what happened, Galdi? What happened? America got sixth. <laughs> well, I guess I've been listening in the beginning. I, I, I think uh, I really liked uh, what uh, what DV wrote today. Um, about, you know, like, you go to these tracks, these Euro guys, man, they ride nothing but shitholes all the time, it seems. And uh, the U.S. just seems like it's getting more pampered and pampered and leaning towards, you know, under the lights, the Supercross stuff. Um, I definitely don't think that Eli or Barsha or, or Plessinger didn't try or didn't have heart or, or maybe under the weather or whatever that was. And But, uh, man, they just fucking stayed. As you stated just before I got on the phone, Barsha could not get by Tyler Medallia. Obviously, that's amazing for me from Canada, but that is something that I would never, ever be thinking I'm saying for a good – it was like five or six laps. Yeah. Like yeah. It, was, it was a while. Like Tyler's bike broke before he got by. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, yeah, for the U.S. on home soil at Redbud, the greatest track in this nation that draws the most crowd, it, it seemed like it was there was nothing that could stop them, and they just had – they did nothing. They they were not – they were just not good. Yeah. They were not good. Yeah. Um, Hey, listen, uh, our our own country, Canada. If if T Dags held on to that tenth, Colton got a ninth or tenth. Pettis yep. rode. I thought Pettis rode great. Yeah, twenty one, twenty two scores. Um, coming from the back, he was thirty fifth both times. Yeah. Um, Canada might have done a little better than eleventh. Is respectable. But, pretty, didn't you get eleven last year too? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got thirteenth last year. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so a little bit better this year. Two teams didn't come back this year, so we got eleventh number choice. Mm, okay. So I will wear the same numbers again, not next year, unless somebody bows out. Yeah. Um, yep. But this is the only. I have. I, I think again. I'm. I'm. I'm like JT. I'm super patriotic. I love my team. I was cheering like crazy. I lost my voice uh, cheering for the boys. But I'm, I get so goddamn frustrated when every other team has down luck or shit rides. We can't capitalize. Yeah. Tyler's bike breaks. Colton crashes on Saturday and he gets hurt. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Why can't these? It doesn't happen for nine weeks in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the enduro enduro cross arena cross races we had in the fucking spring. Yeah, but it happens at the weekend where they have to ride for one weekend for you know five hours. The, the battle. I'm just, yeah. kind of, I'm just so bummed about that. At our time, gotta be happy. I'm like, fuck! All these other teams had these shit moments, and we couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no. The boys rode great. Yeah, the, the Colton's ride. And that first moto was awesome. Like he was fucking legit. Yep. And um, I was I was super proud to be a, a Canuckus. And Jess did great first time. And Tyler did his his usual fight and never give up thing. So yeah, yeah it was uh, they did good for sure. They they should have been a seven eighteen this weekend. I think uh, if this but you know the bad luck kind of. Uh-huh. Um, Vortex Racing, email Jake at Vortex Racing. Uh, great bars, sprockets, uh, chains, EK chains, sprockets from Monster Energy Yamaha. We are going to give away a set of sprockets and a chain. 
Uh, email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Uh, we'll just take a random email for next week's show. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. If you want to set a sprockets and chains from Vortex Racing. Anything else for Galdi, Kiefer? No, I think uh, I just want to comment for, I think, uh, Tyler... I watched, you know, the moto, and I watched yep. uh, Colton and Ty. I think they rode really well. They they did, man. They didn't show much of yeah. Jess, so I can't really yeah. comment on Jess. But I thought you guys did pretty good. Jess came from thirty fifth, both motos to twentieth. Yeah, you know, rode really well. So, hey, uh, Jay, see that vortex, that vortex deal you're talking about. You might want to hook up Jim, the guy that gave us all those bikes and those TTRs. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those Venus sprockets are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would take those TTRs and throw them in Dude, the garbage bin. Those chains are going cheap. Um, they were steaming and oh, it was so bad. And then some guys would come in from their moto and just throw it on the ground. And then while they waited for the next rider to get on, I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, God. Oh, dude. Um, good times, boys. Good Captain time. Canada, Ryan Gall. Good job this weekend. Thanks to Austin Watling and Dylan Wright as well. Uh, it was uh, it was a fun time. And uh, Galdi, uh, thanks for your time for the show and everything. Appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be in touch, man. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Happy Cheers. Thanksgiving. All right. Thanks, for boys. Cheers, guys. See you later. All right, everybody, that's the first commercial break coming up right now. Jason Thomas coming up. Uh, we're going to have Tony Baluti stop by. Yeah. I think we're going to call David Villeman. Oh, that's going to be good. As well. He has nothing gear, to say, probably. For the though. Gear Ally cold call. <laughs> uh, we're going to take some more of your calls. Shit. We have, uh, we have your guys. We see you people on hold. We'll get to you after this commercial break. Uh, word of warning, Kiefer has declared tonight, October 8th, Goo Goo Dolls Night coming out of commercial. Yeah, GGD. Sounds gay. So we will have Goo Goo Dolls coming out of commercial. Listen. Peck, peck. Peck, peck. peck. There's a pendulum. Peck, peck. So peck. the one, one time that I was, I was with the guy, one, one of the times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that, is that a newbie? Yeah. Is that a freshie? Yeah, just peck. Peck, peck, peck. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're right back after this commercial break. Thanks for listening. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulpamex 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, 
great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulpamex 17 gets you a discount on their engine services. Whatever it is, rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Living 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save. And we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code. And if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> 
I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stop. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You don't bring in the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the Factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. 
Although the atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for talent and kite hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike. 
but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their prolong start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days Cause I don't need boxes wrapped in strings And desire love and empty things Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days So Welcome back, everybody. Papa Mech Show. Presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. This is uh, Goo Goo Dolls Night. As requested by Chris Kiefer. This is your song, though. Who, who's driv- driven up here three weeks in a row. So we are definitely going to give him the ability to pick a songs. What? This is your song? This is what you picked. 
Yeah, yeah. If I that that is, is this your favorite Goose song? I don't think it's my favorite Goose song, but it is a underrated Goose song. I've always felt. Always I like liked it. it. Yeah, I like because it, it builds up. I, I like. I think music it was a builds. B-side. I don't even think it was released on an album. I think it was a B-side to a soundtrack. No, it was on album. Better oh, days. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so Jason Thomas coming right up here. Uh, thanks to BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing Gear, Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles. Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, OGO Power Sports. Love the guys at OGO. They just came on. Fantastic company. Great gear bags, of course. 9800 gear bag. Everybody has used OGO bags at one point or another, I would think. Yes. So OGOPowerSports.com for more on those guys. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, upload your resume for free today. It's the first and only board uh, built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Number one source for power sports companies looking for employees. Uh, job of the week this week at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Alpine Stars, inside sales. There you go. This is uh, based out of California in Torrance, I believe. Yep. And uh, you will, uh, they are currently seeking an enthusiastic, enthusiastic, energetic, sports-minded person to fill an inside sales position. They'll work with dealers across the USA and work with dealer development team in the field. And uh, yeah, it'll be self-starter, motivated self-starter with the ability to connect with dealers via telephone. If that sounds like you, go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, search Alpine Stars, and uh, yeah, get started that way in the industry, man. Uh, and uh, so let's get into our next guest to talk about the motocross the nations and much more. Um, he is from flyracing.com. Jason Thomas. JT, what's JT. up, buddy? Was there a race this weekend? I, I'm <laughs> unaware. I, well, what did I miss? The highlight for you might have been the debut of the WPS Fly Racing Semi that will be at all the Supercrosses next year. Oh, man. Yep, and then the second highlight would be my flight home today. <laughs> uh, Fly Racing debuting the new semi. How was that deal, JT? How did that thing hold up? Nothing like breaking it in in that mud race. That's what I say, yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they they actually took it to an event called Heydays, which is uh, it's mm. kind of a more of a snow event in Minnesota uh-huh. a month ago. Yeah. But, yeah, for, for its you know real purpose, which was this, this new Supercross venture that we're on, uh, yeah, it wasn't ideal as far as the mud goes, but I think we all learned a lot and got familiar with, uh, you know, how Anaheim's going to be. Um, we got a, a nice trial run over multiple days, so we're not, you know, such amateur hour at Anaheim. Should be good. What happened, JT? Yeah. What happened? What the hell happened? Uh, I think, <laughs> I think we just, you know, we kind of, Ran into a, a juggernaut with those conditions. I mean, we just did not ride well. And I mean, I don't think anybody on the team really rode well comparatively to what we were up against. All three guys had off days. I don't care what anybody says. Though those three guys are better than what they show. What they showed. I, I don't know if they're you, winning. I, I don't know if they're winning. I don't know. Like I don't know if their level is winning. Don't get me wrong, everybody. I'm not sitting here making excuses, but. That's. Uh, I also I also think those conditions were not not great for for our riders. I don't think those guys ride those conditions very often. I don't think that's anything that they excel on. Uh, conversely, when you look at the European guys, they ride conditions like that pretty much all winter. You know, maybe maybe Cairoli spends some time in Italy during the winter, and he and he's not over in Belgium where everybody else is. But for the most part. 
those guys, especially in the preseason stuff and early in the season, they're riding tracks just like that day in and day out, over and over and over. So I think we should have been much better, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, for Plessinger to go 18-17 or 17-17 or whatever his score was, was, was shocking to me. I, I don't think that was uh, – I don't really think there was any excuse for it. I think he's much better than that. The other guys – Obviously weren't great. You know, Tomac's first moto wasn't that bad. His best lap was only four-tenths slower than Hurling's best lap, which is pretty impressive. Yep. Um, you know, Barsha had the flat tire in his final moto. Yeah, but that really wasn't, wasn't until late. Doing a whole lot before that anyway. Yeah, that wasn't until late. I mean, it does suck. But... Right. And wh- what know, about the moose? So nobody kinda... nobody puts a moose in for Team USA? Mind-blowing mind to me. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know why they right, did but right. for them to not have a moose in, I, I couldn't believe it when I was told that. I, I, I still can't believe it. I talked to a guy at Yamaha who really didn't understand it either. Hmm. I, I would have never thought in a million years that at that race with that much on the line that guys would be running tubes. Um, I, I mean, in 2012, I was running moose every race outdoors, and I had nothing on the line. And what about the how did how did Koldenhoff get an inside gate in the third moto? You were right there. You were on the start. You were in the yeah. in the start. Whatever they call that thing about yep. the start skybox. Yep. Skybox. I wish I had an answer. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it happened. Both Moto Two and Moto Three, we well, just overlooked or decided not to take the inside gate. I don't have an answer for you because I don't think there is one. There was an inside gate. They were loading the gate for. I, I got a text from somebody that said all three motos are inside gates that USA passed up. And in the first moto, I don't remember seeing it, but I'm all, I'm I don't want to say 100 percent because I don't have any way to prove it. But I'm 99 percent Moto Two and Moto Three that there was an empty gate. So that we just overlooked Netherlands. Somehow. Netherlands for the third moto, mm-hmm. they had the inside. They gave their man the inside gate. Hurlings okay. had the inside gate, and then somehow, some nobody took the. I was it the very inside one, JT, or how far down from the inside was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was right on the inside there. Okay, and, and, and I just think what was happening is that as the second guy came for his his choice in gate, they just never thought about it because you know the mechanic can't go to the line with him. Yeah, so. Man, I don't know. I just there were there were so many things throughout the weekend where you just wonder, are they not working as a unit enough? Is there no cohesion? You know, because they're all in separate trucks and um, it's not that I team atmosphere so much. I don't like go. A lot of the other I don't go with that, man. Only France has that, and they won. But I'm talking. But, I'm talking about strategy wise. Like, okay, I'm yeah. going here, but if we, we got to look inside to make sure no, one, I just didn't see a lot of that and. I don't know. I'm not saying France has it all figured out. Uh, they're obviously one five in a row, and I'm not saying that's why. Yeah. But I do think there is something to everyone kind of working out all of these what ifs. You know, I just don't see a lot of that happening on our side. And uh, we got a photo sent to us of the start where Eli's completely, almost completely sideways next to Roxon off the grate. Yeah, it was like yeah. So and go ahead. that was from the qualifier. But in the final moto, I was standing right behind the start. And Tomac was, I'm not going to say the only one, but he was one of the only real players, like real legit guys, that didn't go to the gate with a brand new clean rear tire. And I have no idea why that is either. You know, there's just so many of these. I'm like, why Why are you not going? Barsha did. You know, all the guy, all the good guys did. Hurling, you know, um, Caroli, everybody that, Roxon, everybody I would consider an elite guy that has the, the means and the team effort to do that, and he doesn't. I, I don't get that. You know, I just don't understand some of these things. Hmm. That's weird. 
Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't make any sense, you know. I, I can't. I can't believe they didn't make the podium. I cannot. The guys tried hard, and like you mentioned, Tomac's fast lap in the Moto One was pretty good. He got a fourth too, you know. But um, I, I don't. But you know. look at the you look at Plessinger's finishes. You know the the second moto, which was the the second moto of the day. Plessinger's riding around in seventeenth, while second place, third place, and fourth place were all MX2 guys. Yeah, and that's where he should have been somewhere in there. I'm not saying he's got to beat all of them. Yeah, but when those guys are two, three, and four, and Koldenhoff's gone, you can't be riding around in seventeenth if you want any chance of this thing. That's just it can't go that way. And the MX2 class is so pivotal in these results because, you know, the difference is it just like it played out against America is your gap between, you know, uh, say like a second place for Hunter Lawrence and a 17th for Aaron Plessinger, that's 15 spots. And that MX2 class is where you see those huge gaps like that. So only Aaron Plessinger knows what went on out there, but it was, it was frustrating and disappointing. And I'm sure for, you know, no one more than him. Did you listen to the show uh, before you came on at all? JT? I did not. No, I did not. So I kind of explained a little bit, and and you would maybe enlighten us too as well. I kind of told Steve, trying to think of the reasons why we got what we got. But what you said earlier when you started talking about the track makes a lot of sense to me. Those guys over there ride that kind of condition a lot, especially preseason. That kind of dawned on me when you started talking about it. But I just feel like us Americans have the riders have more to lose than the other guys do because the other guys don't have a season as soon as we do. I feel like, and as a rider, you know this, you may not talk about it, but in the back of your mind, you're already thinking about your year that pays you the the money and pays the bills for 2019 is right around the corner. And prep has basically started right now, if not in about two, three weeks. So Plessinger starting to 450 soon. Uh, Tomac's on a new bike. Barsha maybe a little bit burned out a little bit, wants some time off. I almost feel like we – I'm not saying we didn't try. I'm just saying, like, hey, we're not going to go balls to the walls like these guys are because, man, I got a lot to lose and because I got to get on my shit in about two weeks. I, I understand and I agree. I just think that if that's the way you have to approach it going in, then don't don't race the race. But do you, do you think they, they don't have an option? If they say no, they look like a, a dipshit, and then everyone's going to burn them on the cross. How do you think they feel today? I understand <laughs> that. That's what I'm, It's like I feel bad for them because they're, they're screwed either way. The only way they're good is if they win. Otherwise, we're, we suck. You know, America sucks. You know, I just feel like... It, well, there's a long way from winning and what happened yesterday. Yeah. Or even getting second place and what happened yesterday. Maybe it's just a collective things, like what you said and what I said. Maybe all those things together combined, you know, and that's what we got. I, I don't buy your theory, Kiefer. But okay. That, I mean, I don't know if I'm right, but I, I, I'm... I'm just I, saying, those guys are human beings, right? Yeah, you can't... But, you, they're not robots going to go up the line, I'm going to fucking send it, America, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, that, that's... They're, like, thinking... but. What's changed from the Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey days when they won? Dude, a lot of shit's changed since then. A lot. Just the, 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 the rider itself has changed. It's not the same. All right. Look at, look at our champion. Look at our Supercross champion. You what? know, do you think he's just, gr- he's just the gnarliest grinding, has the most heart out of everybody? I don't think so. I just think he has the most, he, he's good at Supercross and he has a lot of natural talent. I don't think he's the hardest working guy. Those hardworking guys are, are are few and far between, I feel. 
Um, all right, let's get some. We got a lot of people on hold, JT. Let's uh, let's get okay. to them. All right, uh, Paul, what's up? You want to talk to JT about some G- GP? Paul, that's Nate now. Oh, Nate, what's up? Oh, whoa, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, uh, no, I was uh, going to talk about some fan trackside observations I had. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was standing right in that right-hand hairpin corner, that black dirt corner, and all the Americans were losing massive amounts of time there. Like, uh, instead of carrying speed through the corner, Tomac mm-hmm. would just sort of tiptoe into it and just, like, try to accelerate out and yeah. just bury himself every lap. And Plessinger, every time, was, like, stuck behind people and just getting roosted in the face with no goggles. And Barsha was just, like, yamming it in there and getting stuck. Yeah, and like uh, Harold, have- he was carrying he was carrying mad speed on the outside, and would like sort of just carry it yeah, all. Yeah, no, they they were they were they were all better. I saw Hurlings come into the pit lane area and bury it on that left coming out of there, and uh, I saw him do something that I don't see a lot of American riders do. He got right up with his nuts on the gas cap because he was uh, digging yeah. in. He's like, I gotta get the light. I gotta get the back end light. I gotta get the back You're end saying light. After he exited, yeah, he- after he's exited, he was like digging in and he's like oh wait and he pulled himself so far up on the tank to get that rear wheel unweighted uh-huh. to get going forward you know so he wasn't so far down yeah in. like I, I don't remember it struck me because it was so violent of emotion mm-hmm. right because he's sitting back he's gassing all of a sudden he just goes Rah! like he's doing a pull up right and gets right and i don't remember i'm like oh so that's it's exaggerated weird. a lot yeah yeah because yeah. he was like i gotta get get my rear end going you know so he does a lot of uh, he does a lot of standing on exit too to oh, yeah. get off the seat. Oh yeah, yeah. Once he gets turned and starts accelerating, he gets he literally stands on exit, which is is, yeah. is you, obviously is effective. It's just not something we see a lot. Yeah. Did you see the um, the right hander? You know when when the season was going on in Red Butt, having that black corner, the real deep yeah. ruddy corner. Yeah, that's like what, that that's was. What, that's what Nate's talking about. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was man. Like like what you said. He stood up so quick, like yeah. and he's trying to pump his way through it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Nate. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, no problem. Yeah, I also saw Wyndham on the uh, site lap for the dirtiest 2006 whip. Oh, oh nice. That triple step up. Yeah, K-Dub. Okay. It was awesome to have K-Dub there. Uh, Kurt has a theory about the track. Kurt, uh, what's your theory about this track at Red Bud? Kurt, you there? Gone. All right. Uh, Paul, what's up? You want to talk about lap times? Yeah, lap times. All right, what do you got? So I think we can all agree Ferrandis and Plessinger in the U.S. Motocross Series are pretty close, right? One oh, yeah. may be faster by yeah. a little bit one weekend or yep. the other, yep. right? Okay, so in the qualifying heat, Ferrandis 205.5, Plessinger 205.8 for fast laps. Uh-huh. And that's, we can say that's normal. Then we go to Moto1, Ferrandis 207, Plessinger 213. Yeah, dude, I don't know. It's kind of what JT was saying, like... <laughs> I, I mean, Aaron did not. I talked to Aaron after the race. Uh, go to pulpmex.com or my podcast feed. He made no excuses. He right. he just didn't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, he's like, we're wondering, did you get hurt yesterday or something? Is something bothering you? Like, just it's like, it just can't happen. I don't even yeah. understand it. Yeah. it. Was it? I don't know. I, I heard from somewhere that his crash did bother him a little bit. He yeah. said it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks, Paul. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you say, JT, to that, right? Like, yeah, I, I, six seconds. I mean, the only thing you can point to, and I hate to say this because I don't want to say it, is, I mean, there's you got to use the word choke, right? I don't want to. I like Aaron. I think he's a really nice kid. He's always 
kind of doing and saying the right thing and having fun, but what else can you possibly point to? I don't know what else there is. Uh, Kurt, uh, you're back. What's up, Kurt? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hey, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, too. Um, I think the one thing that I noticed, and I was watching the races uh, there, was um, the way they broke the track in. Like, I know they groomed it different. They had to pack it over like you guys were talking about earlier. But I think if the track was the exact same way, prepped and everything, conditions were the same, and if and it was just a national, I think the lines would have been completely different. I think the year, wow. the GP riders they like they like work together to make a fast line. Like that's what I was seeing on practice and stuff. Like them guys would like groom the track with their bikes and push the dirt with their bikes. It was like they were all on the same page on how to make the fast line. Hmm. Uh, I don't well, know if you guys kind of. I, I didn't really. I mean, uh, Kiefer's not here, and that Kurt he said earlier, the track is the track. But Kiefer. Kurt does have something, something there that I do like. What you started out, I wasn't agreeing, but at the end, I don't think it's they're working together. But I do agree with you in the fact that we, the Europeans, are not um, burn blowout riders. American riders are just fucking slam it, fuck the berm, it's gone now, next lap it has Push to reform. It, reform. The European guys are so much smoother on the throttle that it probably looks like to, to spectators like they're just forming things, but just like earlier with Sipes was saying, they stay lower f- off the berms. They're staying low, like just below the tops right. of the berm, so they're, t- they're not pushing them out. And uh, Americans, we're so gnarly and, and aggressive that we just slam in the shit and even Ricky, like you said in you know earlier Ricky in the podcast, Johnson, yeah. Ricky said, "Hey, that's what those guys were uh, us. We were doing. We're just slamming in the shit, and those other guys were backing it in and just barely touching the soft stuff." You know. Oh. All right, Kurt. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Let's go to who's on one. Marks. Do we have? Oh, that's Brian. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Okay, Madness. Hey, you know what? I've I've got a couple things to talk about. I just called back earlier, you know, I was calling earlier uh, just to talk to Puerto Rico. But now, you know, with the U.S., we're talking about that. One, I think these guys, unfortunately, their heart's not in it when it comes to, you know, a team sport like, you know, the team. Uh, I, I just, I'm not I, having that. I'm not buying that. Their I, heart's not in it. These I guys, think, these guys want to do good. They don't want to embarrass themselves. They got a lot of pride. No way. Well, then they, no way. You know what? Go ahead, JT. Sorry, Brian. There's no way you could be at the team functions or at that racer TV show and be around the fans that were going nuts like that and not have your heart in it. There's no way. Like I was, I was ready to go suit up and race myself. Just, just being around that much excitement and enthusiasm for it. I just, I don't, I don't buy that their heart wasn't in it. They know, they know what was at stake. They yeah. understand. Like yeah. all everybody, you know, Plessinger and Barsha have raced this race multiple times. Like they, they get it. They understand what it feels like to lose. You know, I, I just don't think it. You know, it just wasn't happening for them for whatever reason. I think lots of reasons, but yeah. to I, think that they didn't want to be there, didn't want to to do it, I, I don't buy that. I'm shocked they couldn't make a podium. I, again, I'll say it again. I just can't. I can't believe it. Uh, well, as bad, if we think about it, as bad as it was, we talked about it, you know, if, if Barsha doesn't get a flat, they get fourth. You know, as bad as it was, and it was bad, let's be real, it was bad. They should have gotten fourth if 
Barsha doesn't get a flat because they were only they were one point out of tying for fourth. And yeah. Barsha lost two spots in the last two laps. Yeah. But no. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have made a difference. We'd still be here talking about the same shit. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just saying he's, he's shocked we didn't make the podium, but it was it could have been closer. Us winning, forget it. You know, Netherlands should have dominated that event. They um, they were the class of that field. Uh, but we were nowhere near. We were nowhere even near France, let alone the Netherlands. Uh, some somebody left a couple of voicemails. We're gonna play later on in the show. Did you happen to see Hurling's Instagram today, JT? I did. Yep, I did. He says he's the fastest man on the planet in outdoors. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. I, I maybe it's not something that I would write if I was him, or I don't think it's advisable. I don't see any upside to doing that, but. He he's probably not wrong. Like, what, okay. what are you going to say to it? What can anybody say? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, if you want, if you want to take that angle, that's on you. But nobody can say anything to him. Yeah, you know? yeah. How about it? Yeah. Now he listed all his stats and everything. I was uh, I was surprised he didn't get Koldenhoff in a third moto. I really thought he would. I thought he would start chipping away at it and get him. I think everybody was on some level. Yeah. You know, I just you never know what his level of motivation or you know how much urgency he really felt in that moment to do it because honestly in every situation this year he's been able to at will whenever he decided it was time to go he just went up and caught whoever so you kind of wonder what changed or why couldn't he um because i you know even a lap times and everything it seemed like he was he was better than coldenhoff you know all weekend so for him to Mm -hmm. just not be able to seemed a little suspect uh, flyracing.com, please check them out. 2019 gear out now. And, and as I said, they're gearing up to be the uh, presenting sponsor for the Monster Energy Supercross Series as well. Thanks for the fly racing open face street bike helmets, JT, that we Team Canada ran this weekend. For yeah, I thought, the, I thought the, the paint jobs on those came out really good. Yes. I was, uh, I was did a good pleasantly job. surprised. Flying yeah. Colors did a good job on that. Um, are you, You're not going to Assen, are you, JT? <laughs> are you going to go? And I don't know. It's a long time between now and then, but it's the first time that I could I could picture not going because I just, <laughs> just I know what down. that race is like. I know what that race is like, and it's going to go very poorly for us, in my opinion. Really, is going to freaking slay there, right? Uh, and Coldenhoff, well, yeah, yeah. Coldenhoff is a podium guy there, you yeah. know, typically. And that, um, that you, you want to talk about being in their element at Redbud? <laughs> That's a whole different level of being in their element next year. Uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs for myself, JT, and Chris Kiefer. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. There were lots of X-Brand riders this past weekend at the Motocross the Nations. Uh, EKSBrand.com. Use the code PULPAMX to save with X-Brand Goggles. Chris Kiefer's got himself some X-Brands. I do. Rich gave me some. And... I warmed the other day. It's on, on Insta. And? It's good. Nothing, I like X-Brand. Chris Kiefer, Insta, X-Brand goggles, <laughs> athlete. Uh, all right, everybody. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Does anybody know him? Uh, no. No. I don't really know him either. Um, all right. 30 seconds on the clock. Let's do this, Marks. Steve, which MXDN crowd you've seen was the gnarliest? Um, France. Erne. Uh, JT, what about you? Um. Yeah, I'll go RNA too. Yeah. Why not? All right. Kiefer, what Ameri- what current American rider would trans transition well to racing the GPS? Covington, uh, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so a rider that hasn't gone over there, um, I would say, who? I'm gonna have to say, uh, Roxon. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I was gonna go tickle. <laughs> tickle. Um, I'm gonna go Alex yeah, Ray. There you go. Seven deuce deuce. There you go. he would be a hit over there, wouldn't How he? How would he fit in with the lifestyle? Just uh, yeah, probably pretty well actually. You think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. JT, what do we need to do to be a contender again at Disney Nations? <laughs> Thirty That's seconds. The whole show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Conditions are a big part of it because let's let's not forget to you know Erne and Majora we were right in the mix second place you know we could have won the thing so I don't think it's fundamentally just we need to change everything we just need the right situation and win the right team and I think we could win I think we could win in Erne in two years I absolutely do. All right. So he played along right there. He did. Yeah. 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 All right. Steve, what rider was the most entertaining and who was the most reserved at the Legends dinner? Oh, that's a good question. Um, JT, I never even saw you there, did, did I? I was on uh, Racer TV the whole time. I was there. Like, I ran in and ran out, but I was with Weeds that whole time, pretty much. Okay. Um, Wyndham was really good at the dinner. Wyndham went up with, uh, with Pastrana. He was great. He was funny. Uh, reserved was uh, they were all kind of the same. I, RJ and Dogger got up and were interviewing each other, which was pretty cool because I mean they used to hate each other, right? Long time ago, That'd but you know cool. they're they're cool now. Um, yeah, that's about it. I sat at Tim Ferry's table; it was great. That was shocking. Yeah, Kiefer, when DeCosta retires, who should take his place as USA team manager? Oh, God, um, hmm. God, there really isn't one that stands out to me. I will say... Dan Bentley. All right. JT, what track would you like to see host a Nations? Any track in the world. Well, Redbud would have been my first choice, so we just knocked that one out. Um, any track in the world. That's an interesting proposition. Man, that's tough. I think... Uh, Let's do Glenn Helen and America will win. Mm. Hmm. I don't Mark. have a good answer for you. I think Redbud Red was my bucket list one. So, yeah, I don't I don't have anything that just jumps out. I, they, they go to the most popular, you know, GP tracks already. So it would have to be somewhere in America that, you know, uh, we haven't crossed yet. Uh, do, do lame. Do the Des Nations or Motocross of Nations ever go to a track that's not on a schedule? No. No. It's no. always on a schedule. Well, you know what? Donington wasn't on a schedule. Donington was a purpose-built track for Des Nations. Hmm. Uh, JT, well, Athen will be, too. No, but it's it on the schedule. Yeah, it's on, it's on the it's GP. It's a GP track schedule, so. Well, it's a GP track, but it won't be next year. No, 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 but I'm saying it's a regular GP track. Uh, Donington wasn't. Donington was a okay. special one event only thing. Um, JT, the crowd at Redbud was the most European like crowd by far that I've seen at Thunder Valley or Bud's Creek. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I think they, the crowd and the industry as a whole, uh, every aspect of it from, you know, the, the team that we picked, they all said yes immediately. The industry showed up. Every single sponsor that I can think of was there with a presence. Uh, the spectators, you know, I, I was told it was the highest attended motocross of nations ever. 
So the fans showed up, and they showed up enthusiastically. So I, I commend everyone. I mean, it was unbelievable on every level of the sport. I thought it was great. I, I love that America showed up like that. And for all the Europeans that came over, um, I don't think they've ever seen American attendance or enthusiasm on that level. So I, I was pumped, and I really, really thought that was cool. All right. Next question. Steve, with dry conditions, does Team Canada perform better or worse in the pit bike race? Better. Our guys are fast. Galdi was decent, but the other two guys were fast. Like legit kids that, you know, better. Because Watling crashed five times in the mud, so he was good. But he was sketchy. Kiefer, now that it's official and Hurlings is the fastest rider on the planet, what makes him so much better than everyone else? Technically, he's just good. Technic- technical Dude, he, ability, he's really... He stands he's, up everywhere. He's insane. He carries momentum, and he's aggressive. He has a perfect blend of aggression and technique and smoothness. Like, it's it's hey, insane hey, to watch. As a, a rider, as a rider, and I'm sure JT can attest to this, Steve, it's insane. Like, I know how fast I can go. JT knows how he, how he was and how fast he was. And then you watch guys like that, it's almost mind-boggling. Like, there's... I would never be able to do that, ever. It's insane. I think I think just to jump in on that point too, I think the versatility too, because mud, starts, hard dirt, fitness, you know, he's the fittest guy. It's just unbelievable. He's got every single aspect about the motocross covered and perfected. It's, but it's really impressive. I don't want to leave out Caroli because if it wasn't for Cairoli, Hurlings would have no one to ride with. Mm-hmm. At least Cairoli sniffs around, he's there. If Hurlings is a bad start, Caroli wins. So I feel like Caroli should get credit. Antonio told me after the race that, yeah, he... Kind of. Not really anymore. Not in the second half of the season. It didn't matter where Hurling started. He was beating him. But Caroli was hurt, too. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Antonio told me it was pretty sweet winning on Saturday. You know? Yeah. Everybody kind of wrote him, you know, a lot of Tomac talk, a lot of Hurling's talk. And speaking of that, JT, Roxon had a terrible day. Oh, Kenny didn't have a good day pretty rough yeah. yeah i mean even but even on saturday i couldn't believe how much tony gapped him i, I yeah. didn't expect that i thought i thought kenny i didn't know if he'd beat him but i yeah. thought they would have a pretty good battle yeah yeah and tony just checked out yep all right jt how was the prime rib at the legends dinner oh, shit. <laughs> it was actually great i ate it in about 30 seconds because we didn't have a lot of help at that time so i i left during commercial ran over ate as fast as i could and then ran back and got back on air with Weege. That's keto? It was keto, yes. All right. That uh, that whole Racer TV thing, we're going to do our Motocross Nations wrap-up on Racer X podcast. We'll talk more about it then. But JT was insane. The, the, yeah. The, 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 podi- the, the most yeah. incredibly hectic atmosphere I've ever been around. Like I actually was like, this this could spiral out of control at any second. <laughs> could you hear each other like talking? Could barely. You, really? Barely. Especially no, not really, for yeah. the, after I, the pit by grace when it was really on later on, it yeah. was insane. Yeah. Were they just chanting shit the whole time? Chainsaws and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just, and then they, they told me, hey, get on there, get on stage. I don't think anybody could hear that they wanted me to get, so I'm standing behind there on TV. Just hanging out? Hanging out. Because <laughs> somebody was supposed to give me a headset, but they probably couldn't hear it. Right. And then one of my buddies told me that their wives was like, who's that like homeless guy? Behind? <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy's like, it's Mathis. <laughs> Shit. I guess I looked covered in mud. I was covered in mud, I'm sure. Like I was at the pit bike race. So. Oh, good times. Uh, all right, JT, anything else? 
Not really, man. Just uh, <laughs> yes, there is something else, crazy. JT. What's what you got this weekend? Well, we got to look forward to Monster Cup. Oh my God! Well, you can't say oh, anything. The live show. The live show. Oh my. Okay, we're gonna move on then. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Dick. Uh, all right. The, There's what? The Fly Racing debut this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not there yet on that. Okay. All right. Uh, live show. <laughs> I'm not ready for that one yet. October 12th, the SpaceLV.com. Go there, get some tickets. They start at twenty bucks. Kiefer, you'll be there. JT, you'll be there. Wygan will be there. Marks, you're you're setting up in the corner there. Sweet. Um, hey, a friend of mine asked if he could bring his two year old. Yeah, I think so. Does he need a ticket for oh, the yeah, two year old? I saw that. I don't know. That's a space LV question. Okay. That's not a Steve's question. I don't think. That's for Jimmy. Two two year old can sit on a lap, can't they? Yeah. As so long as it doesn't cry. Yeah, there'll be no key for after dark, so you're fine that way too. Right. Um, all right, JT. Thanks, buddy. Uh, sorry for your for the loss again. So you're handling it well, though. I thought you yeah. handled it pretty well. I honestly, I think they deserve to get sixth place. I really do. The way they rode, you know that that was a sixth place ride. You know that's how it goes. No one's handing anybody at that race, so you got to go get it. Well, there we go. Folks. No one's giving anybody a handy. Good job. Um, <laughs> Well, I had this conversation with Jeff Stanton Friday and Saturday that you can't fake anything at that race, you know, motocross nations in particular, and then you add the mud and rain and everything. You you have to stand up and go get it, and for whatever reason, we just weren't able to. So yeah, it's it's what it was. They were they were the sixth place team yesterday. I would ask you some thoughts about the Monster Cup, but we'll we'll cover that next week. Do you feel like this took the air out of the Monster Cup, as sad as that is to say? Man, it just, it's rough. <laughs> wow. It's, rough. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like consolation prize for the team, for all the riders that were not at Motocross <laughs> who's ever Who's ever winning Monster Cup? Everyone suck, man. Everyone's going to yell, what about our legs? <laughs> hey, you suck. You ain't good shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, just, I mean, honestly, I love I love Monster Cup because, Vegas that time of year with the weather is, is really nice and it's it's cool to get back to Supercross. It's like the prelude to the season. But I'm gonna need a couple days. I'm gonna need a couple days <laughs> and some quiet time to, to regroup. Uh, well hopefully we you're hyped up Friday night. Oh, I'll be ready to go. I just I'm I'm still I'm still in a in a dark place. It's yeah. uh, flyracing.com everybody. Jason Thomas, thanks buddy. Thanks for your I time. Would, I tell you how I'll tell you in a synopsis of how it is for me. I was on the plane this morning, Dashboard. and the sun was finally out. I was looking out the window, <laughs> and I just closed the window shade. I just <laughs> closed the window shade because that's how that's how I felt inside. Was there a lot of emo music in your earphones? Uh, I didn't have any headphones on. I just sat in silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, buddy. Thank you. Flyracing.com. Go there. Buy something so JT can at least feel happy about fly racing. So, all right. All right. See you guys. Thanks. See ya. Uh, Jason Thomas, flyracing.com. Uh, Gear Alloy Wheel. Gear Alloy uh, Cold Call. This is its time for that. SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Use the code PulpMX18 at checkout to save. Cheap truck and SUV, whether you're heading uh, whether you're heading to the track or cruising the streets, Gear Alloy will get you there in style. Big Gear Alloy display at the RMATV KTM truck. And uh, with that, let's call our European correspondent from the Pulpamex show. His name is David Villeman, mm. and he probably has a lot to say, and I want to ask him about 
Marvin and and everything. Gear Alley, Cold Call, David Villain, everybody. Strap in. Pulp MX18 at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Great wheels. Cold Call. Here we go. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. It's called the Gear Alley Cold Call. Hello. David Villeman, Steve Hello. Mathis. How are you? Good. Chris Kiefer is on. Is also Hi, here DV. in the studio. Hey, what's up? Am I live? You're live on the air. You are. Oh. Um, okay. Well, listen, before we get to America, I told Gauthier Paul in. I owe him an apology. I never thought that they would win again without picking Marv. And I wasn't alone in that. You were one of those guys, DV. Everyone was. Everyone was. They, I, we thought they made a horrible mistake. Uh, now, look, they got fortunate. Netherlands lost the guy. There's no way. All Netherlands needed to do, people, was get like a 30, 30th place from one of their from MX2 rider, Calvin Vlanderen, and they would have won the event. So they got a bit of a break. But, hey, DV, France won again for the fifth time. Yeah, I never said they would. They wouldn't win. I said they made a. Uh, I said it was a, a better lineup to have and to go to uh, Redbud. Obviously, uh, Marvin is a, big, a better pick than Gauthier any day of the week, uh, especially after the last two seasons. And I, you know, I looked for stats. The last three motocross nations, everybody says, "Oh, Gauthier always shows up and perform," but. It's actually not true because if you look at the last three, let's say 2014 in Latvia, he won both models. Yep. And after that, there was three editions. It was uh, France, uh, Italy, and England. Um, actually, uh, Romain Febvre was the best 450 guy every time. And on those three edi- uh, motocross nations, the three before Red Bull, basically, um, Gauthier never beat uh, Romain in the MX1, MX3 race, the last three editions. Mm-hmm. So uh, Fevre was uh, at better scores and was actually th- the guy, like the uh, unofficial captain. Mm-hmm. You know, now yeah. like everybody says Gauthier is the captain and everything. But this year, look at this year, he had like uh, just a few, a few podiums. He never did better than a third place in a GP race or GP moto. Uh, while, while Marvin won races and motos and, and same with Romain. Romain was way better than Gauthier all season long. So mm-hmm. why would you pick him over either Fev or Muscan? That's, that makes yeah. no sense. Nope. And now, you know, it's easy to see, to, to, to say after the race that, oh, Gauthier killed it. First of all, he didn't kill it. He did his job. You know, he went two and three. Yes, that's his best result since 2014 at America's Nations. Um, but, you know, the Dutch guys killed it. Yeah, they did. You know, yeah, they did. You yeah. Know. So if you look at it, uh, the the last five Morocco's nation they won. That's the, the Red Bud was uh, where they um, scored the most points, 35 points. Uh, 35 points out of five results. Yeah. If, if that's, <laughs> that's an average of seven, seventh in a moto. It's yeah. five times seventh. Yeah. So it's like me saying, 
you know what, I'm going to go to Red Bud, I'm going to do 7-7 seven, seven in both models, and I'm going to win the overall. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the, if you look into math, uh, I yeah. think the, 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 the performance of the French team wasn't that good. They won by, by two points over Italy uh, with Lupino, which is not even in a, the second tier rider. It's more like a third tier yeah. Uh, rider Silverlin, it's also not a, a top guy in a 250 class. Uh, Kiroli crashed on the star first moto, raced half of the second moto with no goggles, and they almost won. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you have to see where, yes, they got big breaks, and, and, and Gucci actually rode the best he's been the last two years mm-hmm. on this particular thing. Yep. And I think because we were very critical. Everybody was very critical about, you know, him having a bad season and not being sixth or seventh in a world championship and then being picked. Um, there was a lot of critics about his uh, selection in the team. And I think he showed up and he gave it everything he had, basically. And, and that was it worked out because if he would have... Um, uh, rode like the last three Monocos Nation, it, uh, Italy would have won. Yeah. Because it would have never went two and three or whatever it went. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a weird day. Bikes were blowing up. Goggles were getting tossed. You know, it was it was a weird day in France. France did benefit from all of those things that you just said. Yeah, but if you look at the track, he wasn't such a – he wasn't a mess. You no, know, no, no. Track was good. He was yep. not like yep. a, a yep. mud fat. No, no, yeah, no. He was, he was wet, but – you know, yeah. they were not like uh, extreme conditions. Uh, David Villeman on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly. Uh, this is the Gear Alloy cold call segment, by the way. Um, I liked what you said on Twitter today, DV, and Kiefer was uh, talking about it earlier in the show, too, about Team USA. It's yeah. just they, I mean, I guess all of the American fans need to just where were they? Did they, did they race? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tomac's first moto, he was a little bit off of Hurling's fastest lap, which was all right, and that's about the highlight of the day the for thing, Team USA. The thing is, you know, I was thinking about it today, and then I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And the thing with um, right now, America and the riders and motocross, we always we only make the same kind of rider. We make the rider that uh, takes the main line, doesn't really think, does, it's not very creative, but he takes the main line, whatever truck, Melville, Red Bud, yeah. you know, um, and go balls out in the main line and uh, has the fitness to go two times 35 minutes. That's what we make today. Today, American riders are like this. They take, they go outside, you know, wide open. There's no, uh, there's no creativity. Uh, it's all, we go wide open, we go fast, uh, and, you know, we're going to uh, work out and train to last two motos of 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then in those conditions, I think if Red Bull was dry, like a national, everything like a national, I think they would have, a, a, you know, they were favorite for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now it rains. It's difficult. There's more ruts. You have to pick lines. You, you don't. You cannot go and take the main line. The perfect go, line, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
wide open and see you at the finish line. You have, uh, and that's what we uh, we make in 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 this generation or even the last generation of of riders. You know, we don't have. Uh, uh, Ron Lachine anymore. We don't have David Bailey. We don't have Ricky Johnson. We have Tomac. We have Borsia. We have those guys. You know the what? difference of uh, riding ability? We have Ricky Carmichael. We have Ryan Vitopoto. Um, who else? We have uh, Denji's maybe a little different. But if you think about it, all those guys, what do they do? They go wide open. They go on the outside. They don't really think about taking an inside line or finding new lines or playing with the track. They go wide open, and they last for the moto. You do, know? do you think we're scared because Americans, you know, if we try to make new lines, uh, we're gonna, no. our lap times are going to drop? Yeah, I don't think it's, it is. I think it's because that's all the tracks we have. Other than maybe Washugo and... Maybe Unidina sometimes if it rains a little bit, but the other tracks, they've there's nothing much to them, you know. Well, I think part and of it because we they are um, made to perform on one uh, particular type of well, track. Also, too, a lot of these guys they ride at facilities that are watered and groomed every day, right, or close to it. And they go out there and they hammer out their motos. Yeah, that's right. all they do. Yep. The pit board motos, mm-hmm. and and that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, America is a f- is a factory to make riders like a Vidopoto, like a Tomac, like you can even go Baguette on the 250, the way road. They, mm-hmm. They're all the same guys, just yep. different gear and number. They, they, they the same philosophy of writer. We don't have JMBs, Ron Lachine, David Bailey. You don't get those guys. They, they don't ride at a yeah. cost bad anymore on the all yeah. packed, dusty, shitty with throttle control and finding new lines. You know, yeah. we ride on on um, sandy tracks, half, half dirt, half sand type of deal with sawdust and wood chips and overwatered, groomed every day, chocolate cake. Everybody's like super pumped of you know making videos it's and the bangers you see the facilities the facilities are like they they the facility when i go to the nest they make me want to ride yeah yeah they look and dv doesn't want to ride yeah, trust, yeah. trust us dv doesn't <laughs> like they, to ride they shouldn't they shouldn't make me want to ride they should be difficult tough yeah like let's say calls bad by Kennedy or Glenn Helen at three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to ride there. Yeah. But if you give me a bike and I go to whatever facility in, in Florida in the morning, I'm like, or if I go to Pala at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, I have fun. And that's what you see the guys. They go, you know, nine o'clock, they pound the outside, they go fast. <laughs> they feel like they, you know, doing their work because yeah. they're pounding motos. Mm-hmm. But they're actually not really working on uh, the quality of the writing. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I came on board with Dylan this year. I'm like, dude, um, Pala, when are we going to train? Pala at 9 o'clock? You f- forget about it. Yeah. We're going to get there at like 1.30, 2 o'clock. Yeah. There's nobody there. And then we're going to do our work when nobody's there. But the track, is there's like a few ruts and, and bumps and everything. Because at nine o'clock in the morning, everybody's great. Yeah, everybody's like super fast. It's 
It wasn't good, DV. <laughs> I know, good. And that's what the, but, but that's the same with supercrosses. You know, everybody says, "Oh, you, you always talk about the the past and the back in the day and all this crap." But you know, th- this is you know it proves you that <clears throat> there's something wrong somewhere. Same thing in supercross. Tracks yeah. are always good now. Uh, you go to the factory tracks, you get on Monday. The, the track is all groomed, nice, watered. Brand new, mm-hmm. you know. You were a factory Yamaha mechanic, and you know the, the trucks or like uh, equipment maybe twice a year. Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely we right. From yeah. like uh, November to Las Vegas Supercross, the the track was not touched. It yeah. was touched by the riders with pickaxes and shovels yeah. and and rakes and doing. Uh, turns with a, a mule to pack it in. Do you remember those days? Yeah, no, I do. You know? yeah. Hey, DV, is this something that you did when you were riding too? Because, you know, you're talking like it makes sense to me and, and and I think a lot of people out there, but is this something that you, you know, practice what you preached, I guess, when you were racing? Yeah, but it wasn't uh, like uh, like today. Like, let's say Supercross, there was no other options. <laughs> that was it, you yeah. Know, the truck sucked. In in uh, Corona, I lived in Corona, and then the truck was all packed, and then it, there was like dry ruts, and then the the, the woods were cut out, but we we practiced on it, and then we we learned the thorough control, and then to change and to jump whoops when they were uh, bad. And now it's like you get on Monday, the truck is brand new every time. Right. You know, I'm like, I won't point Peters, the guy that does the track, last winter. I'm like, dude. Stop touching the truck on 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 the weekends. Uh, le- uh, leave it alone for like a couple of weeks so we can ride with like crappy, you know, ruts in the turn so we can learn something, you know, and like, uh, and that's what I, I think. There's a, the big uh, the big problem when you you see all the guys. Uh, the first time we go back east in Supercross, uh, St. Louis or whatever Atlanta or whatever it is. Uh, when the track in practice is rutted, it's like kind of throw practice. You see, like top guys, they look like sea riders. Not because yeah. they're not good, because no, they're yeah. not used to it. They're not used to ride in those conditions anymore. You see them crash in the wolves, crash in the rhythm sections, uh, going a bells. How many times you see that when when you get to a supercross race, the first ruts of the season, you look at them and you're like they forgot to ride. It's not they forgot. They're not used to it anymore. Um, starts were horrible for Team USA also, DV. Absolutely garbage starts all weekend. Yeah, but the the, the grid or whatever, the right, yeah. uh, it was wet for everyone. Yeah, no, no. no. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. Just, just the, the nothing went right. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, uh, you're a rider, the guy you work with, member of the French team. What do you think of his day? I don't. I don't think he was happy with the way he rode. I don't think I, I wasn't happy the way he rode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought Saudi was okay, pretty good. You know, like fastest lap time in practice, fastest lap time during the qualifying race, and then he won the race. Even if uh, Lawrence was behind, like pushing him a kind of mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, but I, when I see Prado went two, uh, went three three, and Ernesto Lawrence did a second in a moto, and Watson went yeah. fourth of a moto, yep. and Dylan went eight and seven, uh, I'm kind of like, ah, that's not right. 
Oh, great. Um, and before he left, when he dropped me off the last day, uh, last day of practice were in Pala, like the Tuesday, mm -hmm. like last Tuesday, and I told him on the way home, I'm like, there's one goal, like, for the 250 to win, um, uh, to make uh, your team win as a 250 guy, mm -hmm. you need to perform in the MX2 and open yeah, moto. moto. That's where you, that's where you, you, you go. Uh, first moto is MX1, MX2. It's not as easy, but you, you try your best, and then you salvage a good spot, kind of like uh, take it safe as, you know, mm -hmm. a top 10, a top 8, or whatever. That's a good result for that model when you ride a 250. But when you on the MX2 and open class, um, in open, yeah. the, the riders are not as good. Um, and I told him, you got to be close to the top three. You know, like, who else is going to have Borsha and Koldenov? That's kind of like what I said, you know, really like the top two guys of the class. I'm like, after that, you gotta you got to get in there. You know, a guy like Lupino, for example, on the 450, shouldn't be dealing with a factory uh, uh, super fast uh, YZF 250. Right. Uh, he shouldn't. Uh, so that's why, and I talked to him today by text uh, when he was at the airport to go to France, and he was bummed out about yeah. his riding. He, I think. he seemed to have goggle problems, too. He told me after the race. A lot of goggle issues. Did you do is uh, the, the double goggles type of deal thing? Or I didn't see it. Right? No, I did not see him do the double goggles thing. Uh, so. Yeah, I think because the first uh, moto I saw, like, his strap was really low because he put the, 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 the goggles uh, yeah. that's, uh, underneath. Mm -hmm. He has to put the strap on the back of the helmet really low. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, yep. oh, maybe he did it. So, oh, yeah, maybe maybe he did. Maybe I missed it. But um, Well, DV, it's not getting any better next year in Aston. For Team USA? Uh, I've heard from the, I don't know who, that they will bring dirt, like way more dirt uh, than, uh, rather than the sand, you know, like right. the, the last couple of years. So I don't know. Uh, call for you, ja uh, Jamie. You're on uh, the Pulp MX show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. You want to talk to David Villeman, Jamie? Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's just an honor to be on the air with Volumen, man. Uh, well respected for me, man. Uh, always a perfect analyst. Yes, he, he's very he, smart. He is. He analyzes the track, the riders, everything before and after, and uh, it's awesome. And I got a question, but I got a quick DV moment too. Okay. Uh, uh, Bud's Creek. 2004, I was going out to the last chance qualifier in 450, and I crashed in my heat wrist before we took time qualifying uh -huh. into the stuff. Yeah. You know, it's Saturday qualifiers get the Sunday show. And uh, Villeman was coming up on his uh, Rhino, Yamaha, whatever, mutated golf cart and stuff. Yep. And he was watching me kick the exhaust out back over the rear wheel so I could get out for the last chance qualifier. And he probably doesn't remember this, but he was just watching me shaking his head, just kind of like <laughs> showing like, hey, I admire your effort, man. <laughs> and, uh, and I've loved DV since then. Do you remember that, DV? No, I don't remember. No, I, okay. <laughs> it's all right. I love you, DV. Hey, but just real quick, do you think, uh, for anybody to answer this actually, and especially DV, do you think some of our up-and-coming guys watched this race and looked at them and like, wow, do 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 I suck? Do do I am I like my hero just got beat? But I don't think so. For my opinion, I, I just want to get you guys' opinion. The Pierce Browns, the the Daniel Drakes, the Jet Reynolds, Mumford, 
you know, uh, other guys out there that's coming up, you know, Jet Reynolds, they, they, uh, you think they took this race and it kind of ticked them off like, hey, nah, this guy beat us on, he beat us. I know I can come up and do that one day. I can beat that guy. I think it's going to help us. Just I don't think you so. Don't? Zero, what do you zero think? point zero. What do you think? Yeah, zero point zero, Kiefer says. No, I, I doubt <laughs> no it. Motivation, no motivation factor in there. It, even for the Anderson and the Webbs and the Forkners sitting at home going like, what are these guys doing? I could have ran with that guy. Uh, do you think anybody sitting at home, some of our top guys, thinking, hey, I could run with that guy? Do you think they feel like they're scared of hurlings? The other guys that weren't there? Uh, I don't know. It's a good good question. I don't. I, don't know. I think all of them think um, they can run with them. I think that's just the nature of a racer. They're going to be like, "Hey, I can beat that guy," but it's it's another thing actually doing it too. You know, so yeah, yeah, that's true. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got you know, Anderson did beat Hurlings. I know it was a couple of years ago, and and Webb's not shown his full potential. And and Forkner, he ran with Hurlings all over them. You know, I know nobody likes Charlotte. It's like, oh, it's an easy track. But at the end of the day, there's guys. That's beat Hurlings, and even though Hurlings is bad, and he's faster than he was two years ago, and he's shown what he can do on the 450, just as good as the 250. I was worried about that. I knew he was going to be hard. I, I was like, man, if he rides it, it took. You know, he had a hurt hand or hurt foot in the first year he was pro last year, or not pro, but uh, 450. So he never really got to shine till end of the season. And I was like, man, he's going to be a heavy hitter when he comes in. And he's lived up to the hype. But I, I, I think we should run with it and just some of these guys get freaking pissed off and hit the – because I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I know Anderson's at home licking his chops. He wants a piece of Hurlings. Even if Hurlings beats him – Anderson he wants doesn't want anything to do with Hurlings on an outdoor track. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you. Know, but the no, thing I think is you guys are like being uh, fixated on, on Hurlings. But <laughs> between Hurlings and what the Americans did – there's like a mile, you know, like, uh, first of all, when you see, like, a Plessinger went 16-18, you know, he won both motos in, at the National. He beat uh, Dylan, the guy I'm, I'm working with, uh, pretty much all summer. Uh, Dylan didn't ride that good, went 8-7. You know, between uh, winning both motos in July and going 16-18 in October, uh Dude, there's something wrong. It's not about the star was wet, it rained. There's something else. There's something big. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's yeah, the same with It's the same with Tomac. Yeah. I think you guys are like, you know, uh, looking for answers where uh, they are not. They're not the answers, and they're not there. It's not about oh, I'm gonna kill Orleans. So it's not a mental thing. It's not like a motivation thing. It's just a skill. You know, I think we we. In the U.S. Uh, today, we lack skills. We are good when the track is dry and rough and there's, you know, a main line and we want to go 35 minutes. Yeah. But when the conditions are tough, when, you know, uh, there is, like, sand in, in the mechanism, everything derailed. You know, like, uh, <laughs> it's so, got to be perfect, and, right? Everything's got to be perfect. The sun has to be aligned yeah. with the moon and the stars and everything yeah, else. I but think, and that's yeah. the problem. I think it's. Uh, yeah. um, so uh, how do we fix it, David? What do you think? You just, what do we do? Yeah, I, I think it's easy, it's, it's an easy fix, and I think it is. Um, and I've talked about this for a long time. I think there's a there's also a lot of pressure around America. And there's too many people, too many people that they don't they're useless around this team. You know, 
bring three guys, three mechanic, three suspension guy, and maybe a team manager and then the, the trainers, and that's it. With like 12 people, you find you can go to the nations. You don't need like 3,000 people around the team wearing USA team shirts and telling those guys, oh, you're the best, you're going to win. Yeah. No, um, go, go to work. Go to work. Go practice and the stuff. You, you'll... You knew this this race was gonna happen. It's in Michigan in October. Most likely, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. Uh, yeah, that's right. Hey, Jamie. No, Jamie. Yeah, do you, take you, care, man. You, you got a bike? I'm sorry. You got a bike? Uh, I got a uh, Yamaha 450 uh, 2018, and I got a 250. Okay. You want a Maxima? Sure. I like your passion. You want a Maxima oil kit? Yeah, man, for sure. MaximaUSA.com. Please check them out. Dogger was there, and it was glorious to talk to Dogger and see Dogger. And Dogger's ride in 88 at this Nations is one of the best rides that uh, Roy Jansen said he's ever seen in his life. Hmm. Um, spending millions of dollars can get a brand attached to a race series or get a sticker on a race pick that may on a race bike that may or may not be using the product, but it can't buy heritage. Year after year, Maxima's voted as the number one aftermarket oil in American power sports. Visit Maxima USA for more information. Uh, stay on the line, Jamie. Uh, we'll get your information, and we'll uh, send you a Maxima oil kit, okay? Thanks, bro. Thanks, David. Everybody take care. Thank you, man. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Uh, a couple more questions for DV. Darkside, what's up? Good to see you this weekend. What's happening? Yeah, man, you too. Uh, well, I just want to get your opinion, besides the, the overalls and the scores, what was something that stood out to you this weekend that was just, cool maybe different than any other mx nations you've been at did red well, do anything puerto rico for one uh yeah, Wyndham was in, cool in dv what about you what stood out outside of the obvious anything for you i was on the couch at marvin's house <laughs> watching the race so you know were you happy dv about puerto rico were, were you into it uh <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think we have the same sense of humor or something. Or like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think what what they did, and then Sipes and Wyndham, and like qualifying through the the B final, which is really tough, and guys being like uh, uh, retired and old. Wyndham is forty years old. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's like, uh, and you went fourth or something, you know, that's huh? crazy. Uh, I think that was great. But when you have the luxury to, to to be able to make a second USA team, why do you do like the Ronnie Mack, the Pastrana, the Wyndham? Right. Why don't you go after like a real B team, you know, a, a B team that... But what about three kids, right? Like three kids that, that could be on the team no, in the future. Why don't you take a, I don't know, more. I don't know, maybe Baggett, Anderson, and oh, okay. Alex Martin or something. Right, I don't right. know. Okay. Come up with, you know, you have, like, the luxury to to, to, to uh, go around the rule and have a, a B team that could podium any day of the week, you know? And maybe the B team will take over. Yeah. You know, take over when the A team ride like they did this weekend. Right. You know? Okay. So yeah. that's what, you know, for me, Team Puerto Rico, I... I I would like to see like a, the the best B team we can you know right. put down and then sure. th that'd be great. Uh, what about you, Darkside? What stood up for you? 
Uh, well, that I was going to say, Wyndham and Sipes is probably the highlight. And, uh, you know, honestly, and, and people may bitch at me about this, but meeting Hurlings was, I thought that was rad. And Cairo, it's the first time I've ever met those guys and maybe the only chance I'll ever get to meet those guys. So that that was a highlight. Cairo is a rad dude. I've never really, I never, I had one interaction with Jeffrey at Bercy years ago. It didn't go well when he was a kid. Well, but I um, walked over to the truck and asked if he would do uh, any media stuff on Saturday. And it took me about 45 minutes, but he, he gave me about 10 minutes and that was, Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, good to hear. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Thank and you. Then oh. the, the pit bike race, too, man. I was bummed on uh, – uh, we left at 830 because the guys they said there was going to be no race, and we left and got home, and you guys were racing. So. Yeah. No, it was fun. It's too bad. Yeah, you missed out. I didn't think it was going to happen either, though, bro, and I was there. So. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, appreciate you putting it on, though. Thanks, Darkside. All right, uh, Yeah, DV, you are talking to a team manager that took his country to third at the pit bike race. Well, I, do you guys get thrown, like uh, – Tie with France or something? Yes, we tied with France. Did you really? Uh, France, wow. your rider, one of your guys, on the last lap of the last moto, ate shit and gave us third overall because he lost 14 spots or something or whatever it was. Oh, nice. There so, was a fast-ass French rider that used to win the mini-motor races all the time, and I forgot there? his name. And he, he was quick. Yeah, yeah. Randy Valade. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're right. Randy Valade. You know, he's American. <laughs> No. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not Randy. It's Mike Valet. Mike Valet, yeah. Mike yeah. Valet is the French, the French guy that wins everything and well, like in the pit bike. They our, have like a French championship. Our buddy LeBig was crushed that France was off the podium. He was crushed. But uh, I don't know. He, he actually uh, uh, wrote something on his side saying that they got third. Wow, that's uh, they're claiming third. They tied for third. They're claiming third. They tied for yeah. third, and the tiebreak was the last moto. So we got the medals. That's all I know. And by the way, so you're saying like that's the first time ever that uh, and that Canada is going to podium uh, this nation, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. By the way, too, uh, Gauthier Paulin uh, turned the big down for an interview after the race. Told him he didn't want to talk to him. All three of them. All three, all, of them. all three did. Oh no. Oh. Yeah, because of the Marvin thing. They boycotted Le, Le Big, his ass. LeBig and DV have been, you know, yeah. I have two, though. I was two. They gave, both guys gave me an interview. Wow, because DV even yeah. coached Gautier, too. Yeah. yeah I, think I don't were... give a shit about them. They can suck it. I don't <laughs> care. You know? I tell the truth. It's no, the yeah. Truth, you know? No, no. I, you know? That's, I was surprised, though. Like, uh, I feel like, Paul, you should do an interview with LeBig even if he was critical of it and even if you didn't like the guy that much or whatever. You know, he's still a very popular journalist in France, right. has a big reach and a big audience, and and you do the you give, you give him two but minutes. That's the way that to you know that's to take their revenge on all this old deal with the Marvin thing. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of journalists in NBA that don't talk uh, highly of maybe I don't know. Uh, LeBron or Kobe back mm-hmm. in the day, or this guy saying Kobe was a ball hog, he would give interviews. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So who do they think they are? That's what I know? mean. No, I feel like you need to. I, even Anderson, yeah. you know, he doesn't talk to me. Yeah. But listen, as a professional getting paid lots of money, you should give the media an interview, even if you want to choke the guy. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. But, yeah. yeah, but uh, hey, listen, DV, thank you for your time. I uh, appreciate you picking up the phone. Uh, always good to hear from you and your analysis and. Uh, yeah, thanks, DV, for calling all my bullshit at Glen Helen, too. <laughs> <laughs>
That was uh, that was funny. I, was, I, I saw you. I'm like, I'm gonna take a couple pictures. No, that's good. The worst corner I could possibly do, and yeah. DV was fucking yeah. standing there. I was and, like, that's uh, awesome. And we'll see you at Straight Rhythm where you're helping out Alex Wright, DV. So we'll. we'll... Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you this weekend. I'll be at Monster Cup. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, DV. Thanks, buddy. Uh, okay, bye. Hey, DV. David Villam, everybody, everybody, Gear Alloy, Cold Call. All right, well, we got another special guest on the show. That's right. Another man. Kept him waiting for a little bit. Tony Berluti, what's up, bud? Steve, how are you? You were there. I was at there. At Red Bud. Loved it. What happened? What happened? <laughs> Pretty much, uh, I seen about five guys that were better in America. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Hurlings. Uh, Le- I mean, Lapino was good. You know, that was a surprise Searle. to me. Searle was holding Tilmac off all day long. No oh, yeah. problems. Noggle, Noggle on a TM, working us. I think Noggle passed our guys. Working. I need to check the, the... He... At one time he did, and then I think he dropped back after yeah, that. Yeah, he crashed in a corner. But, dude, he was moving up. I seen it. Yeah. yeah. And he really didn't do much over the season. But there's a lot of guys that were just better than us, period. And I think those dudes were more comfortable in that kind of a setting of a... You know, in that kind of dirt. There is no excuses. Everything was... Were, were you bummed at how they rode? I mean, they rode yeah, hard. They looked, absolutely. Yeah. I was there to support them and scream for them and whatever. But, uh... I sure enjoyed the clinic that uh, Koldenoff and uh, Hurlings, you know. Unbelievable. Not really, I don't even want to call it a clinic, but I, I enjoyed watching their performance. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. You know? It was great. Um, Did you notice anything with their riding that's different than what we do? Yeah. What what what, what stands out to <laughs> uh, you? Well, they, they ride one gear higher than us. Okay. Um, you know, they don't really rush the corners. They're smooth. I mean, you know, but the the big thing is the one gear higher. Right. These guys don't rev the shit out of the bikes or whatever, and they just, just, they're Everett's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Stefan, I think, maybe started that, and I think those guys uh, emulate those guys, and I think it's that, you know, just the way they ride. Yeah. Unbelievable atmosphere, huh? That was awesome. Yeah. Did you go in the pits at all? No. Just... Regular Joe. He's fan. like, that's right. Fucking out, out there drinking cold <laughs> beer. I met a guy who met you, uh, some fan. Oh, really? He saw you out there. Oh, okay. You don't remember meeting anybody? A lot of guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. met a lot of, I mean, yeah. pulp, pulp guys. Yeah. yeah. A guy's like, I saw Berlud. He's over there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, great. Like, let me run off and find him over there. What does that mean? But, uh, yeah, people, I ran into a few people that were like, yeah, Berlud's here. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. I yeah. mean, what an atmosphere. That I mean, did you hear uh, how many people were there? I'm curious. Or I mean, I did, but I don't believe the number. The 40? I heard 60. Wow. I don't think there was that many people there. No? I don't think so. That's like a stadium, dude. Dude, that's bigger than a stadium. Yeah. I, I don't doubt there was that many people. Really? Oh, he well, from from the aerial shots they have from the TV, man, it looked like a sea of people. It looked cool. I thought yeah. it was badass. Did you get your rental car stuck? No. You got out? Yeah, yeah. no problem. Ooh, I almost didn't. We're up on the top of the hill. Were you? Yeah. yeah. Um, you got a pit bike race? You know what? There was sound like a mess going on. It was. There, so we just blasted. It was a shit show. It was like, a shit I'm show. Out. Yeah. yeah. It was a shit show. Yeah. USA did win that, though. Huh? USA did win yeah, that. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, How did Villapoto do? He won. Yeah, he won. He rode one moto? Yeah, they each won one. They all won. Oh, oh they shit, did? asshole. So Browning won, and then who was the Carson other guy? Carson Brown. Oh, oh yeah. Carson Brown. Yeah. That guy flies. Yeah, yeah. Who was the fastest of the three? I don't know. I was, was worried about my own team. Right? Oh, I was that's focused, right. Focused that's on my right. Own you team. were working. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was working there. As a He's team not American, Berlut. I know. Um, Sad. I just he just takes all of our money. Yeah. Um, they rode great. I, no, I'm not sure. They rode. 
it's working. They rode, they tried hard, all three American guys. Sure. But just nothing was happening. No. Starts, like you starts said. Starts were garbage. But, but hey, I don't care to hear about the starts yeah. when you go and see what Hurlings did on, you know, yeah, Saturday. Saturday yeah. You know? And then um, that Lapino in one motor, that that guy was way back and he came up to like Did you eighth see or Lupino seventh? in the third moto get knocked off his bike and run alongside Yeah, of it? dude, I no, saw I that. Didn't see that. Did you, that off the start. Off the start. Yeah, so like well, he, he pulled the holy that last moto. Well, well yeah, he got uh, he was up near like second or third, he got bumped and I don't got know his if he leg ripped off. I don't know if he officially got the holy, but he was right up there. Yeah. Here he is after the right turn. Oh rad! That's, yeah, that's oh my god! That's yeah, that's that's, that's, what, that's, that's the, like Hannah. And then he recovered and got up to second. Yeah, he was running second from there. Yeah, Italy was five minutes away from winning the whole thing. Yeah, um, I was surprised that uh, Australia was leading yeah. into the final. You know what though? They were, but that was a bit of a that was adding up all the scores together. So Netherlands guy had oh, a thirty six. It wasn't with any drop scores. But it doesn't matter. They still were up there. But there's a, but the rules are you drop a score. Yeah. France had a DNF from Tixier, so they were like seventh. But if you drop their score, they were right behind. Uh, they were they were leading, and I was, but I'm just saying like they were a great job. I Australia, but, but there was a bit of a I'm like well, there's actually two countries ahead of them if you go by the by the drop score. Okay. You know, you don't drop a score. Italian kills everybody. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah they. They they had all their guys were right. pretty goddamn good. I was know? really surprised that uh, uh, Herlings didn't catch Koldenhoff there in that third moto. I was. Uh, he, he did catch him a little bit though, right? He was. It's catching. funny he did, and then then at one point he was making no ground. He just stayed about the same. Okay. You know? Yeah. How about the black monster? Huh? Did you see? Were you close to that that uh, that one turn? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it it it, yeah. it was moving. It changed every well, lap. It was bad for the national too. Guys were getting stuck there in the inside, like literally yeah. just stuck in the national. And it wasn't even a mutter then. No, no, no. dude, it this just, thing was living. I'm yeah. telling you, every lap it was different. Yeah, you know, Wyndham crashed there. Yeah, yeah at I some point, I guess he got up. So, and went like so this. did Tomac. Yeah, Tomac crashed there. Did you stand near there, Tony? I was standing down right above it, you know, so I could yep. see the rest of the track. How I, slow were they going out of the corner? Because it uh, looked like on TV, like they were going five miles an hour, like just so wide open. Depends back. on the line you took, but like Koldenoff, I mean, Koldenoff, I don't know what he was doing in that thing, but he kind of was staying high a lot, and he he could get out of that corner, you huh. know. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, that inside, like I said, I swear to God, that thing was living, you know, because it would grab you at one time yeah, and yeah. next lap. You get it's by like a Duro cross or something, right? Like oh, some sort black of Duro water. cross. And, yeah, <laughs> it it was like quicksand. It was crazy. Um, yeah. Cool, cool atmosphere though. Loved it. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, Bud's Creek. I thought was cool and all, but it didn't have nowhere near. It yeah. was pale in comparison, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I barely got any sleep. I was up all, all like doing that racer TV thing over by the stage by the pit bike thing, and it was just a weekend where I just was a blur. Do you yeah. think? Uh, I know it was in America, and we're going to have a lot of a good attendance. But you've been to ones, and you've been to Colorado, Butts yeah. Creek. Do you think the Hurlings Tomac battle kind of helped grow that a little bit? No, no, I don't think so. I think they were going anyways. It's the Midwest. It's motocross. They love it. It's Red Bud. I think it was the destination more than anything. Yeah, yeah, That's I what agree. I think. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, I think all of it, you know, has Together. a part a little bit, but for sure the destination. I will say this. Americans, generally speaking, mm-hmm. are a very um, patriotic bunch of people, you guys are, and you're very much a front runner. 
So if things are going well, you're into it. But if you don't, if you're not going well for America, you're, you're, you're you don't care about it. You know what I mean? Like that's generally speaking how how I how I how I witness sort of American patriotism. If you guys are good at it, you're all aboard. If you're not, you're like ah, screw it, hockey or winter sports or whatever. But having said that, America after two motos was not looking good. It wasn't going to go well. There was zero chance of them pulling a rabbit out of the hat in the third moto and and you know taking the win. But I didn't see many people leaving. Yeah. Everyone stayed. Not everyone, of course. Some people. If our guys could have been top five, those both those they they certainly would have had a chance. Our guys they didn't have a bad moto. I mean, well, the eighteenth, but no, some of those guys yeah. had complete throwaways that were you know thirty yeah. eight, whatever the yeah. last well, guy was. Marshall lost two spots in the third moto. I don't near know what the his end. Deal was. He had yeah. a flat tire. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, if they Front? had back. So yeah, okay. You're I thought we run mooses. Yeah. There you go. We That's all what... we all thought they ran mooses. Why wouldn't a team put a moose on in a mud race? What, what's the reasoning? At, any, at, any, at time, any race. It doesn't matter. I mean, especially for the donations one year. I mean, Doug was going nuts because our guys didn't want to run a front moose, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then finally, our guys, you know, Reed, uh, Byrne, were saying, I, we can't ride. And I go, I, you know, I said to Doug, I go, Doug, if these guys can't ride, you know, you might as well, we, we got to give them something to try to make the, them have some front end feel, you know? So they were struggling with that, and Doug was going ballistic nuts. He didn't want to, but they end up putting tubes in they the did, front. Yeah, but yeah. never, and in the Nationals, they run tube fronts and yeah. uh, Moose's rears. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe that Yamaha, I don't know what, what, that blows my mind. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, had he not lost a couple spots, America gets fourth because they're, they're one point back. Not that it really matters. Who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just I saying. hear you. Yeah. Uh, I got some phone calls. Uh, Dan wants to talk about the atmosphere, too. Dan, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Mathis? Good. Hey, I, uh, I was there at the race. A couple of buddies of mine, yeah, we, we live in Michigan, went, went down there. Another buddy came from Ohio. was really hoping to meet you, Berlody, you know, if we saw you around. So I'm sorry you didn't see that. But, uh, you know, the atmosphere of the race, I never, I haven't said Red Bud so many times in my life, <laughs> screaming it everywhere. Everywhere in the pits, we camped. And like you said, we were, they were coming no matter what, you know. And, uh, you know, I walked back to the, pit, uh, to the camping area even while the third moto was going on. And, you know, there was, just, there was still people back there just hanging out and stuff. People were just everywhere. I don't know yeah. about the, the whole 60,000 people or not. But, uh, yeah, just the whole atmosphere. Just I've never been to anything like it in my life. It was just the greatest uh, motocross experience I've ever had. So it was. I mean, it was pretty epic. It really was. I mean, the pits were a sloppy mess. <laughs> I almost lost my shoes eight thousand times. You know, yeah. but uh, it was something else for sure. I'll never forget it. I think uh, the riders yeah. in a tough position, um, and just an American. Though you're going off the America vibe thing, and I, I, I feel bad because they win. They're heroes. And they don't win. Everyone mf them. We're slow. I don't like that part. Like it's a tough oh, yeah, thing. Oh yeah, no. There's some social media comments that I got that were. It's uh, like it's we had a bad race. It's okay, pathetic, yeah. we're gonna move on. We're we're okay. Well, hold on. Right. It was a bad race, but also they haven't won for seven years now. I understand that. So things are. There's definitely something going on here with this race and America because seven years isn't just riding bad in one day. It's 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 stem of things but having said that yeah. they, the guys still don't deserve to be shit talked on right. social media absolutely not they all tried hard mm-hmm. they all rode well i props to plessinger and barsha and tomac yeah they did a video after the race with wygant plessinger gave me some interviews barsha gave some interviews they didn't have to do that so yeah the, the, the shit talking on the guys is yeah you know we're all tonight talking about it's constructive what's going on and yeah. why they lose and what's happening mm-hmm. and that's all constru- you cannot 
You can't say the fucking suck. Yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. It's, it's brutal. If you're a fan that does that, you you're should, not a fan. You're not a fan. So. Yeah, I, I hate that. You know, and you know, we all come from racing backgrounds. Like, you know, sometimes just people are better. You know, like you go to a race, you, you think you're gonna do good or something, and like sometimes the guy's just just better than you. And yeah, you but go, the only better. you're you're right, you're right, Dan. But Berludi knows this because he was on some of the teams. America, you should just show up and roll out the bikes, and it was a win. It was, right. yeah. it was, you know, it was no problem. It yeah. was, uh, it, it was like, uh, hey, what time do the lemoncello sh- shots start? <laughs> you know, right. So but, something's happening. I mean, something's changing. Yeah, yeah I, but I, th- I think you know, I was listening to the Kiefer earlier. The whole, you know, we are so supercross oriented now, and like, I, I mean, maybe if we were just outdoor moto, you know, eleven months out of the year, but, like things would but, be a little bit. Different. No, but Dan, Dan, seven years ago. We were super cross oriented. Yeah, same. And Ryan Villapoto and Ryan Dungey won, and 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 these guys won. They won four in a row, I think, after they lost a few years. So nothing's changed since then. Yeah, uh, you're true. I mean, it, I just, I mean, it's just weird, you know. It's, I don't know. I mean, and you guys, you've been talking to people all, all you know all night long, and it's like nobody can pinpoint anything. Ah, because like, I think it is a like, bunch of things. I, I, I think it is a yeah, bunch, right. bunch. I think it's a bunch of things, don't you, Berlue? Well, you guys have probably discussed this already. Yeah. But the number one thing, if I was going to, you know, put blame on something, is our guys haven't raced in six weeks. Yeah, that's my, that's my opinion, and they are doing supercross testing. And as far as outdoors, I mean, to me, that would be the number one thing that I would say. But I still don't look at it yeah. as an excuse. Yeah, you're old you school, Berlue. You're not. You're not one of these excuses. You're right. So did somebody? Yeah. Did you guys talk about that earlier? Yeah, a little sure. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, Ron wants to talk about the race. Ron, what's up, man? Hey, guys. A couple questions. <clears throat> I'm usually a, a really, uh, really up on everything you put out, Steve, but I've been working my ass off. So some of these questions might sound dumb. But the first one is about Plessinger. So this guy was, was you know, the, 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 the enduro racer that we all thought could handle the mud and everything, and where did all, all that go? I mean, I didn't even watch the race. Well, it wasn't so. muddy. It wasn't muddy. So, you know, they could throw that out of the water. Throw that out. It wasn't muddy. It wasn't ruddy and muddy and all that kind of stuff. It was sand more than anything. So so how – I don't understand how the guy was all, you know, freaking double he, digits all the way back there. I don't – Yeah, I don't he, had a, he had a bad day, man. He had a bad day. He was leading the qualifier on Saturday. Ate crap, but he said that didn't affect him. And after the race, he made no excuses to me. Okay, and then the sec- the the part part B to that the, that question is: When's the last time we had a killer two fifty rider, which you may have talked about already on the show or on somewhere else? Um, Villa, right? Villa. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'd have to look back at the Bud's results. Creek was but, amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'd have to look back at the results, but. Baggett wasn't great. Uh, J Mart wasn't great. A Mart was okay. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's probably been a bit a, a while since we had an MX2 guy that just killed it. We had other pro circuit 250 riders who've choked. Um, I don't know about choking, but yeah, haven't had good days. I I, I don't know, man. It's. 
interesting to me. Yeah, and I love the sport. Yeah. I love the. I love the sport. It's okay. We'll, we'll make it through this, Rob. <laughs> hey, it's, I just, I'm only laughing because I was around last year when we were doing these shows and after this nation, and it's the same fucking shit. <laughs> this is this, it's, I'm having flashbacks of last year. It's, yeah. it, this is what happens, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's racing, huh? Yeah. yeah well, you, know what, you know what I did? I had, I had reservations to go out there. I had a, I had a good idea that this was going to happen, the rain and, and the failure, and I just canceled my reservations, and I went out to the racetrack and on Sunday, and just rode. Well, good. That was a lot. Good, good, good job. All right, Ron. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Um, let's go to good job. Tyler. Tyler, what's up? He rode. You'd hey, at least he's riding. You'd appreciate I appreciate that. that. Tyler, what's up, man? You there, Tyler? Some of these people have been on hold for so long. They're like, fuck it, I'm out. We've had our, our lines have been jammed all all night long. It's been it's been insane with the amount of people. Uh, ride Engineering, ride-engineering.com. Use the code pulpmx 20 to save the product of the day. Ride Engineering locking wheel spacers, an inexpensive item that only that uh, not only adds a little bling, but also has a real functionality, which stems from the machine, uh, the flange machined on the end, which we all know when you're putting a wheel on and off, the spacers fall out, and it is a pain in the ass. I once was doing a wheel-changing contest with Adamantic Nap, and my spacers kept falling out. I would have won the contest had my spacers not fallen out. So I should have used the Ride Engineering uh, uh, machined uh, wheel spacer. Um, so absolutely, the flange keeps creates a better seal, keeps dirt, keeps mud out of there. Uh, Ride-engineering.com. And the marks are big enough on the on the block itself where you actually can see them. You no, know. this is the wheel spacers. I know, the, but he has, he has blocks, too. We're getting to those. Oh, Can you okay. not jump ahead a week, please? I was please? just jumping ahead a little this bit. This is wheel spacer day. Okay, go ahead. Spacer on. Stay in your lane. Spacer on. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Ride-engineering.com. Pubblemax-20 is the code. Go there and save. Get yourself some uh, machined uh, wheel spacers that will not fall out. Available for all brands and in all sorts of cool colors as well. So thanks to the folks at Ride Engineering. Really appreciate it. Profilter.com. Sold through Power Sports Dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use air filter, high-quality premium air filter for your next service. Pulpamex listeners can get a 35% discount from Maxima's website by entering Pulpamex. X35 Coda checkout. There's, there's a real option for riders to not have to clean an air filter ever again. So thanks to profilter.com. Uh, Ryan, no, uh, Hunter Lawrence won. MX2 no, last he year. was saying he did good then, I guess. Yeah, he did. He did well. Yeah. But good, nobody mentioned it. Good point. You're right. Um, so thanks to those guys as well. Racetech.com. We got the Racetech rant coming up. Uh, Racetech.com. Get your oil changed. Get your spring uh, rate right. Dial it in. We had a question last week, Kiefer, that you answered. You do not need to get your your suspension revalved if you just want to change your spring rate. It's not fun. every single time. Right. right. Absolutely. I got. I just put on some race tech suspension on my YZ450, and I am. It's like riding on pillows. Right. It is, I cannot feel one bump on the track. Berlut, we went out. Yeah, that was fun. I really had a, had good, a good time. Day. The track was good, wasn't it? It was good. I track was it. really. How's he look on the new bike? Better, yeah. Wow, well, you know I'm a Suzuki guy, but I I have to say, man, the guy was he was going really good. All right, he had that vet track he goes really good on. Got yeah. to do some lap times. You're throwing some lap <laughs> no, time no Kiefer, we do not care about that. We we're not that serious. <laughs> we are not that serious. So yes, Berlut, maybe we'll go out this week. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, you got to ride his ass too, because I'm not here uh-huh. to ride his ass about riding. I know you like to go riding. I do, yeah. Make him go. I I will. Well, we, he actually we work on each other. I, when he calls me, I'm down. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Right. He, I, every but, I think every time I've asked him to go riding, he's like, "Yep, let's do it." Right. Yeah. And even last week, you said you had a shit ton of work to do. Yeah. But you still wanted to go riding. Yeah. 
Yeah. Looks right. He, he, one time I was loaded up on my way out, and I get a call from Steve or something. I, I can't make it. I, that that kind of bummed me though. Yeah, that's kind of flaky. Yeah, dude, was, I was sick. I was like, I was the, uh, I was like, I can't. Why Is the last that minute? What it was? What? Why are you doing last minute? Yeah, no. The, no, night, woke, be, the night before, he goes, yeah, I was loaded. Yeah, and we're no, going. I'm, all right. Oh, I'm like, sorry, Steve. I'm not. I woke up in the morning. I'll work on him, all right? Thank I'll you. I'll work on him. Yeah. But now I got my Levo. Levo. My Specialized. Oh, that's right. So okay. now I got this Levo thing going on that may take away from dirt bike riding. I don't know. No, well, as long as, to it. as long as it's not on Wednesdays when we ride. Yeah. <laughs> no, we ride on Wednesdays. I didn't know this. <laughs> it's a Wednesday I ride th- day. I think I can make it this Wednesday. And then we got a Jake Weimer at Motocross School coming up, too. That's this weekend? Uh, no, no, no. Just a couple weeks. We'll what talk do you mean we have a... What are you talking about? Uh, Pulp Max is sponsoring it. I'm going to go out there. Okay. With uh, Weimer. Up up north? No, at Western. Oh, it is? Yep. It's okay. coming up here. Sweet. So, Racetech Rant of the Day. Racetech.com. Use code Pulp Max to save at Racetech.com. We love these guys. Great uh, part of uh, the show, and they've been a part of us for many, many years. And uh, and Kiefer, you've started to use Racetech stuff more and more, maybe doing some testing for them down the lines. So. Yep, yep. Um, Here's a couple of rants that I thought were pretty good of the day, and, and these are all those nations based. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> hey, what's up, Mathis and Keeper? Oh, supremely disappointed about the U.S.'s performance at the Motocross of Nations, but uh, have a race tech rant for you. Jeffrey Hurlings, arrogant asshole. I have never seen anyone with so much of a lack of humility in my life saying what he did on social media and on the show. Clearly, he doesn't have pride in his country, only in himself, and that is just pure arrogance in the highest form. I would hope that our guys, if they were in the same situation, would be much more graceful and and better on the podium than that classless individual in my opinion <laughs> and if he really thinks he's the fastest man on the planet i mean why doesn't he come show up at the monster energy cup and show down with tomac there he, he tried. clearly he is a fast man and no one doubts his skill but as my grandpa once told me a uh, a good horse has no brag I, I that good, that. You don't horses don't talk so they can't brag so <laughs> um i don't know if i don't know if hurlings listens to this janky radio he, show he but i hope he, he does he does He's a total asshole, um, classless individual. He said he was the fastest man in motocross. Right, he specified difference. motocross. Instagram today. I know you don't follow it, but nope. Somebody brought it oh. to my attention. Oh, yeah. I read it. I have no problem with everything he said. <laughs> no problem because at he all. can back it up. Well, it, it, he didn't call nobody out on him by name. He uh, to me, what I read was legit. Well, one of the interviews, one of the interviews he did at the race, and P for, you were watching. I don't know if you heard it. He said something about I stomped the Americans was nice. Stomping the Americans was nice. I something, you're talking about that social thing. I don't know. Yeah, about yeah, what yeah. You're no, no. About. This is once I think the caller was saying that the social thing and what he said at the, on the mm. podium after the race. Oh, I didn't. So I didn't yeah. know the podium, but that yeah. social thing to me, yeah. I read that and I thought it was, you know. He called a spade a spade. Yeah, it yeah, was respectful. Yeah. It wasn't. He didn't call nobody out by name, but I mean, he kind of he, everything he said was factual. Yeah. He came over here last year. Did you read it? Oh yeah, yeah. I read it. So yeah, I, I, is it my flavor? No, of course not. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. But he, what Berlut said, it's all straight up shit. He did what he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of so. what JT was said too. I wouldn't do that if I was J, JT. Said if I wouldn't do that if it was me. Yeah. No, but no. All right. <laughs> well, I just put a target on your back. I would hope yeah. that it would give uh, the Americans, you know, fire in their belly, you know, like yeah. go kick the shit out of them. And that, that's just how he's kind of that kind of guy anyway. He's been that way all year with other riders, you know, in the mm-hmm. GPs, and yep. that's just his deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
He'll have it. He'll have it. Anyways. I've been listening to the show for a while. Really enjoy it. I drive tons of miles every year, and it's changed my life. So, Mathis, you're my hero. Thank you. Keeper, love your work, too. Blue Crew for life. See ya. You want a goddamn Racer X? Yoshimir Exhaust Jason Wygand rant of the fucking year? That fucking song of his, it's worse than the goddamn Barney song. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Shut up. Okay, here's my rant of the his nations. First off, we got to get rid of Roger DeCosta. It's time to fucking move on. Uh, he's been there. He's done it. We're done with that. <laughs> Second of all, you know, hearing JT say that, oh, he needs to uh, uh, send anybody or we're not going to go. Like, what the fuck? Okay, so we just pay for this with unicorns and whatever. It doesn't fucking work like that. It costs money. Why send somebody if nobody wants to fucking go? And, and there's no point. And then the third thing is if we want to fucking win this thing and we think we're so fucking good, then why don't we go there for three weeks, race the last couple fucking G, uh, GPs, <laughs> try to fucking compete good. and not just take six weeks off, hang out, fucking do whatever we're going to do. And then decide that, oh, yeah, we're going to go grace these guys that are fucking amazing, super good, and can get whole shots from fucking anywhere on the starting line. So how about that? How about we actually commit to trying to win this, not just base it off the fact that, oh, we think we're pretty good. All right, there's my rant. That's a good rant, but Fuck, man. hey, Tomac, Barsha, we're going to go do Europe for three weeks. All right, you guys <laughs> raced all year. Let's pack up. We're out. Yeah, that is not going to happen. Was, it, was that it? That's the race tech suspension rant. Good stuff, guys. Poor like riders. Racetech. No wonder those motherfuckers don't want to go race for USA. They're just like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay home. Right. I'd rather just get shit for staying home than yeah. getting shit on for yeah. not winning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go into uh, the BTOsports.com tweet at uh, Travis segment. Here we go. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweet to Travis. BTOsports.com, whether it's a mountain bike, a street bike, a, a dirt bike, or whatever it is, BTOsports.com shares your passion, and they've got something for you from your bike to your body to your boots to your helmet, whatever it is. And a, member of, a number of our sponsors, from Michelin to Maxima to FMF to Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, all available there, among other things. Call there, mention Pulpamex, put Pulpamex in the coupon section at btosports.com when you check out and get a hell of a deal. Thanks to btosports.com for all the things they do for us. Your number one online retailer, it's BTO. Uh, all right, these questions are submitted to at Pulpamex Show on, uh, on Twitter and uh, the guy in the corner, way over there. He's way over there, Bart. Really, no. I see him. For, uh, his, oh. He was down there for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I thought it might have been somebody else. I really thought maybe didn't, Tits. Really didn't even know I was over here. I thought maybe Tits was over there. No. Mm. You're fucking kidding me. Uh, all right. It's for you. Let's pick these questions, uh, Marks. Let's uh, do this. Okay, bear with me if uh, if I pick one that we've already talked about because I've been busy. Been very busy night on the phone. Busy Sight bike. Yep. Um, okay. Lots of what the F happened. <laughs> Poor Marks. Got to weed through all this shit. <laughs> Dude, just so many... So many about like the track and if the track was different and if Eli had rode his eighteen bike, yeah. lots of lots of those. But do you want uh, me to give you some time to pick questions? Because I didn't. No, I was actually oh, okay, I have right. a bunch picked. Okay, seems like you're. Thanks for recapping the ones you didn't pick. We we needed that. Right. Jab jab, jab. And he wonders why. Mm, jab jab. 
Uh, this one's from Bob. Kiefer often says that a good woman is a key to a racer's success, so how much better are Euro chicks than our lousy broads? <laughs> I'm telling you what right now. Euro chicks are a little different. They're a little less uh, inhibited. They're not so uh, stuck up and st- uh, stuck on themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little looser, I think a little bit more fun. But it's not the chick. It's just the home life. So if you have a solid home life and you have no chick, that's fine. But it has to be the whole thing. If you have a chick, your home life must be good. If you don't have a chick, your home life must be good. doesn't matter. Okay. Tomo said the USA Sheila's probably take Kiefer's after dark advice on board. Yeah. Sheila's? He was saying that That's your another, Kiefer after Australian dark. name for, for chicks. <clears throat> oh, okay. He's saying your Kiefer after dark advice isn't good. That's why the USA chicks suck. Oh, well. Crap! Yeah, maybe. Uh, this was from Jeremy. I'm about to pull the trigger on a 19KX450F. However, the Yamaha looks legit this year. Any thoughts? And he said, same dealer. So Can't go wrong with either one, right? Both good. One and two in shootouts. They finished if you're, a lot of shootouts, if not you're just taller one. taller or shorter is one better or heavier or skinnier? Um, or is there... If you're taller, I think uh, Cowie fits you a little bit better. Okay. Um, Yamaha cockpit is a little bit uh, smaller. Cockpit. Um, engine would go to Yamaha. Suspension would go to Yamaha. Um, but I would go with one you can get the best deal on. And if you're racing, who has the best contingency? Same dealer, he said. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, from Shane Adams. Steve, I know you're Canadian, but please speak your mind and tell us we need to get rid of DeCoster. I mean, look, there's a, DeCoster's influence and popularity in the pits is maybe at an all-time low because of the Husqvarna thing coming in and they're really KTM, but they're really not. And they're riding in support of Dunge a couple years ago. And the other OEM guys aren't fans of that. Um, and DeCoster barely speaks to the riders on this nation's weekend and all of that. I like Raj. I'm, this isn't this isn't a personal criticism. Um, but he has nothing to do with these results. Thank you. Nothing to do with these results. You could you could put anybody in there. But I do think it's time for a change. Raj did so much for the team for so many years. But I do think it's time for a change. Uh, I've said that for a few years now. But 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 the results, Berlut, aren't going to change. I agree. But do you agree it's time for a change? No, I, I agree oh. that because Roger's there is, is the reason why we're not winning. That's not that. That's not the case. Right? That's not the case. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Who do you? Okay, so they asked me this question, but who do you? Who would you put in? I don't know. Peyton. Get Mitch Peyton back in there. Yeah. I don't know. Dan Bentley's a good pick. Yeah. What you said. So. Yep. This one's from Sean. If Hurlings were to race Monster Cup, how would he do? No whoops, and he can. And he just kicked our asses. It wasn't whipped last year, and it didn't. He still weeded it. So. No, that was Geyser. That was Geyser. Oh, it was? I thought yeah. it was Hurling. Didn't he show up to it one time? No. He didn't? No. God, he was, like, how did I fuck that up? Well, because he was supposed to, I think, at okay. one time. He never he did. He did ride Supercross a little bit and weeded and whoops, apparently, a few times. Um, but, uh, yeah. I don't know if he would dominate. He might win a 10-lap main, but I don't, I don't know if he would win. No, I don't think he would. From Stephen Grenier, is this the last time we see K-Dub in public? I hope not. He was fun this weekend. He was really good. I just think... Uh, if we had a longer show, I would get you to play my interview with him after the race. He was funny. Go check it out on, on the podcast. I think he just enjoys his life being in the woods and not having to worry about dirt bikes. <laughs> Dude, you got to admit, that was pretty amazing, though. That was cool. Sh- coming off the stinking couch with that belly and his yeah. beard. I mean, yeah. what an amazing guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought those videos 
were fake, that they stuck something in his stomach. Oh. <laughs> and then later I found out, and I'm watching him, I go, that's not, that was really him. Yeah. Yeah, he's enjoying yeah. the retired life. Holy shit. Uh, this one's from Jason Gurley. Steve, were you nice to people this weekend and met with any strangers? We all know Kiefer wants you to be nicer. And you tried in Vegas, but it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Kiefer wanted me to ask if you were riding this weekend. Mm. Yeah. You riding? Uh, Monster Cup. I'm racing Monster Cup. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I met a ton of people, man. I'm not kidding you. It was... Thank you, everybody who stopped me, took photos. I signed shit. Signed an American flag, even. Oh, I signed a Canadian American. flag. I don't know, bro. The guy asked me to sign an American flag. Um, it was crazy. I was trying to get work done, and I kept having to get stopped and everything. And the Cowie guys were giving me shit because I was underneath their tent for one for a little bit, talking to them. And then they ca- fan called me over, and then another fan called me over, and I was just going down the line signing and photos and signing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And Wygant said it was big for him, too. Like... We said, yeah, so many podcast people, so many fans of the show and stuff. And brother, you said you met a bunch. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just out there in the middle of most of them and I couldn't believe how many times I got recognized and it was, it was all about the show. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, it's really nutty. It was fun. I liked that. That was cool. It's really nutty. See Uh, how nice that is? It's a nice feeling. Yeah. But I couldn't get a lot of work done because I, you know, like. But you got it done. No, and that's not necessarily. Sometimes I remember a couple times I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go. Like it's time for the motos, or it's time for this, or you know, because I was trying to figure out, hey, what's up with the riders? What's up? You know, my normal kind of. We need to get numbers for you, so you only do you know twenty numbers. Maybe a mask. Yeah, get them a signing time. That's like what I mean. Steve exactly. signing from one to two yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. it was awesome. You got to pick it's, a ticket. You get a t- twenty <laughs> yeah. tickets, and that's it. It's. I was on the stage for the Racer X thing, and people are chanting. They got Mathis for president signs, and oh my somebody gosh. put my head on a. It said four time, and it said Mathis for president. That's awesome. And all this public neck stuff. I saw a lot of Trump signs out there, bro. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't really see any. Oh, dude, there's I got a picture of one that's yeah. badass. It had the American flag with two Trump signs flag flying. Mm-hmm. Real badass. <laughs> Here we um, go. Let's just keep the show moving. Okay, along. yeah. Move along. Um <laughs> but no, it's really cool. Thank you everybody. Thank you for 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 for, for listening and, and all that. It's it's awesome. This was from Custom Bikes. Is Caroli better now than he was in twenty eleven? No. Sh- Pretty sure Villapoto managed to beat him back then, and yet now you apparently can't compete with the Euros if you race Supercross. You think, what do you say, Caroli better now? Yeah. Than he was in 2011. I don't know, dude. No, he's pretty, I mean. I think he's good. I think he's, he's, I think he's better, dude. How about that qualifier on Saturday? Oh, he's fucking just, electric. Yeah, that he pulled, guy was so pulled away electric. from Roxon, no problem, yeah. Oh, he was beautiful. Yeah, I did think you he, see, Did you see it on no, TV? No, I didn't, but oh, he's got to be better than 2011. That was as good as one of Koldoff's ride, in my opinion. Yeah, that was it was amazing. good. It was great. Um, another one from Stephen Grenier. Has Redbud been permanently changed by all of the sand that was brought in? We covered this earlier. Yeah, they only brought in sand. I talked to Tim Ritchie, track owner. I said, why would you bring in so much sand? Or what happened? Or did, did you do it for the rain? Or did you do it for Ustream? Or he said they added sand in the new section where the starts were. You know, you all mm-hmm. that chicane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he added some, section, some sand in the off-camber. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Hmm. You know, Kiefer said it probably rained and pushed all the sand. So what, what happens is, I've seen this there, because we, we did some intros there and it rained. And it got sandier. And then... The next day it was drier, and that kind of went away. So some of that infield moisture gets run off on the track, and it gets sandy. Glen Helen's like that too. It runs off the hills, and it, all that sand kind of runs on the track, and it gets mixed in, just gets softer. So I don't think later in next year you're not going to see the same track. It'll be back to normal. Yeah. You know, it was sandy, man. 
Hey, so did do you, are you a hard pack guy or a? I'm more hard pack guy just because I ride uh, smoother. If you're if oh, that track was premium, other than you know a few maybe wet spots, how yeah. that track was awesome. Yeah. Only uh, four or five guys jumped the leap, huh? All day. Well, they why they put that stupid hump I don't before? Know. I didn't right. like that. That was bogus. So who who all did it? Hurling, did, Hurlings did, did it. Coldenhoff uh, did the last lap. No, no. Coldenhoff did it on the parade lap. But I'm uh, just saying, the last lap of oh, the last yeah, moto, yeah, yeah. he aired it out. Right. Huh. Coldenhoff first jumped it on the parade lap for Moto3. Uh, Paulin was the first guy to jump it. Um, That's how good those KTMs Hurlings are. did it. Coldenhoff did it. Paulin did it. Tomac did it. I don't know. Those, K- might those, be about it. those Four guys. factory KTMs did are good. Did Prado try it? No, 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 no. <laughs> so no 250F guys no, did it. Oh, no, no. But why would you have a signature jump on the track and yeah. put a hump before it? And put a it. hump before it. That, uh, that was Longo's deal. I put money on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. agree. From Troy Benjen, did the Redbud turnout tell us anything about how popular MX has become, and did you expect more fans or less? On Saturday, I was up in the announcer's tower. Did you hear me announce, by the way? Uh, I heard you were up there. Huh. That was earlier in the morning. I, I was up there all day. I know. Oh, okay. Thanks, Bradley. Okay, so I was up there on Saturday, <laughs> and I said to Bidas, I thought there'd fuck off. I thought there'd be more people here to Bidas. Uh huh. And he's like, Yeah, me too. Like it looked about nationalish. Uh-huh. You know, on Saturday. Uh huh. And then Sunday, bro, it it blew up, and I'm like, Holy shit! There's a lot of people here today. I want to hear the number because I'm yeah. I'm saying every bit of sixty, bud. Really? Well, I the can't see okay, it. well, the one year that we were at uh, Matterly Basin, yeah. Uh, the year, I mean, Tedesco, Tedesco, uh, Stewart, yeah. and Villapoto. Yeah. Um, that one hill was massive, and that's kind of, I don't know. And I heard there were 70,000 there or something they wow. were saying back Every then. Every promoter wants you to have the number highest number you could possibly think of. All so I know, Steve, there was a lot of fucking oh, there people was. there. There was, yeah. Who would tell us the truth? I don't know. All right. Well, the tax guys will never know the truth either. <laughs> that's true. So, <laughs> All right. From Kboyd722. Uh, does this mean Covington is going to come home and be a contender? I personally thought it wasn't that great of a move by Hewitt, but after this weekend, I'm thinking otherwise. I talked to he- uh, Covington this weekend, and he said Hewitt told him, don't even ride Supercross. You don't even need to ride Supercross. Just be ready for outdoors or whatever, because he is coming off a bit of an injury and everything. But uh, I-, I don't think he's a contender outdoors. I don't. He's going to podium. But Prado surprised the shit out of me. I said before, I can't tell those MX2 guys how good they are because they're as soon as you get good, you're bumped out of the class a lot of times. So I can't tell you dude. how great those guys are or not, you know? My, I'll have to give credit for credit. Michael Lindsay did bring that up last week. He did. And Prado used to come out to the desert a lot and ride before he was... he was. What's the class before your MX2? Yeah, right? European EMX. EMX. And he was good then. I was like, fuck, this kid's good. Yeah. So I knew he was going to be good, and I knew he would uh, challenge... Challenge Jonas for the GP championships, the MX2, but man. Uh, he was great. He's good. Yeah. Great starts, but I'll tell oh, you, yeah. the guy that was on fire was Lawrence. Yeah. He didn't have a very good year over there. He had a better yeah. year last year, yep. but Lawrence, that's that one motor where he got second was yep. unbelievable. Yeah, he can't. He charged it was so up, fun watching those guys. Really? There was like it was the best Watson, race of the weekend. Was, Watson, Hunter Lawrence, and oh, Prado going at it. was badass. Was that the second moto? Yeah. No. First? Yeah, second moto. Yeah, second moto. Second moto. Yeah, there's one oh, of the, third motor. No, it's no, not the third. Second. That's the two VDF guys. Yeah, oh, MX two yeah, yeah. second motor. It was motor. second motor. Yeah. Yes, it was okay. great. It was great. It was epic. But I think Covington will be good, dude. I think Covington I do, will I, be. I'm with you. Yeah. I think he will be. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 
speaking of Lawrence, this one's from Timmy Patterson. Last week on the show, everyone agreed that Hunter Lawrence wouldn't be a front runner in the States based on his performance this weekend. What do you think now? As long as he can get through Supercross. Yeah, exactly. Hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope, I, I'd like to see. He showed it this week, if you know, but oh, yeah. From Ryan Hargrave, is it going to be take the U.S. riders skipping designations for a few years to get them to move it to a more manageable time, not six weeks after our season no, and a week before Monster? They Cup. won't do it because their season goes all the way, so they're not going to move it. They should. I I've been on record many times. USA should stay home until the race is beneficial to them, not when it's in America because it's easy, but. Dude, or they need to rethink their program, but it costs these teams thousands of thousands of dollars to go there. They're the number one stars of the event when they go to Europe. Berluda, you've been there with Team mm-hmm. USA. It's insane. Yeah. Um, they're the number one stars. Uh, it's six weeks after the last national. Um, there's many things going on for Team USA to have disadvantage. Not this weekend, because I think the red butt thing equaled that out. But um, if, I'm, if I'm USA, and there's only one guy getting really rich off this race, and it ain't the riders, and it ain't the teams. So until there's some help with expenses, I'm not going. But, you know, that'll cause a shitstorm. But that's how I really feel. I'd be like, look, we're bringing your fans. We're paying all this money to go. And we're making you all this money. And it's six weeks after our last race. Help us out. That ain't going to happen. No. Hell no. No. But but any event without the USA there is a lesser event. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely. So... From Nick Lindenberg, would CR22 have made the difference to get Australia on the podium? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Gibbs had a crash in the last moto, and he was way back. So, I mean, I don't know. Would Chad have crashed? I don't know. But I uh, I never seen that Evans ride until this week. Yeah. I was impressed. He was good. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. yeah, he was good. And Burner told me about him a couple oh, weeks really? ago. Yeah, Burner's like, wait, you see this Evans kid? He, he kept Ferris honest in, in Australia. And I'm like, okay, I, whatever. I was impressed. Whatever, Burner. But, yeah, he was good. From GL's drunk thoughts, what happened? <clears throat> excuse me. What happened with the fridge full of Team USA World Champs beers? <laughs> Racer X posted the picture of. I think it's still locked up. They had. To, did you see that? No. Well, just like the Cleveland Browns, you know, they had the fridge that unlocked yeah. from Bud Light. Yeah. Racer X had a fridge and it had a lock on it, and it was Bud Light. And it was all the. And then if USA won, they were going to unlock this cooler and give everybody free beer. <laughs> That's awesome. For it. I think it's, th- it's still That's pretty up. sad. <laughs> the USA is the Cleveland Browns of motocross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> From Gus Keeter, was the U.S. was the U.S. too overconfident? Too many these colors don't run insta bangers. Do you think they far underestimated the GP guys? Insta bangers. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's the insta banger thing. I do think we underestimate other riders. Period. That's it. I just think Americans do. I think we think we're the baddest motherfuckers ever, and I don't think we give enough respect to yeah. other riders. Seven years in a row now. I, I just, I'm just saying. I disagree. I think I th- I think they do now. They have because they've been getting their ass handed yeah. to them long enough. I don't think they underestimate them. But I think they underestimate them this year because we're on home soil. I don't think so. No? No. I don't. I'm just my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Well, that's what we do here. We give our opinions. Yeah. This one's from Abide Moto. Mathis, what are the chances Eli never does this race again in his life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nah, he'll do it. He's probably got. A, he's probably pissed. I, would you be surprised if he skipped next year? No. Okay. But I don't think Eli's that way. He skipped before, bro. Yeah, but 
We I lost pretty bad. This I time. don't know. Uh, it, it's sad that because we we're getting, you know, we're not winning or whatever, and uh, it's it's. We talked about this. This is this was supposed to be our A team on our soil, you know. And we've always talked in the last three or four years. Yeah, we're sending our B team. We're sending our B team, you know. But this was our A team on our soil, yeah. and what the hell, yeah. you know? Yeah. I I mean, brother, you weren't here for the beginning of the show. No. I can't believe they didn't podium at least. <laughs> Never mind win. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't make a podium. I can't believe Netherlands with two guys. No kidding. Kicked America's ass. Did that guy's eye really get hurt bad or something? Did you hear? Yeah, yeah. He, he got they, hit. They wouldn't let him ride or something. They said, "Look, if your blood pressure comes up, your blood could come up and cause it serious issues with your eye if you get your heart rate up." Fuck. So, but he's not blind or anything. No, no, no. He's okay. Fine. This one's from. Excuse me again, Colin Fletchell. We all know the real race is this weekend in Vegas. Is there any hangover for Tomac and Barsha this weekend after the poor results? I don't know. I, no, they don't give. They're, they're I mean, back, again, they're back to winning money. We got to win money again. Yeah. If they're on the box, people are gonna go. Hurlings is better. You guys suck. <laughs> I hope not. That's fucked. How many Netherlands Netherland flags we're we gonna see at Monster <laughs> Cup? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Um. That was from Timmy Patterson. We did that one. Uh, Silly Stilly OG wants to know what was Pulpamex's shoe situation at Destinations. Still true to the flops? No, I don't wear flops at the races ever. Flops are flops are Sunday to Friday apparel. How many tennis shoes do you own? Sunday at the airport. Yeah, yeah. Um, three tennis shoes. Yeah, just sneakers. I have a pair that I use on the elliptical, mm-hmm. and then I have another pair. And I have one pair of Ennies. From Trisha Voden, besides Puerto Rico, was there a country you were surprised to see in the B final? Oh, I don't even know. I Japan. Really yeah, Japan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're mud riders, right? Wasn't mud. Yes. It's still muddy. Like, come on. Um. Well, it, 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 it unless you know, I was over. I didn't go to over the side of Larocco's Leap, but this other side. You know, but on Sunday, the thing was mint. Really? It, the track really, believe it or not, I know you saw pictures of them and they, they lost their goggles and all that, and I don't know where that was going on. I didn't on. think that was drizzle. Yeah. You know, a little bit of drizzle. Was it raining during the event? Off and not, on. Not much. Yeah. Not much. So the weather was actually wasn't too cold. It was okay. No, it was, I had a t-shirt was, on. Okay. On Saturday, it was warm, and then Sunday, it was just perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah I had a t-shirt on most of the day, so... Um, did you guys talk about what happened to Weege's face? Uh, crash on his mountain bike. Went right over the bars. Oh, wow. I wondered about that. So yeah. he didn't get in a fight? No, no sod fight or nothing. That's unfortunate. That would have been a way better story. Yeah. <laughs> sod fight. Uh, Nick Ansel wants to know, thoughts on Ener- Monster, Energy tr- Monster Energy Cup track layout? Looks fast, but easy. I haven't even looked at it. I, I haven't either. I saw it on social, but yeah. Everyone's very invested in this race. Apparently. <laughs> I, I'm actually excited to go. The SpaceLV.com Friday night live show. Let's talk about the race, though. Race is going to be fun. I look forward to it. I like watching the amateur kids. I'm into it. Okay. Good uh, stuff. All right. One more. Jesus. From Randy. Daniel Blair. Thanks, Sean, for those passes, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> Fuck it into it. Daniel Blair thinks for next year's race, U.S. should pick Osborne and Covington regardless of where they finish in their respective seri- series. It makes sense to me. What are your thoughts, and who would be the third rider? Yeah, I mean, Adam Wheeler was saying that on our podcast after the race. That's probably where Blair got the idea from. 
He's not that clever to get it anywhere else. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Covington, <laughs> Osborne, a couple guys that, you know, like it, like Euros. Well, it's going to be sand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Pick our that three know the track. sand riders. That's smart. Yeah. Pick a team for the event, right. for the, for the, specifically for the facility. Wait, wait. Yeah. That know the track? Covington Is it does. the same track all the time? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's Assen, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is in, in Bel Air in uh, Netherlands, right? Yeah. And it's okay. I thought it was one of those ones that they change. It's, it isn't out of the circuit. Asin's well, it's the in circuit. the circuit, but the layout is basically it, the same. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah I watched it on GP, and it's the same. Yeah. Okay. Humps, everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm convinced France is going to win still. Oh, God. Just doesn't matter. They'll send Berluti next year and win. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's all. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment at Pulpamex Show anytime. Uh, we still got some people on hold. We'll try to get to you people here. Tony Baluti, Chris Kiefer uh, in studio here. Uh, brand new house here, Balut. New studio. I like it. Um, it's going to be looking good once you get everything up. Yeah, once we dial it all in. This is a bitching room. Of course, here. I sent you the wrong address. Yeah, dude. I'm like, my, and I got on my thing, and it's like telling me to go here, telling me to go here. And I go, you know what? And I'm fucking going around the block and shit. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Fail, so dude. then I figured I'd just drive down this way, and then I saw your your new truck. Oh, you did? And then I saw yours, yeah. and I go, Phew, I found it. So huh. you didn't go knock on the wrong door? No. Okay. I wasn't. I was looking for your guys' rig. Right, right, right. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, listen. Thanks, Steve. My new truck? No. I don't have a new truck. Oh, no. okay. Oh, I thought you. Hey. Everyone got all uh, worked up, though. H- Honda great. World Downey, speaking of new trucks. Yeah. Go to the social media right now. Seven Deuce Deuces. Yeah. And check out a video Kiefer and I and Seven Deuce Deuce made for the Honda Ridgeline. I fucking love Ridgeline. Honda World Downey, 30 minutes anywhere in L.A. Go down there and talk to Steve. Mention you're a Pulp Mech Show listener. Get a free first-time oil change in a Honda or get a hell of a deal on anything Honda makes in a vehicle. We've had a bunch of people uh, buy vehicles from, from Steve at Honda World Downey. And he's a, ra- he's a rider. He races. Yeah, yep. he's a good dude. He's got a Husky 350. Right? Uh, I think it, yeah. yes, you're, you're right. Yes. And uh, speaking of the new crib, uh, my buddy Zach helped me out with this. Uh, if you're in the market to purchase a new home in Nevada or Colorado, contact Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 20 years of experience. Zach will guide you through the process and make sure that you are on track to make your next purchase and close on time. Likewise, if you own your home, it may be time for a mortgage tune-up. You may be able to eliminate PMI, take cash out, or convert to a shorter term. Call or text Zach, 720-212-4685. Zach at Plum Creek Funding. Mm -hmm. What? That's awesome, dude. Yeah. What's awesome? That whole deal there. Oh, Zach at Plum Creek Funding? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 720-212-4685. Nevada or Colorado? Colorado. Zach can help you out. Thanks to uh, the guys at Get as well, uh, getdata.it. Thanks to uh, ProFilter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, OGO Power Sports, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Should have put uh, Aiden in OGO Power Sports 9800. I'm waiting on one. Are you? Trying. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Um, what else we got? Uh, we got people on hold. What about commercial? Do you want to take a commercial? Kind of. Do you have time? Because it's going to extend the show. What time is it? It's, uh, yeah, well, maybe not. Never mind. See? Charge through. Short show. Power through. Short show. Here's some emails. Uh, from Chris, uh, Steve, I know you love Dirt Shark so much. You probably watched this before it dropped on YouTube. But in case you didn't, here's the link. It's Tomac two-stroke video. Uh, I personally think this is a badass video. I love watching a rip through berms, leaned over and pinned. Here are the questions. Do you think it is as cool as I do? No. No. What do you think it takes Monster to get a video of a guy that hates videos of himself posted like that? Uh, Part of his deal. You think? Yeah. He ain't getting paid for that. 
No, 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 no. Not get paid extra, but it's written into his contract. You think? You I think he has to do promotional stuff, and I think that's promotional. Right. Okay. So, uh, um, and he's on a two stroke. Maybe he thought it was cool. Yeah. Because doing two something stroke. different. Um, if you like that video, you should see the one of my wife on stage with Sammy Hagar in a bikini when she was a Coors Light girl. That would be better. We would like to see that video, Chris. Send yeah, that through. Please. Keep up the great work. Don't get lazy just because you have a new lines then. Just kidding. Many thanks, Chris. Uh, Zach sent this in. Hey, Steve. Very random, but I want to share with you, share this with you for some, for some time. I discovered Pulp on my drive from Knoxville to Colorado with Steve Litz. We were on a, trap, on a trip to ride woods. It was an episode with Cooper Webb, and I seem to recall RV and Nick Way being on, just demeaning you the whole time. Sounds about right. Anyway, since that time, I've listened to every single podcast you put out, even went back and listened to a lot of the old shows. He plays Pulp MX Fantasy. He listens to Moto 60 and all of that stuff. Uh, the hum- my humor, insight, and ability to push the envelope really interests me. And in a place like East Tennessee, where motocross is near death, your shows keep us in the loop. I try to support the show when I can. I become a big fan of all your guests. My wife and I were at Atlanta Supercross, and she was confused why I would care less about the big-name racers that were eating in the restaurant beside us, and I just wanted to, I had to talk to the podcast guy standing by the bar. We ran into Kiefer's Randy JT. Oh, yeah. Remember this guy? Yep, yep. Yeah, he's a good dude. All right. With that being said, Zach says, uh, you and I would probably disagree on a lot of things and issues, bench racing, best-looking bikes, politics, religion. Yet I still really enjoy your opinion and love tuning in. One thing that has kept me drawn in is that even though your opinions signal that you don't believe in Jesus or God, you never, you still never take nasty shots at it. That's so awesome, man. As someone who has been more of a spirit, who who has more of a spiritual relationship than a religious relationship, I appreciate it. It's rare that someone can't just disagree and not undermine another's belief. And you stay away from that. And when people on Twitter try to get you to bite, you still stay away and sometimes stand up for not bashing someone's belief. So thanks, man. Stay in your lane. Not because you're a cool moto guy, but because you offer different opinions and conversation without being a dickhead. I think some people would agree disagree with that part, that part <laughs> without being a dickhead. Anyways, you're the man, Steve. Uh, P.S. JT does have resting dick face, mm-hmm. but hands down one of the nicest people I've ever met. JT is nice, but he has resting dick face. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Thank you for that email, Zach. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, Never heard that one. Uh, this guy says, uh, Aaron Plessinger, does Aaron's performance at the MXDN affect his 450 season? Cooper Webb had some side effects from the long season and the loss in France. Also, do we start considering finding the best rider to ride the 250 instead of the winner of the championship? So, um, performances have not been good the last number of years with the exception of Zacco. I don't think so. By the time Anaheim 1 comes around, yeah. he's gone. I, I do. Th- I've said it. How many years have I said put a 450 guy on a 250F. Yeah, let's do something. Uh, I mean, other countries do it all the time. Tell me Barsha I, wouldn't have been badass on a, on a YZ250F. That would have been bitching. That would have been fun to see. Um, for sure. Joe says, uh, hey, Matheson Kiefer, love the show. Appreciate all the content you guys put out. I have a question regarding practice days and goggles setup. Mm-hmm. Right up here. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've started running tear-offs almost every practice day to preserve my lenses, but I find myself pulling all of them at once. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's cool to be leaving all those tear-offs on my local practice track. I want to do some longer motors without having to stop when I can't see anything and protect my lenses so I don't need to replace them after every two rides. But I don't want to be that guy prepping goggles for a practice day and littering my tear-offs everywhere. Any tips on pulling one tear-off at a time? Uh, you got Sometimes you got... What I do sometimes is I fold my tabs not just in the middle. I fold them closer in. So the, the one that sticks out, it pops out a little farther. So you can feel it when you go to rip if you're not too good at it. When you go to rip, I use, you know, 
your index finger and thumb when I tear them away, you have more of the one sticking out versus trying to grab the whole thing and pulling them. I, I can't pull one off like that. I, I, it's really tough. It's, but. It took me a while to learn, but you have you have it's so weird. Like you have a natural instinct to where exactly where it is, and you just yank, and it's yeah. fine. But yeah. you need some length to yeah. get it. You know, right, right. that's what she said. Uh, all right, let's run through some phone calls before we uh, wrap this thing up. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? you had a four eighty fill type of experience. Yeah, I was uh, down by the sand rollers, right next to the whoop monster, and uh, the Brits came and they wanted to put a flag up. I was like, oh, go ahead, you know. You know, we got to welcome everyone yeah. from all the nations, you know. You don't have to be. No, you don't got to be a dick, right? Yeah, so it's, it was impressive. It's like a 40-foot pole. It's like a big flag. <laughs> like, oh, cool. So I'm sitting there watching the first moto, and some guy comes down. It's like, hey, who is this? I'm like, oh, it's the Brits. Like, who else would it be? Yeah, yeah, it's the Belgians. Right. Yeah. So he, I'm like, yeah, they're up there. So all of a sudden, that guy that came and put it up, he came down. He's like, yeah, they're making me take it down. I'm like, who? And the guy's kids were, like, followed him down. It's like, mister, can you please take that down? And he's, like, taking it down. I'm like, dude, stop. I'm like, if he comes back to you, tell him to come down here and talk to me. Because that is bullshit. You came, like, 4,000 miles. You know, you just get treated like that? I'm like, well, why, why was it being asked to take down, though? I missed why. I'm like, you string didn't say anything? Leave no, there's flags everywhere at that so, track. I, I don't know. Probably vision. It's like, right. why? Maybe he's blocking their view or something. Okay, well, you want to talk about blocking vision? Yeah. You should have seen the biggest flag out there under this French flag. Really? The thing was unbelievable. Did you see it in that? No, I don't you think You never so. saw yeah, it. Maybe I did. Oh, my side. God. What side of the track? It was uh, on, I don't know, the what side? Uh, left, right, what? Well, the Rocco's Leap or the other no, side? No, the opposite side okay. of the Rocco's yep. Leap. Yep. Oh, up, up there in that one area where, where the off-camera oh, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff yep. was. Yep. Okay. The thing there, I mean, did you see the size of that? Yeah, that was like... Probably a twenty-foot flag is pretty good. Cool. Oh, bigger than that, bigger than that. Oh, wow, dude! So what happened, Dave? Did anybody come back down or no? No, no, they didn't. Oh. It, it was pretty good. Okay. Did you? You should have yeah, started that, charging a dollar for a flag that. Yeah, wasn't start yours. charging dollars to oh, stand yeah. by the flag like forty filled it. Uh, it was bad. Like, Get your daughter there. It or was something. so hard to stand there. Like it was so muddy. Like right. I don't even know why someone can even get a shot of it. Come down yeah. there and complain about it. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks All for right. standing up for British for Britain. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Uh, let's go to Jason. Jason, you want to talk about Berlut's point about the uh, time gap of the race? Yes, I do. But I also want to first say that uh, the other day I was humming along this tune, and I was going, what is this tune I'm humming along? And then I realized it was your W Wheels commercial. I was actually <laughs> singing your Nice. My nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Work it. Love Whatever it. they say, don't listen to them. You have... A, a, a knack for, for awesome commercials. But anyway, okay. so, uh, so my point with Berlut, and again, he said it, a few other guys have said it, when you look at the results that all of the American-based Roxon, um, um, who I'm blanking on the 250 rider now. Um, uh, the, the German guy? The Jacoby. No, the French too. Oh, the yeah. Ferrandis. Ferrandis, there you go. Uh, and again, I thought Ferrandis did pretty well, but when I listened to, to, to DV, on your show here today, he said he didn't do it that well. And then it really occurred to me that, you know what, this big gap that we have at the end of the season, and again, I know we've touched on it, you talked on it a whole bunch of times, this big gap 
takes the edge off. I mean, it's kind of like a guy jumping in to fill in a ride for a team or a guy coming back from an injury. I mean, they just they don't always have that level yeah. of intensity. And for our racers, I mean, these guys are finishing up this grind, this eight-month grind where they're yeah. kind of exhausted. Yeah. So, so my thought is this, and again, I know this is just bench racing. It's probably not going to happen, but they all, it's like we got to like create some kind of a, again, I know this, I'm just talking here, but you know, if, if there was a, a little bit of, a bit of a bigger gap, like a spring break between, you know, the end of Supercross and beginning of Nationals, you know, an extra week or two or three or whatever, and then a little more space between the the Nationals. Yeah, the the, and, the NBC contract with the Nationals requires them to be done by September 1st because of college football. Ah, okay. So that they well, they were like, "Hey, we'll put your races on TV, but you got to be done by September." Yeah, okay. Well, I think this is a ploy by Ustream because it seems like not that long ago there wasn't this big of a gap. There wasn't, and I, I did a story on it years ago, a couple years ago, because the Euros got all mad at me. The average, yeah. the average date for the this nations was around September fifteenth. It wasn't crazy. Exactly. It wasn't crazy earlier, but it was yeah. about two weeks earlier for many years. So really. Oh, yeah. So really what it's going to come down to is, and I know it's it's not going to happen, but the American-based racers, they got to find some way of, of keeping racing. I mean, getting yep. some gate drops. I mean, there was a lot of differences in the way the GPs Dude, are these guys aren't going to do more races, though. They're yeah. just not going to do them. They're not, no it's not going to happen. The guy who called in and said, go to Europe, is through. I mean, that is never uh-uh. going to happen, you know? so I, I agree. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we raced so many races already, but, but it's just... Nope. Berlude made a good yeah. point, as do you. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. No problem. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good chat. Uh, let's go to John on three. John, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of the sport, and I'm a, a huge fan of the show, and I'm coming to Vegas this weekend um, for the Monster Energy Cup. Never, I've never been there before, and I kind of feel a lot like JT that you know, after this weekend's letdown, it's kind of like a consolation race. Um, you know, hopefully by by Friday, it'll, you know, kind of the uh, uh, it'll it'll kind of pass over. But have you guys gone around the room yet? I mean, who's your pick for for this weekend? Hurlings. I don't know. I mean, just <laughs> Colton Hoff, Hurlings. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Uh, there's no Roxon, right? Um, but everybody else should be there. Tomac, Barsha, Anderson, Anderson, Marv, Marv. Uh, my pick's Marv. Sure, Marv. Balut. Anybody win the million? Yeah, well, you guys are joking about hurlings and yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just um, saying, I don't even know. Yeah, Barsha could even do it. You know, I mean, he seems to raise rise to the occasion for this kind of thing. But yeah, you'd probably, I'd say Marvin would probably be your if you're if you're a betting man. I think Marvin gets better starts in their short races, so. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I heard Mookie's going. Really, you're, you're I heard Mookie's yeah, going fast. Yeah, that would be a cool win. Yeah, yeah that would be. Yeah, cool. if Mookie could pull it off, it'd be amazing. Yeah, it would. only ten lappers. Right. That's uh, exactly right. No, and but the problem is he's good in whoops. Yeah, and he's on a good bike, brother. Yep, absolutely. So Moto Concepts. Yeah. All right, John. Anything else? Yeah. Are you going to live show on Friday night? Are you going to live show on Friday night? Yeah, I bought VIP tickets for the live show. Friday. Oh, nice, bro! Thanks, yeah. good job. SpaceLV.com. Wow. You will be you will be right up front. Do you need any help setting up for the show or anything? What's that? Do you need any help setting up for the show? No, we're good. That we're gonna we're gonna hang out after the show though. Probably over by the Rio. We'll we'll we'll, do, we'll, we'll announce it at the show night. But afterwards, if you want to do like a meet and greet and and buy some beers, you can hang out at at Rio. Buy key for a water. Well, I was gonna see are are uh, are you available for lunch at Thursday or Friday? Yes, he is. 
No, yes. no. Hey, uh, blow him up. Yeah, d direct message him and uh, let him no, know what you want to do. I already tried to meet a fan, and it went horrible. <laughs> it went horribly. I already tried to meet one of you jerkies, and uh, you, you dished me. You, you bailed on me, so. Well, I listen, just want to get on Thursday morning. So I'm going to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, and Sunday. Honest, what, what, hey, honestly, uh, Friday, I got to get ready for this live show and go to the press conference for the Monster Cup. And I'll then, be at the uh, AIM show. And Thursday, I got to be at the AIM show, so. I really, seriously, don't have time. But we, I get it. But we can hang right. out Friday after the show. Yeah, totally. totally. And, and Mark, I met you I, at Hogwarts. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm the A-Ray guy. Yeah, there's. There, yeah, he knows you. The A-Ray guy. <laughs> you remember A-Ray? My buddy Esperanza going down the hill. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Your buddy's name's Esperanza. Uh, no, Brad Asper. Well, Brad Asper. And I called into oh. the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a big controversial, big controversy for a few weeks. Nobody ever produced a video of it. Though. Nobody did. I we did. I did meet a fan this weekend. He had a sign, A-Ray for Puerto Rico, hashtag ass ramming. This That's weekend. Awesome. I'll, put it on my, I'll put it on my social. So, um, All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for the live show. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Good deal. We'll see you then. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Uh, Cody, you want to talk about Ryan Villapoto? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good. So I'm just curious. You know, the guy comes off a massive tip by of Nations win. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just wondering if he's gonna, you know, come back to a McGrath Bud Light replica and go uh, Coors Light for the whole deal at uh, Monster Cup. I don't know. Uh, maybe he he's he, his newest thing is he's the most popular retired racer ever. That's what he's saying. That's what he's no saying. Shit, asshole. That's what he's saying to everybody. I'm the most popular retired racer ever. And then I said, what about McGrath? And he went, so I don't know, bro. He just, <laughs> he, he's now the, he's the, he, and he, and he brought USA to another win. All he does is uh, win for USA. Once pit by, like, I mean, the, guy, the guy's unbelievable. <laughs> he's been ripping it to test tracks though, right? Yeah, but he's getting ready for Australia. He's doing the Australian stuff, so. Uh, you know what? He's a fellow Blue, Blue Crew member. He's my teammate. teammate yeah. We're marketing of Yamaha. We're, we're covering the marketing side. Barsha, plus you're covering the racing side. So um, I got nothing but bad, good things to say about my You're teammate. the Hanny of Yamaha. Uh, I am, yeah. yeah. I am the Hanny of Yamaha. <laughs> Maybe Hanny hey, is the organization's team. <laughs> so, all right, buddy. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, everybody. Um, what, do we, what do we got? What else, Marks? What are we doing? I don't know, bro. You got some voicemails here. You want to play them? What? Hey, if we do voicemails, no After Dark. Oh, we got After Dark. Do we? Oh, you do have yeah. After Dark. All right. How many do we have? Three. Okay, we can do that. You want to do it now? Skip the voicemails? Okay. All right. Thanks to our guest tonight, uh, Ryan Gold. Um, like how I did that? David Villeman. Tony Berluti in studio, Ryan Sipes as well. Uh, great lineup. Uh, and of course, Chris Kiefer and, and uh, Tony Berluti. Thanks to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles, Mission Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF. Yeah. They're a big part of that Puerto Rico effort. Yes, they are. They were. Uh, blew up Travis's two stroke. Blew, blew, blew up. Just didn't quite make it. Which moto? The, before he did the backflip? Yeah. After the backflip? Yeah, before. Okay. Well, you were down there, Mike, so when he did his backflip. I'm standing right there, right right by that jump, and I, I wasn't expecting it. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh. That looked like it hurt. 
Did you see it? on his chest right there. Yeah, yeah. it was gnarly. Yeah. yeah. So Works I con- wasn't expecting it, but it was pretty cool. Eric from Works Connection was at the race? Yeah. Yeah. I never saw him. I wish I could have yeah, saw him. He was there. Him. Great, great, uh, great to see him. Atlas neck brace as well. Are you wearing yours? Uh, no, I didn't last week. W wheels. Uh, remember, folks, the Vet National. Yeah. Our own Chris Kiefer will be racing the WUSA Vet National. Jeannie Carmichael over there in the corner yep. has been helping me. She has been putting you through the paces. When is that? Are you going to race Berlute? No, no, no. Come on out. Okay, when is it? The 4th and 5th, November. Okay. First week. Come out and race. I'll come, uh, I'm not quite, I don't know if I'm in race, If Steve, maybe if Steve rides with me a little bit more. So Brownie's coming out to race, maybe Villos, maybe. Yeah. That'll be a good race, yeah. Oh, cool. It's always a lot of good guys, huh? Yeah, there will be. Fuck yeah. the Silver Fox here. Uh, we get on the vet track at, at this rate riding, uh-huh. and I'm ahead of him. Kind of riding. Yep, I'm yep. Keeping him steady. He's okay. he's reeling me in though. Mm-hmm. He's reeling me you in. You eye racing him. What? You eye racing yep, him. Yep, yep. And okay. he reels me in. He gets me. Mm-hmm. And the roost was kind of gnarly. It was kind of rocky and shitty. So I'm sure you were holding back a little bit because I was roosting you. But he gets me. Yep. I'm like, oh, it's on now. Okay. And then, dude, I was pushing to stay with him. And I could. We were we we're about the same. Yeah. But for, I was for a bit. Yeah, but I for was. Sure. You were, like, you were sending it? I was pumping up. Okay. Hands were hurting. Yeah. Like, you know, that little whoop section thing? You know, you kind of come up and you wheelie and then you hit another one. One lap, I'm like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> you, you ride that thing really good. Yeah, I, I thought you ride it way no, better I, than the Suzuki. I was pissed. That's what I'm saying. I pulled, I, and I, I gave up. Like, we, were, I, gave, I gave in first. So. Anyways, much <laughs> like you and TP. Yes, it is like that. Uh, guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World, Downey Ride Engineering, OGO. And MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com all on board with us. Um, don't forget the live show this weekend, people. This is SpaceLV.com. If you're in Vegas for the Monster Cup or for the AIM show, come hang out. It'll be yep. fun. We're going to have some laughs. We'll talk. We'll recap this nation's probably. Bug the shit out of JT. And then we'll look forward to Monster Cup, I think. And then uh, there'll be no after dark at the, at the No, we're going to keep it uh, R-rated. Uh, thanks to all of our guys for making things happen tonight. Thanks to you people for calling in. Uh, we're going to do the after dark right now. So we just want to sign off properly and then uh, See you come, later. come back in properly for after dark. That's right. Thanks for listening. And we're back. Thank you, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Kiefer after dark, everybody. We got some uh, some emails here. And, I was gonna uh, do a live one, see if it's the same. Oh well, we'll do it next time. Next time you gotta. Yeah. Well, gotta he'll remind. be up here next week. Don't worry. Four, four weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if you're bareback, and be careful, dude. Um, <laughs> so here is Kiefer after dark. If you have some kitties in the car or you don't want them here, just uh, turn it off, and uh, we'll be. Oh, done I got my so. notepad ready. Okay, so um, two questions, I guess tonight. I thought there was three. Oh, there's only two. Okay, we can do this. No okay. problem. All right, here we go. Um, this is from, uh, all right, Kiefer. My dilemma is I'm not sure I want my wife to start playing with women again. She has expressed interest but has not followed through. I know she is waiting for my approval, but I'm scared to give it to her. I'm hesitant because she has cheated on me in the past. We were swingers in the past. We were full swap and at times would go out on our own. During this time, she started to have a relationship with one of the guys she was with. Whoa. We have worked past this with counseling and such and have a very strong marriage now but i'm afraid that this interest in playing with women again might open up pandora's box more than i want i want my wife to be happy but i also don't want to mess up a good thing we have going basically i feel like if i approve of this it's like giving a person who has been so sober for five years a drink knowing damn well (laughs) it might not stop at just one right uh my co-worker's name steve um 
I, it seems fake. It seems a bit made up to me. But, but Yeah, it could be, but there are people like that. I mean, if the relationship was a dude, I can understand why you'd be pissed off. But if if you bring a woman in and you all in agreement, it's like, hey, we could bring a woman in and it, that's where it stops and you're okay with her having a side chick, then I think it's okay. But if she does the dip on you and lies to you and gets with the man, um, that's kind of gnarly. Like swinging and then full swap and then you're taking another level where she can go out and do stuff with the other guy. Like, I can't even fathom that. There's no way. Um, so, you don't trust her to be like just with No, the there's just no way I would ever be able to bring myself in that situation because I'd be wondering what's going on. When Heather bailed on me, that's the first thing I thought about was oh, what, she was getting busy. what dick was going inside of her, right? Yeah. Every night you yeah, go you to like bed, that? you're wondering what dick, what dick, what dick. And there's no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. So. I mean, what dick, what dick? How haunts me <laughs> to this day. So if it was just chicks, it wouldn't bother me. If, if Heather had a, had a chick and that was her that was her deal, I'd be fine with it. But. Um, so what it, are you it, telling this guy? I'm telling you, if it's just a lady and you're okay with a lady, try to try to work it out that way. But if you have feelings like, hey, she might bounce and go the it's other like direction. A drink, a person who's been sober five years a drink. Yeah, but it's a different drink. It's not maybe it's not the same drink. You know, it's a woman. If she, if you bring in a woman in and it's just that, I don't yeah, think he's going to no, hate no, on no. it. He's saying he wants to. Yeah. I, if you I, if, I'm, if I'm you assuming, have any doubts, if you have any doubts, I'm assuming that. He's saying she wants to go with a chick on her own. That's fine. Okay. If it's a chick. But right. you got to make sure that's all it is. You can't have that chick well, and her you dude. You can't make sure that. You can't, though. Well, you got to trust. And if you don't trust, then don't do it at all. That's it. All right. Balut, you got anything? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually riveted. I'm listening. I'm, okay. Okay. I'm learning. Heather does not agree with your advice. No, well, she does. No, she's not. She said, wow. Heather has been with, when we first dated, she's been with a girl with me. But so that's ended because usually it turns out to, to the chick ends up wanting to come around when she's not around. So we clipped that whole thing. So that was gone. But right. we don't have time for all that right now. We'll just keep moving the show along. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Uh, this is from. Uh, ain't listen. Mom ain't listening. Uh, Carlos is uh, <laughs> is um, is got this. Um, okay. Uh, Kiefer, I'm 22 years old. I've been married for three years. I absolutely love my wife. We've always kept each other happy on and off, on and off the bed until we had our baby girl five months ago. Ever since then, she's been denying sex and coming up with different excuses, headache, nauseous, sick and tired. We go up to two weeks with, with no sex, and when we finally have sex, it feels forced. I understood the first two months post-birth that hormones and all that giving birth shit most likely made her not want to have sex. She had a C-section. I have kept myself calm, but now every time I get turned out, turned out I feel anger towards her for a couple of days. I had even considered having an affair multiple times. If she continues to do so, I'm afraid that I eventually will. I have addressed it to her, but that we don't have sex very often, and she admitted that she doesn't desire sex. I have tried to explore sexuality, but she not open up with what she likes. Am I doing something wrong? Could she be having an affair? She's not having an affair, bro. No. I need help, man. I can see it's affecting our marriage, and I feel helpless. I love my wife, and I, hate, I'm, I would hate for my lust to ruin everything. Hope to hear back from you. Well, this sounds like real was, life. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, five months, <laughs> right, five, Yeah, five months. Pretty into, heavy duty. This is uh, five months uh, post. You know, having a baby. Postpartum. Postpartum. Um, I know a lot. I have a lot of friends who are in the same situation. So you are communicating with her. You're letting her know, like, hey, this is a problem. I need sex. We're men, of course, we do need that. Maybe you need to dig a little deeper and ask her why she doesn't want the sex. She says she does doesn't have the appetite. 
figure out why she doesn't have the appetite. Maybe it's something that you're doing. Maybe you're not doing anything for her pre-gaming-wise or during sex. Try to get he her... He tried to. She said she, he said she won't open up. He tried to ask She won't, that. like, communicate what yeah. she likes? Yeah. Well, then that's going to be a problem for you guys. Maybe you guys... You, you no, told... They just had a kid five Maybe. months ago. They can't, they can't divorce. Oh, yeah. That's not in America. Well, they can do that real quick. So, <laughs> basically, you need to really sit down and have a conversation and say, look... I, as a man, these are the things that I need. Can you supply these things? As a man, I'm <laughs> Can you no, no. As a, these as a man, I supply certain things to you as a woman. Um, but it has you have to meet in the middle. And it's sad to say, but our needs are sex as a man. That's just plain and simple. If Heather didn't do certain things or give me sex adequate, adequately, I would be sniffing around for bitches too. And she knows this. Like, this is an agreement that we had. I need certain things. You have to supply those things as a woman. If you want a happy marriage, you got to work through it. And I hate to say the word suck it up as far as, like, if you don't like it, do it anyway. Because I really don't believe in that because that does nothing for me. If she didn't like sex and I knew that, I would not be turned on. I probably wouldn't want to have sex with my wife. Like, I have to know that's reciprocated back. Like, you're attracted to me. For sure. Right? Yeah. Because I'm not getting a hard on if I know you're just laying there going, okay, let's just get this fucking over with. Right. That's That's bullshit. That'd be fucked. So, yeah, she had a baby, but... Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. That's where it comes to his play. He needs to reassure her that you. I'm attracted to you. Like, you turn me on. Like, that's his part as a man, making sure that she knows that I love you, you're attractive to me, and this is the reason why I'm having sex with you, not just because I need pussy, but because I genuinely like to be with you. You know? And if she doesn't open up, maybe you try counseling. Go to counseling together and exhaust all your avenues, dude. What's his name? Or his fake name? Doesn't say? No. Exhaust all your avenues because if you end up do walking away, you have to know one, you're leaving a kid behind, which is super gnarly. And then you're going to owe her for the rest for 18 years. Okay. And you're not going to be a full part in that kid's life. Lastly is you have to know that you've done everything you can and have a, a guilt-free conscience leaving this. Okay. And it shouldn't just be about sex. It should be more than just sex, but you have to, everything we talk about in this after dark bullshit is communication. You have to communicate and it has to be both ways. But women, women out there listening to this shit, you have to do stuff to your man or your man is going to fucking sneak around, lie to you, cheat on you. And you're going to sit there and wonder why it's because either you're not doing the stuff that he likes or you're not talking about it. Dude, I think you're being a little hardcore. No, it was five months that's you just had a baby five months ago. That's like after a year, I and, think you can start being like, "What the f?" No, I agree. Five months is, but I'm just saying five you, months. Okay, is but at five early. months, I'm on the chick side on this. If you're five months, you need to at least open that conversation up. Okay, that's it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying leave or leave right now. You don't have a mic, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, when Heather, when Heather has a point, mm. when Aiden was born, I'm a light sleeper. And Aiden would wake up and kick, 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 you know? Yeah. And I would bounce. I'd be in the other room. <laughs> I would bounce. <laughs> so the first year of Aiden being born, I was kind of a shitty father. Like, I didn't really help right. that much because I had stuff. I had to get up early. I had to do things. And right. it just didn't work. So. Okay. All right. 
You, you got to communicate, man. You got to tell her. Well, Both sides has to communicate. I'm communicating with you, but thank you for coming up for three weeks in a row. Thank you for having me. I want to play the field of dicks. <laughs> your, employee, your employee of, of the month. Okay, where's my 8 by 10 I don't know. I'll, I'll get you a star. Can you light a Narr- candle for me or something? Narrowly beat out marks. Narrowly. Peck, 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 peck. You narrowly beat that guy out. I'm here every week. I don't get an award. Dude, bro. You need to drive home with me sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, Berlud, thank hard you, man. Pass. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah it's always coming fun. in the night after. The, I'm sure you're tired. I'm sure you're. Hey, nah, Heather, you all right? I had okay. a great place to stay. I'm good. Yeah, Berlud is a good-looking dude, right? He kind of reminds you of a Mike oh, Brownish type, you. right? Right. Because this is the conversation we're going to have later on, Berlud. <laughs> we're going to play a fuck Mary kill, and you're going to be involved. I uh, guarantee you, you're going to no. be. You're going to score high points. Where, okay. where, where'd, you, where'd you stay at? <laughs> uh, we stayed on Lake Michigan. It was uh, a buddy of mine uh, <clears throat> had a friend there that, mm. that he rents. Yeah, yeah. Houses yeah. over there. Rake, nice. Rake. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was only about forty-five minutes away. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, again, thanks to you people for listening. Uh, Ryan Sipes, Ryan Gold, Tony Berludi, David Villaman, Jason Thomas, all in the show tonight. Berludi's done. You're done now. Done. Retired again. Yeah, again. I guess so. Yeah. As of now. I mean, I don't plan on coming back. So next year's no go. No. Brayton tried to get you back. Yeah. It's funny. I ran into uh, <clears throat> to uh, Genova. Oh, you did. And he was asking me. He goes, yep. "Hey, so I heard you know Brayton made another stab at you." And I'm like, "Yeah. I mean, it, it's nothing to do with him. It's just yeah. I just like to yep. be home. You yeah. Know? yeah. Traveling. It's just yeah." That's it. I just I don't know. Yeah, once I, you have your mindset on something, it doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Situation doesn't matter. You're just like, yeah, are you doing just, stuff around house? Like, yeah, that's what I do. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a great year with Brayton. I had a great year with the team. I just travel sucks. Just can't get over. And you it, won Daytona. Know? Yeah, he won Daytona. He, he won Daytona. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Remember, it's just a race. It doesn't mean the end of the world. So just try to get over the America loss. And uh, remember, uh, America won a pit bike. This nation's anyway, so you can hang your hat on that. There you go. Canada third. Good job, Steve. Thank third you. place. Uh, we'll be back next week to uh, talk about Monster Energy Cup, the live show. Friday. SpaceLV.com. Please check it out. Tickets start at 20 bucks if you're in town for AIM or if you're in town for the, for the Monster Cup. I uh, hope to see a lot of people there. We really appreciate it. Travis Marks? Yo. Thank you. Thanks, You're very Travis. welcome. Swisscore, Moser, Pookie. Thank you to all you people. Thank you to listeners. Again, thank you for everybody I met this weekend. Insane amount of listeners and fans, and uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, Berluti, thank you. Kiefer, thank Thanks. you. Heather, thank you for the Starbucks and the caps. And uh, see you guys all next week. I just want to get some cock. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.
just joking. 